And we're live, PKA episode 343 with our guest Barnacles. Kyle? Yeah, a couple sponsors tonight, Casper Mattresses, MeUndies. Uh, we're going to talk about those PKA hats again. We, I think uh, Chiz made like 50 additional ones. The first 100 sold out really fast. And uh, I think there's a podcast I'm going to tell you about at the very end of the show. So stay tuned. Yeah, let's get to it. All right. Do I get I a guess. hat for being on here? Do I get the hat? Where's my hat? You get a hat. We'll send you a hat. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Rock on. Rock on. We wouldn't have had to send you one, but you said it so early in the show, Chiz is going to have to get on it. If this was a three-hour and 15-minute request, 0% chance it would have been followed through. <laughs> Did but you the notice? Minute, I'll give you the four hours. I'll give you the Did full you four kick hours off the months. show with shaming us? I guess, hell, now you get a No, like, right before the show started, I got a kick out of it because Jerry is obviously so tech-savvy that he gets everything set up. He's like, oh, I should probably change my, my microphone. Are you getting any feedback there? Can you confirm that's correct? And I wanted us to go with like, yeah, we'll just check our PKA proprietary software and make sure everything's looking good. And, and it was like, no, Can we check? Can we check? Yeah, like, like, we're used to people email coming email? on and being like, hey, am I, am I good? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They tell you the levels, you just yell louder, right? Why the fuck do you have vertical video? Oh, oh, I can fix that. Make that up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, do you want to kick off with the Connor thing, Kyle? I know it was fucking awesome. So the Connor Floyd Mayweather fight is a hundred percent happening. Of course, the the promotional tour has begun. Begun. They kicked off in Los Angeles. It was very shitty. This thing is put on by Showtime and by the boxing promoting side of this thing. They cut McGregor's microphone off. He couldn't really rebut uh, Mayweather. And Mayweather was actually saying some misleading stuff like, I'll fight in an octagon. I'll fight with three-ounce gloves or four-ounce gloves or 20-ounce gloves. I don't care. And, and Connor's like, no, you fucking won't. Yeah. It's, been, it's been five months ordering. <laughs> no Mexican gloves. No heavy gloves. No soft gloves. No like, like horse hair gloves or something. Like there were things about gloves <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> Hold on, I'm completely ignorant of what's going on here. Like what? What is? Let this? me do a background. An MMA fighter. That's exactly yeah, it. So Conor McGregor, right. you probably heard his name before. Most popular yeah. MMA fighter, perhaps ever. And then you have Floyd Mayweather, not the most popular, but the most successful boxer of our of the sure. modern age, anyway. And. Connor is going into the boxing ring to fight the boxer in boxing. And it's particularly entertaining. And we're going to see what happens. Ooh, a lot of the pros think that the boxer is going to crush him because he's better at boxing, right? The boxer wins at boxing. The MMA guy wins at MMA, hypothetically. Yep. One thing that's fun about this, they're doing the press tour now. Everybody agrees Connor can kick Mayweather's ass. That is not in question. That is not. The question is who's going to win a boxing match. But when Connor says... I'll kick your ass all over the stage. It's like, oh, right. Yeah, he, he would. Connor could beat up Mayweather about as easily as he could beat up me. Lopsided. <laughs> lopsided. Mayweather has no takedown defense. He is less than a white belt at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He doesn't he can't defend a kick. Right? Connor's got crazy so wheel funny. question mark bullshit kicks that, that people don't see. You know, other and he says it fighting. to him on a regular basis. He's like, you ever bounce a shin bone off a nose bone? You ever <laughs> dig your elbow into a man's temple? <laughs> it's a very fun feeling. And he's just like, and, and Floyd's over there like thinking, he's got to be thinking like, nah, I ain't never done any of that shit. It sounds awful, though. Yeah. I, I punch people with these big pillow gloves. Right. Like, he shoots like, from the shoulder. Concerned, like, I'm not going to remember any of my insults and I can't read the prompter. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me like Connor, actually, the only way he could lose this is if he can't restrain himself within the rules of boxing. 
Like that oh, seems he, like that could well, be a real problem for if him. If he does restrain himself within the rules of boxing, he could lose that too. Because this is the best boxer ever. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And he has press to consciously tour. think about I cannot kick this guy in the bridge of the nose. I cannot kick this guy <laughs> in the bridge of the nose. I mean, that's gonna throw him. So recently one big problem I have with the fight and how they uh uh I'm I'm between Jerry and Woody and Kyle's level of knowledge, mm -hmm. <laughs> leaning towards Jerry's level. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, I, what I didn't like about it is I wish that because they obviously had a long negotiation of like we'll fight like this. No, 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 I'm not fighting like that. I'm not going to be made an ass in my own place or like whatever the fuck you'd say. And so I wish more than anything that he had negotiated for one singular kick. Redeemable <laughs> at any time. It's redeemable at any time throughout the fight. And it's only one. He takes a kick and he misses. That's it. Sucks to suck. You missed your one kick. Imagine how much better the pay-per-view oh would God. be. Mayweather versus McGregor. What the fight? One kick could what, change hold, it all. Hold on, he could though, fake the kick for the first four rounds, right? Yeah. He could <laughs> have this guy that. watching for kicks. He could totally still do that, right? There, there, there's no rule in boxing that says you can't like twitch your legs and lift your leg off the ground, right? True, I mean, as long true. as you don't connect with them. So he could, just, he could just fuck with the guy the whole time. And I you know, now that you mentioned that, that's funny that, that you said that. I never considered that. He's gonna, right? Well, he's gonna, gonna get in that boxing ring, and he's gonna start doing some flips. He's gonna start doing cartwheels in there. Like, There's like no the, rules. There's the no UFC rules saying he can't do this. The UFC warm-up is completely different from the boxing warm-up. They get in there, maybe jog around a couple times, a little bit of do 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 get warmed up a bit, maybe a little shadow boxing. In MMA, they do backflips and cartwheels and show off their athleticism. It... He's going to be in there doing crazy shit. I, that's why this is so interesting, right? Because all of the best boxers in the world have been thrown at Floyd Mayweather over the years, and he beat all of them up real bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he won the, all of those fights. Um, so, but, but, but there's a couple of things that have changed in the last couple of years. Every year after 35 has to be a, like a double or triple year, right? He, any second now, you could lose whatever that edge he has. I, when I look at it, it's like, all right, he's 40 years old. Connor's in his prime, absolutely in his prime. Connor is bigger, stronger, yeah. and faster. All Floyd Mayweather has is he's much better at what they're fucking doing, right? Like yeah. that's it. Yep. It, it, that's a good thing to have next though. Next to each other, where they showed the the two. Uh, there's a gif out there where it shows Mayweather's training routine and McGregor's and how fast they're boxing. And it's honestly like Mayweather looks like a blur. It looks like somebody sped his gif up, his training routine by like 300%. Mm -hmm. And McGregor, by comparison, you're like, oh man, like I could probably hit that fast. Like were they in different bags though? Two. I think they were hitting different bag different, They were hitting different bags, but like, and then you could see like the head movement. Like McGregor was going slow and like dipping around, and Mayweather had that thing like bouncing and like like mathematically, like he knew the geometry of where it was going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mayweather's doing the thing where there's like a, a ball suspended between two elastic cords. The and, speed and, bag. And, yeah. It, well, mm -hmm. not a speed bag. It's a ball suspended by two elastic cords, one from the ceiling and one from the oh, floor. So it's gotcha. stuck right here, and so it's, it's like coming back at you. Okay. Back and forth, really bouncy, and that's made for like for showing off his speed. And I, I, I think, think Connor was hitting a heavy bag. I didn't hmm. see the Mayweather thing, but I think those are an accuracy drill. I think the idea sure. is it, if you've never yeah, done but, any but boxing aside, before, but it's curiously hard to see the speed. Okay. If you've never done boxing before, it's curiously hard to hit your target. I've said this before. Like, you might think a, a you know, undefeated record of passing the salt at dinner means you have good hand-eye coordination. Like, like, I don't know why it's so hard to hit someone. Every time I reach, I touch what I'm going for. Why would that not be that way in fighting? Because the salt's not trying to escape. Yeah. yeah. yeah it turns out. Well, when I, when I was a teenager, I used to do boxing on the Puget Sound Naval Shipyard base in Bremerton. I'd just go in there, and they just put me in all the, all the gear, and I would just oh, okay. spar with the Navy, the Navy boys. Mm -hmm. And one thing that they always said is they, when you're in boxing, the skill is to track, track the weight of the person you're fighting. 
see how they're moving their feet, see their footwork, watch their rhythm. And it's all about timing. He's going up against an MMA guy that doesn't really do boxing, right? So it's like it seems like his timing is going to be completely off and completely different than fighting another boxer. Some and I'm wondering if that's saying, just going to completely blow his mind. Like he's going to be like, shit, I can't figure out what this guy's doing because he's moving around like a spider monkey. Some guys are saying like some in MMA. I know much more about MMA than boxing. If you have a really good strider, guy, guy who's technically sound, who might even exist in the boxing world, and then he goes up yep. against an unconventional, like weirdly trained guy – Sometimes that technically sound guy's boxing doesn't work like you'd expect, you know, because right. the other guy's not moving like you like it's like, throwing like, him off. Yeah, it's throwing him off. Perfect, I, I yeah. think that would work if Mayweather was an aggressive guy who needed to come in and uh, and take okay. somebody apart. But he's not. He's a defensive guy. He, he's he's the Anderson Silva of boxing, right? He's he's okay. he's throwing all those feints and stuff, and he's like, oh oh, I saw how you moved there. I could have hit you right there if I wanted to. We'll come back to this in forty five <laughs> seconds. Who do you who do you think you know, takes a better like, beating between the two of them? Who McGregor do you think could take, take a better beating. Beat? You think so? Because well, that, that's, that's, that's how I, I I wanted to make some predictions about the fight, and, and, he, and here's what I, here's how I think it's going to play out. Here's my expert opinion. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's get the rings McGregor on. is going to win some rounds, plural. Mm -hmm. I think he wins at least two rounds. I think they're going to come early. I think McGregor is going to come out and try to knock this guy out because like he has a puncher's chance. In my expert opinion. I think that that straight left is really all he has in the boxing world, and he's got to make it land. And that means putting a lot of pressure on Floyd. It means tying Floyd up and trying to lay on Floyd and weigh Floyd down and drag him into deep water maybe too. But I think in the end it goes the distance, and on the outside chance, it just seems very unlikely that Floyd knocks Conor out. I don't see that happening. He might he might beat Conor up a little. He might make him uh, make make him bruised up and cut. But he won't knock him out. I don't think he has the power to, in my expert opinion. But I do think that Conor has the power to knock Floyd out. But I don't think Conor can hit him. So I think it goes the distance, and uh, Floyd wins a unanimous decision, and uh, and Conor still comes out as a winner because he went the distance, a la Rocky Balboa, and he made a hundred million dollars. You were saying that you think that. Uh McGregor can take the bigger beating. Mm -hmm. Like, do you, like, do you draw any difference between the beating you're taking in MMA, where it's like a spread around the body beating, and the kind of beating that Mayweather is taking, where it's maybe a, Mayweather can take more headshots, like, it's or maybe he can take way less headshots because he's old. So, ten ounce gloves are traditionally used if the fighters are 160 pounds or heavier. These guys are fighting at 156 pounds, I believe. It's some weird little fraction of weight that I'm sure they argued over to the ounce. Um, so they're using bigger, slightly bigger than gloves than they normally would. It's, there's a huge difference between a 10-ounce smushy glove and those 4-ounce fucking head knockers the UFC oh, yeah. has. Those things are about protecting your hands, not yeah. people's faces. Like, like, that's not what's going on there. Boxing gloves, uh, they call, and, and there's a lot to be said about the kind of brain injuries that, that are incurred in boxing versus MMA. Boxing, you might get... 15 fucking concussions in one fight, right? Boom, 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 boom. And they'll count to 10 while you're crawling on the floor and then stand yep. you back up and be like, are you <laughs> sure? And you're like, I guess so. Why Why? That's the craziest thing ever if you think about it. They're asking a man who is clearly just not stupid if he thinks, in his expert medical opinion, he's good to go. Of course he's fucking not. And they stand him up over and over yeah. and drag him. That's and why the unspoken so question is, do you want to proceed or are you a pussy? Right? That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. In front of a bunch of people, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Right. In front of a bunch of people. In MMA, you have so many other ways to lose, first of all. There's, Can there's I interrupt? TK, Our power tab. has gone in and out like six times I just saw that. Did yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> this computer is on a battery backup. And it, it just, every 
Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm such an idiot that when I saw your power go off, I was like, "Oh, maybe the electricity came back so fast it just filled back up the tubes and then kept it going." <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope that McGregor UFC, wins. In UFC, the concussions though, I, in the UFC, you get cracked once usually, right? And it's like, and then the guy falls on you with a couple hammer fists, and the ref throws him off of you, and that's game over. I'm not saying that any common. concussion is yeah. good for you. That's super common, yeah. And and any concussion is bad for your goddamn brain. You're talking about hitting your computer so hard it stops working, right? Like, if you yeah. did that to your desktop 15 times, you'd really expect some hardware failure after a while. But I just think that boxing is much worse for the athlete than the UFC is. But this is going to be great. I want your ex- I want your predictions. You have to – I, I want to hear, Woody, what do you think is going to happen? Let's, let's nail this down. I think, I'm saying 12 um, rounds, you know, Mayweather. It's not what I want to happen, but what I think is going to happen as of this date – is Connor's never able to show Mayweather anything that earns his respect. Mayweather toys with this guy, uh, eventually stops being passive, and knocks him out inside of four or five rounds. Oh. Yeah. I think, I think Connor gets knocked out because he doesn't get Mayweather's respect, and he just picks him apart and ends him. Okay. It's going to be more, more of like an, an emotional game. He's going to just toy with him a little bit. Uh, no, Mayweather's a, typically a, a slow starter. Like, the first thing he does is he watches how you react. He'll throw a feint. He'll, you know, and, and Kyle said it so well. He's like, oh, I could have got you there. We'll come back to that. That's what he does in his first round or two. And Connor pushing the action. Connor comes out strong. UFC does not have a lot of time. Uh, doesn't do anything that gets Mayweather's respect. So then yeah, he it, just starts it, It's a apart. really. That part of the fight game is really interesting, and it's something that I'm only starting to kind of understand that they do, you know, and the way two people are, there's, there's two bodies are moving around, and they're looking for these openings to hit the vital spots, and he's like, all right, left leg moves here, what does yours do when my left leg goes there? Oh, yours does that. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, well, when yours does that, so next time, and, and they're, they're, they're setting up choreography, and you don't know that you're setting up choreography with someone else, because you're just reacting the way you've been trained to, mm-hmm. but they're, they're learning how you, how you react to each and everything, and he's okay. He, uh, a perfect example is guys who uh, every time, uh, if every time I threw a, a front kick, you shoot for a takedown, then I'm going to fake that front kick. You're going to shoot for a takedown. I'm going to knee you in the forehead and knock you unconscious in front of all these people. And that mm-hmm. happens plenty of times. Yeah. I'm thinking, MMA's great. like, you guys, you guys both picked Mayweather. What did McGregor say? He's like, oh, I'll have him out in four. round four. Inside. four round, inside of four rounds. Like that kind of shit? Isn't that what yeah. he said? Something yes. four or knock five I've out. got. I, 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 maybe he said four. I'll knock him out in four. I'm going to say <laughs> that McGregor knocks him out in the fourth because, like because one of us has to say something different. And <laughs> He's often right. And, they call him Mystic Mac. He's, they, they, they probably do. They probably do. Yeah. <laughs> I promise <laughs> so you that's all, a real thing. I'm all in on, on Mystic Mac there. But I really, I, the bigger prediction is I bet by halfway through round two, Twitter is ablaze with how fucking boring the fight is. Mm. Oh, because think I think you're both going to be right in that McGregor is going to be for a while like trying to get him, but his stamina isn't as good as Mayweather's. And Mayweather, it just is. like with Pacquiao, is that he's going to do that thing where he just like turtles up and he, he like is super defensive until he just wow like scorpion strikes at the perfect time i think but that they're uh, i think we'll that connor see. has better cardio too and, and it really upsets me when like so look i, I i'm wasn't that I his big critique 
Yeah, in MMA though, it's it's a completely different venue, right? Like like you're doing five five minute rounds of mixed martial arts is a whole different story than twelve three minutes round, rounds of boxing where you're it's stand up in arms. It, it grappling, wrestling, jujitsu is such a fucking toll. Like 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 yeah. if you it, it every second of, of of grappling is is like thirty seconds of of, of stand up. It, so it, it's exhausting. They both are exhausting. So I, I don't know. Doesn't Mayweather and, do and that I keep thing? going back to this. Mayweather hasn't fought in a couple of years. There's a reason the man retired. He's 40 fucking years old. And no offense to any <coughs> senior citizens that might be in the crowd. Or even but, one of the hosts. About, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day um, uh, on PKN. But he's bald, too. That gives him like, that gives him like three years back right mm. off the top. Black don't crack, though. He's looking good. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this on PKN. Woody, uh, we were talking about, Woody's like, hey, you look at the other 44, 45-year-old men out there. I'm top 10%. I'm like, oh, don't cut yourself short, baby. You're top 5%. You are one horrific, tragic accident from one hell of a dating scene. Uh-huh. I'm going to be <laughs> slaying it on Tinder. Just one horrific mm. accident. <laughs> just yeah, one horrific <laughs> tragedy. One life-changing <laughs> disaster away. Yeah. Like, take the first, like, three minutes of a Marvel origin story and throw that into Woody's life, and he's getting so much ass. <laughs> That pool is just, oh. there's like 15 women all around that pool, just everywhere. Mm. He's flying over them. They're spelling, come fuck me with their bodies. Like, it'd be crazy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, well, win or lose, they both win, right? But uh, I, th I think my money is going to be on uh, McGregor. I, I think I think Connor's going to kill him. I love it. And the, re and the reason I say that is because I'm, and I'm not even McGregor. factoring in Mayweather's age. I'm just saying I'm the... He's he's the taller fighter. He's got the greater reach, unless and, and he's not used to like get people coming close. He's gonna grapple him. It's not gonna be hard for. It's not gonna be easy for a boxer mm. to get in close to an MMA guy where he can do a jab or an uppercut. He's gonna just keep grabbing him. And I think Those that boxers that, that, fight on the inside. And the other it, thing it, too is even if he hits him in the face, I mean the guy's an MMA fighter. He's used to getting hit bare knuckled in the face, pretty much. That's not. I mean, that's not Connor's style though. He's not a brawler. It, if 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 it was like. Uh, if if it's one of the tougher guys in MMA, one of the guys like uh, like Rory or somebody who, sure. who we've seen take horrible beatings, you'd be like, oh, that guy could take twelve rounds of punishment from Floyd Mayweather. I don't know for sure that Connor can. I'm just pretty sure that he can. It wouldn't really be twelve rounds of punishment because you were saying that like a lot of the time Mayweather isn't even throwing punches. He's just like a tactician moving around. So it's not. Like, I watched he's a really good video a bunch today. Of flurries, right? uh, it was the last guy that that Floyd Mayweather fought. I don't remember his name, um, but but it was him talking about Conor McGregor's chances in this thing and what it's like to fight Floyd Mayweather, and uh, and all that stuff. And he was just and the guys asking him, he's like, "Do you think Conor can do anything that you or Pacquiao or Mosley or any of these other guys, you know, couldn't figure out?" And he's like, "I don't think so." But, you know, and it went on and it really broke down Floyd and said some of the things that I've been saying here. You know, you know, he's, ca he's a tactician. He's very calculating. He's incredibly alert. He's always watching your hips, your feet, your shoulders like he's picking you apart the whole time on, on a mental level. But then they asked him, but what if Connor, you know, hits him? What if he catches him with a clean strike? And he was like, oh, oh, well, if Connor hurts. Him, oh, that's oh, he he'll just be the president of Ireland then. Right. <laughs> like, like, and if he knocks him out. Well, hell, he'll, he'll, he'll go be president of Ireland, then he'll come over here and be our president, too. He'll be the biggest thing there ever was if he knocks Floyd <laughs> Mayweather out. And, and, and when he said that, I, I was, like, getting goosebumps because I was like, yeah, that's how big the, the, the what-if is in mm. this regard. Like, like, it's very easy for us to take this, this stance that, yeah, man, it's just kind of going to lose, unfortunately. It's not what we want, but it's just the smart money. But there's that chance that the, the flip side of the coin is so crazy. It, it's 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 very much like the Donald Trump thing. It's like, oh, the flip side of this coin is so bonkers. Like, God damn, I kind of want to see it. And That's, and if 
And they did. <laughs> when when Connor fought Aldo, right? He was this media sensation. Everyone was very excited about Connor. I wanted him to beat Mendez. I wanted him to beat Aldo just because I wanted something great. It's neat to live in an era of Muhammad Ali. It's neat to live and be like, yeah, when I was into this, Michael Jordan was reigning supreme. Like, it's cool to have a great in your sport. And Connor became that great for MMA. I don't know what's going to happen in boxing. He'll probably lose. Everyone says that. But, man, if he wins, bigger than Muhammad Ali. Bigger. Bigger. You know, yeah, like I agree. It, I, it, get, it sounds it would stupid, be so cool, but, but I think it's true as far as a like just a media icon thing. He's going to be known forever if he be if he if he Mike if he, Tyson he will be like, no one knew my name like they know yours. You are a global phenomenon, right? Like, like he'll transcend huge. both sports. He'll be it's going to be crazy. So it's a hundred dollar pay-per-view for the HD version. And I, I couldn't help wonder when I thought that who is is like, eh. I'll do standard death. I'm going to watch the, the, the series of gifts the following day for free <laughs> I, is what I, I'm going to end up doing. So I would never pirate a show, <laughs> but I had it. I was like, am I going to, you know, do what I would, of course would never do or should I pay for it? I don't want to risk not seeing it properly. I'm going to pay for it and I'm going to bet on it. Uh, Chiz mm. and I were looking at the, the betting odds over on, I think, Bodaga or Bodar something. And uh, and I what he said he was gonna do was to bet McGregor to win and put like a hundred bucks on every round up to the tenth, like bet like a grand on the fight. And but because the odds are like, I think it's like three or four thousand to one, very uh, on depending on which round you call for McGregor to win in that round. So if if McGregor wins it all, he comes back with quite a bit of money and wins it all. That doesn't sound back. right. I, I think you should read to pull look off a that. single round is three thousand to one. No, 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 not to win a single round, to win the fight in that round. So you can bet on which round oh, McGregor oh, gotcha. wins. So it, so you could if you bet a hundred dollars that McGregor wins in the third, and that's off the top of my head four thousand to, to one odds, then it then you, know, you do very well. I'm quietly studying right, right now because I'm still trying to decide how I, this is I all. I think go it down. might be four thousand <laughs> to a hundred. Could be. I, yeah, I, 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 I've never bet before, so I don't fully understand it. But when when a fighter is like plus six hundred, that means or minus six hundred. I am that fucked up too. Means you bet a hundred, you get that much back. You get six hundred. So when you see him in there, yeah. like, oh, the odds are this guy's plus six seventy. Like, all right, yeah, if you bet a hundred, you get your hundred. Because there's and no way back. if you bet a hundred dollars on the fifth McGregor winning and McGregor wins in the fifth, you win. Four thousand to one. Yeah, they don't. They're not going to give you almost half a million dollars for that. Like that's four hundred thousand dollars. Like there's, there's, yeah, yeah, there's it's no forty. Way. Like if they that just leave the town case, at that you, point. Like yeah, yeah that's that's, that's, uh, that's just too many zeros. It's one too many, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. the. I, well, I'm I would, hoping McGregor wins because it is to Woody's point. It would be really cool to see a new uh, Jordan or Gretzky or whoever emerge in a sport, and that's always good for the health of any sport when you have someone like a Tyson that draws more people in. <laughs> Like who? You're probably what? right. I just don't think of Tyson as like, like he was the rapist dude. Okay, but, I think I um, think McGregor's right gonna there. win. <laughs> McGregor's gonna win second round by knockout. That's that's what I'm in for. That's not and crazy, I, right? I'm, I'm gonna say that because I think what's gonna happen is they're both gonna come out in the first, and I think McGregor's just gonna play the mental game. He's just gonna fuck with Floyd the entire round, be really really sketchy, really really jumping around, antsy like MMA fighters are. Maybe even be a little dirty and pull some punches he's not supposed to do and get him off balance. He's going to get in his fucking head, and then in the second round, Floyd's going to be like, oh, shit, I need, to, I need to get on top of this guy. 
and then he's got him. If he if 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 he doesn't stay back and defend himself, the MMA fighter I think is gonna fucking des. I hope him. that's exactly what happens, and this goes viral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right. So, so your so prediction just goes cool. everywhere. <laughs> all right, I got so, ten bucks on it. <laughs> so for ten example, bucks. ten bucks the, round two knockout. Conor McGregor winning in round eight is plus five thousand. So that means if you bet one hundred dollars, you win five thousand dollars. Okay, that's more realistic. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna bet. On, oh, I'm not gonna bet on it. But, um, Woody, you should definitely buy it because this is one of those things that you're so into it. If something did happen at all, you would kick yourself for the rest of your life for not getting it. I, I tell I, me this: that's... Could McGregor fuck this up if he if he does some illegal shit? Yes. Like he gets like, could he technically fuck this up and lose on a technicality? Yes. Um, well, not just lose the fight on technicality, yeah. but lose a significant chunk of his paycheck. That's in the contract negotiating negotiation. If if he kicks this guy in the head, he he's not getting a hundred. Okay, million. he seems like a really emotional person, so I'm changing my prediction. I think that by round two or round three, he's going to get tired and he's going to just start doing stupid shit because he can't fathom the possibility of losing this, and he would rather lose the money and just fuck him up any way he can. He wants the money. I don't think he wants to lose. Boy, I need that money. He wants the money. He's going to get some money. He's going to get like 100 million, right? (laughs) Almost as important as the fight, I'm really enjoying the press conferences. Connor is kicking his ass all over the press conferences. And and it's fun because I I think I was saying this earlier. There is no doubt Connor can beat at McGregor. That is not in question. No one one doubts it. If those two get in a fight on the stage... Connor will crush him. Connor can beat at Mayweather as easily as he can beat at me. Does Connor have self control though? Have you have you ever seen yes. him in a fight demonstrate? Yeah, something? Okay. yeah. He, yeah. He's okay. never thrown. Red he's the best uh, fucking fighter on planet Earth. He's got okay, everything. So you think that yeah. he could legitimately go in there and honor those rules? Even if yeah. even if he was just getting his ass just fucked up, he would just be like, okay, these are the rules. He's never broken any other rules. I mean, hundred million dollars. If well, he hasn't like... boxed with anybody before either. There's rules he in has, I haven't seen him do groin shots or eye gouges or anything else. I mean, yes. As training for MMA, which I you know, think they, should be legal, by the way. I want to go on record saying that should be legal. I Eye gouges, gouges Kyle, what were you saying? Dick, everything. I, I would say that, like, that, like, just to be clear, like, like, like his level of boxing knowledge or whatever, like, he's boxed in boxing rings with boxing gloves against like world championship boxers in oh, preparation okay. for this fight. And over the last year, he says he's spar- sparring four times more than he normally does. He says he's sparring every day, oh, okay. multiple times a day with boxers, and and then like part his main. In, in MMA, there's a couple of like categories of skill, right? You know, it's mixed martial arts, but mm-hmm. the stand-up game, which is usually boxing and uh, a couple other disciplines, is is a big part of it. And and so he's always had like a boxing background, but it's more of a mixed martial arts boxing. There's dirty boxing. There's the the there's there's, there's different kind of right. strikes. The gloves right. are smaller, so you're able to do different kinds of strikes. So you so McGregor so, sounds like a legitimate boxer now, right? He's just trained not as a legitimate the same level. Just not yeah. the same level. As but he's going Floyd. against the best boxer on earth. The Did thing Floyd about McGregor, do anything with MMA. Did Floyd no, do anything no. with MMA but, in but preparation not fighting to in learn? MMA. No, no, they're not fighting in MMA, but still to know your opponent, right? Like, why would you not study that? McGregor's core competency has been distance management. Like he does that mm. better than anyone else. That's that's how he beat Aldo in 13 seconds. That's how he beat Alvarez. That's how he beat okay. a lot of his guys. It, it, Everyone else is hitting air, and, and Connor's connecting, and he just gets in and out, and his timing is perfect. And I don't think that he'll have an advantage over Mayweather. Like, what, what Connor does so well is not going to be anything new to Mayweather. So, it's counterpuncher. What do you think the smallest weapon is that you would need, that you'd mm. be confident that you could beat McGregor or Mayweather in a fight? If you saw him on the street. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Wings of Redemption style, right? Like, Connor, I'm going to kick your ass, meet me in a field. I'll be in the tree line, and 
instant win? Um, well, my, my question doesn't work with small. It has to be a hand-to-hand thing because I realize yeah, yeah, smaller yeah. is like, damn it. Let me I take just, this. Yeah, 50, 50 I guarantee, count BMG from the, from the I, Taylor. Top I, of the Taylor, I guarantee that, Taylor, you could kill Conor McGregor in a, in a 1v1 if you had a knife. It's just... Are you, are you, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe come in like this so he didn't kick you in the side of the head and knock you completely unconscious. But what's he going to do? Take you down and you're going to stab him in the back of the neck? What's, is he going to – he doesn't want to – he's going to want to, like, hit you, right, or kick you. But, but if you ever wrap up with this guy, oh, that's like, bullshit. Like Basically every martial shit. art teaches no, disarming. No, no, all the bullshit martial arts do. Uh, the smart <laughs> martial arts, you ask a jiu-jitsu practitioner or a boxer or a Muay Thai guy, yeah. so uh, what move would you use for, for you know, like a knife-wielding combat? He's like, Oh, you want to shoot that guy, bro. <laughs> 10 out of 10, you shoot that motherfucker and he won't stab you. I've yeah. seen it go down. Well, well what punch? Um, nah, no, 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 no. Like, like, He's got a knife. You train every day. You should be able to outrun the knife wielding guy. You know, like, I, I'm yeah. not as confident. Can he throw as the knife? <laughs> I'm not as confident as you are with the knife thing because it, unless it was a very large knife, because I feel like I'd still get kicked or something. Hmm. I definitely do some damage. Maybe the kind with like a loophole for your How team. hard is he gonna kick you? If, if you let Conor McGregor kick, kick you as hard as he could, he wouldn't kill you. He wouldn't kill you. He'd, he, I mean, he b- might break your fucking ribs and cripple you to the ground, but all you gotta do is this three times and he's dead, right? You're gonna, you're gonna grievously wound this man with a slash of a knife. Knife wounds are no joke. Proper knife would dramatically I'd get in his increase head my too. odds. I'd get in say no I'm going to say straight up hand-to-hand because I would bite his nuts. Ah, would, yeah. Would, that is the stupidest thing just we've said so far tonight. We'll see if he can top it. I use my nuts for fighting stunts. Yeah. Yeah, if he chooses to rest his balls on your forehead. I would go full-on pit bull lockjaw on them balls. Like, yeah, you kill me. You're going to be carrying me with you for the next couple of miles. That's not That's not. I'm thinking knife, if it's a huge knife. If it's b- baseball bat, I'm very confident I would really? win. Uh uh-uh. uh, no. I think no, you're I worse think you off. Take a baseball bat blow. You're worse off with a baseball bat. Let me tell you why. Look, you think? Okay. Like an aluminum bat? Just you can't swing it faster than the leg kicks that man yeah. dodges on a regular basis. You don't have the bat speed, Taylor. You just don't. <laughs> you motherfucker at him, and he's gonna Honestly, dodge. Okay. Okay, I immediately reneged that comment because you're right. I, I don't know. I suck at baseball. I do you not do. have the bat speed to It'd take be fun down to watch, though. Fun to you, watch. you give me two afternoons alone with an okay. uprooted stop wait. sign, and I'll take him out. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the question, <laughs> Kyle. I want your opinion on this. Take away the baseball bat, and I don't even know what this weapon's called, but it's basically a stick, a chain, with a ball with spikes on it. Is that a flare? A morning star. A morning star. Okay. Morning star, yep. I, I might like morning star on this thing. If um yeah, I don't think McGregor. But well, do you get to speed up first before you engage him, or do you have to like go? It's intimidation go. factor alone. You get that thing, like a, like an old school baseball player, like keeping that bat twirling. Mm, you get that thing right. going time. Yeah, that thing would be hard to take on. Like the way you see him take it in the movies, right? Is they like get real close inside and like get the chain or something, and then yep. it's it. But 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 I don't think McGregor has any. I still like knife. I think you'd have I, to get in I, his I, head too, because he's clearly susceptible to that. You'd have to be like McGregor's as I'm standing not there, susceptible to that. As I'm standing there with my uprooted stop sign that I've had two full afternoons of practice <laughs> with. That was my my thing. I'll, you'll have to say things that'll get him off track. Like just little things. Like doesn't have to be insulting. Just be like, oh yeah, dude, all of fucking Scotland's gonna be crying tonight, and he'll be like, Scott, 
I'm not Scottish. By that point, one of those fucking corners of that stop sign is embedded in his neck mm. because he had to stop for a second and be like, I'm the pride of fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just playing the mental game. You don't do nothing. Oh. Oh. And, I, and then I run away quickly because he's still faster than me, even bleeding out. Probably. Hey, I didn't know we could play the mental game. I would have been like, dude, hey, hey, I just feel like I need to tell you up front. I've got AIDS, okay? So you don't want to get any of my blood in your mouth. Uh. Yeah, like that. So it, it's a really bad AIDS, too. Like, they told me it's like bad. AIDS. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then while he's like all trying to put on his gloves and shit, then I go bite his balls off. But right. I think I think just biting him anywhere, if he bought the hep C or AIDS thing, is you probably don't have to go for the. Uh, you're, you seem really tight on the balls. Like, what <laughs> yeah. would you seem, I would, is run. Something I would you run in tell that us? situation. I'd be like, I'm not risking this shit. I'm out. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I think he outruns you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He well, would no. outrun me. Yeah, that, I, yeah. There's not um, a lot I can do that would help me beat Conor McGregor. Yeah, professional I, I, athletes are just one tier below, uh, like wild animals, I think, and that's why above, there should be a. That. That's why there should be a wild animal fighting league that employs <laughs> professional athletes. Of course, they would be a new class of athlete, the mm -hmm. the animal fighting athlete. Well, like, then like, how many like, times do I have to tell you to look at my GoFundMe, Kyle? <laughs> I've been trying to get this going for years. Who do you think? <laughs> Who do you think Bear Hater 101 is? <laughs> Eight hundred. I've seen nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get my fucking animal coaster. That was for all the twenty dollars. No nope. people. Yeah, that's supposed to be made out of a real bear paw. Uh, <laughs> I was like a prison fighting league. Dude, yeah, one last thing. I'm very excited yeah. about with the McGregor thing is it's happening. It's hap It's August, right? Late August. Am I right about that? Coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah I'm August so 26th. used to Game of Thrones. Fucking. Um, Honey dicking us, right? Like, oh yeah, do you like this show? We'll be back in 18 months. Like, I'm shocked that they agreed to this. And then two or three months later, they start fighting. A couple weeks later, they start the press tour. Like, this stuff is actually happening. And that's... Well, they both want it, right? It sounds like they both but, really oh, want it. Oh, God. Like, I, I want Rick and Morty. Now, I know Rick and Morty's coming out soon, but that was like a year and a fucking half, two years I know. Dude, between Rick episodes. Rick and Morty's coming out soon. But you know what's happening, right? I, I didn't say it last time. That it's coming out uh, on the 29th of this month or something like okay. that. But you know what's coming out, right? Episode one. We already saw episode one. No. Of course. No, please tell me that's not what they're airing for. Are you? Is of this a Kyle guess are. or is it true? Are you this, sure of that or are you just speculating sense, here? Boys, come on, Wait, why, think about it. I was kind of under the impression that they were going to start on episode one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Episode uh. one, of course. Why would they? You think they're just going to like pretend like that episode didn't happen, not sell any fucking commercials on it? They're going to take ninety percent of their money for this year. You're even dumber than I thought. Whatever. Whatever. You thought you were gonna get new content? No, you just gotta keep it, keep them on, on a leash, Morty. Oh. Keep them on a leash. <laughs> I think you're more, right, more, and I hate it. Good, I think you're both right. Now that on. other thing it, <laughs> was episode <laughs> one. Was episode one on TV yet, or just online? No, 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 no only online. Yeah, I watched totally it. Right. it you're 100 percent right. Good. Yeah. The, the, fucking fucking fuck. This is what I'm talking about. This is the honey taking that that like. Yeah, no, Game of Thrones is coming out Sunday. I'm very excited about that. But you know what? Last time I watched a new Game of Thrones, I was significantly younger. That shit was a while ago. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that was a long... I might have been... I'm 44 now. I think I was 42 when this show... No, see, you were... You have gone from early 40s to solidly in your mid-40s. Yeah, in, yeah. In one season. At the time, it I think I was like 42 the last time Game of Thrones was on. I'm 44 now. It's fucking ridiculous how long they make you wait for this shit. But McGregor Mayweather, they're like, oh yeah, let's do it three months from now. Like, I, thank you, thank you for like a thing happening in some reasonable amount of time. I love that.
You know what my favorite part of the, all the press conferences was? There was this moment where, so McGregor pulls this stunt. First of all, the crowds are like 90% McGregor. Like, like the crowds are all about McGregor. McGregor gets up there. He's like, on the count of three, say, fuck the Mayweathers. One, two, three. And the whole crowd goes, fuck the Mayweathers. And like 90% of the people give him the fucking Diaz finger. Like, like the whole crowd giving his whole family the finger. And, <laughs> and, and, and then finally, like he gets, to, he gets to, yeah, I love it. And finally, like Mayweather's turn to speak, right? And he's like doing some like regular chant he does. And nobody's really responding yeah, to it. And then he, he goes, always, hard work. And then I don't even know what they're supposed to Eight say. People go Easter or something like, you know, whatever his chant is. And he gets out this backpack. He's got like a Louis Vuitton backpack or something, some designer backpack. And he's got like a couple wads of money and a hundred million dollar check in there. And he keeps breaking it out. He broke it out in LA. And he's like, this is what a nine figure fighter looks like or something to that, to that regard. And so like on this most recent tour in Toronto, I think it was, uh, the crowd's always got these Irish flags and Floyd snatches one of them. And he's got the flag, and he's acting like he's gonna like desecrate the flag in some way. He's like wearing the flag and bunching it up and stuff. And Connor's like, "You better not do nothing to that flag." And he's like, "Goes over." He's like, "I got your bag." He like runs over there and snatches up the fucking bag with the and money he, in he, it, with the money and the check. He goes, "There's only like five thousand dollars in here." He throws the. He's like, "Got the money." He's like, "He's like, you do anything to that flag." I'm tearing up the check. <laughs> yeah. And they're like a standoff. He's like, you'll like, never get this back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Mayweather, he's been stealing people's shit at press conferences for a long time. You really have to secure your things. I would, I would put my shit in a safe if I was Wait, going to is, argue with Mayweather. What is Mayweather's <laughs> like uh, saying? Hard work. work. Hard. No, he says hard work, and then the crowd shouts back dedication. I just looked it up. So, yeah, and, and he goes out there. He goes, hard work crickets like no one knows what like it, it's dedication you know. <laughs> responsibility you know. <laughs> Drink Dude, responsibility. it's the new generation people want to be entertained right they want to be entertained it sounds like connor's gonna bring the entertainment right he's coming out there like fucking yeah it's dressed like he's uncle sam's old black <laughs> uncle or something who's watching sit daytime sitcoms or something he's got like a red white and blue sweatsuit on uh, and and then he had a couple of like Canadian flags on when he was in Toronto. He's like, yeah, I got the Toronto flag on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Toronto flag. There, McGregor... There's no way for us to lose it because McGregor would be fun to see win, and Mayweather's American. So there hey. you go. The, the oh, so when McGregor does these press tours, he's used to taking questions. Like that's what happens. They go up there, and you know Ariel Hawani or whoever asks a question, and he answers it. Or maybe they ask both fighters the same question, and you you get to see him go back and forth. With boxing, they're doing these boxing style press tours. So they basically just put a lectern up there or a podium. I don't know the difference, and uh, and then they'd like rile up the crowd. That's the speech. what they. To do a speech. Well, there's not supposed to be this back and forth. No one told thing. McGregor what this was going to be. They're just like, all right, there's your leg turn. Go. And he's like, what? Yeah, they're trying to throw me for a loop here. I, it won't work. I'll still rile up the. And he, and he does like a bunch of his greatest hits. You know, who the fuck is he or whatever. But Did by the see? second event, McGregor killed it. He, you know, he had all these prepared lines. He was ready to go. And he, he had like a bunch. Of, he was like a rap battle guy. Like, he, you know, he's broke. That Bentley he's got parked out there. It's 2012. That's a 2012 Bentley out there, right? <laughs> he's you know, they, like, this is what a nine. There's five grand in here. That's that, you know, it, yeah. The closing, the and it, it was there was an opening and a closing to to McGregor's thing. It was like he hired a fucking speechwriter or something to tear McGregor, to tear, tear Mayweather apart. He starts off with 
does this fucking mic work? And, the, and it's, it, it clearly does. And the audience is like, yeah. And he's like, well, fuck that mic. <laughs> and he like slaps the shit out of the other mic that's up on the lectern. And then the last thing he says, of course, like, look at that school bag. You're a 40 year old man with a school. What are you doing with that school bag? You can't even fucking read. And it's in <laughs> the crowd's like, oh. He can't read. He can't fucking read. No. He's illiterate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, he's, and, and, and Mayweather's only comeback is like, yeah, I can't read good, but I can count. It's like, that's eh, okay, but you still can't read. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. You can't be. Ma- <laughs> I, I, that, that is an impossible. Please tell me they're going to have a mic come... in there. Please tell me oh, they're going to have like, they, a, the they best shotgun mic ever pointed at their face through the whole fight. Because McGregor's never going to shut up <laughs> I the whole time. There, so. there is no comeback to the insult. You can't fucking read, dude. <laughs> like, think about what do you say? Oh, <laughs> well. I don't need to read. <laughs> like reading, what has it ever done for anyone? You know, like no. I'm gonna hire this reader person for me. This is my translator. Yeah, like no. There's there like Connor, if someone says my... you can't read. The comeback, you got to sit there. Uh, the comeback he always had was, but I'm rich, right? That's his thing. But I'm rich. The thing yep. is, just before this fights, the the, the press tour started, he has these uh, IRS obligations. You know, he's like, you're not rich. You owe money. Yeah, you owe to the IRS. You you like you can't pay your your taxes. Why are you up here pretending you're money Mayweather when you're in debt? And you know he I'm not in debt. Look, I still have this check. It's a check, right? I want Connor to come out. I'm going to right stand over there afterward. ready to cash it on the sideline. I could write a check for a quarter billion right now. Now, don't cash it. It won't work. <laughs> but I could write <laughs> that check. <laughs> you know, checks aren't money. You know, like, all you needed money? I thought you needed a check. I got checks. Oh, I think <laughs> he had $100 million that someone have... had. No, he had a $100 million current check that he's toting around. Like, like think a, a he castle. does. Well, that's the deal, right? Like, it's a like, prop. Like, I'm pretty sure that that's like. I don't. I don't think it's definitely a prop. He didn't bring a real hundred million dollar check. And, and like, why not? It's not a, it's a hundred not million bonds. dollar check is ridiculous. Where they're but like, it's I'm not gonna, bonds let's, be, let's all be honest. No, you know, he at least went and tried to cash it, even though they told him not to. You know, he at least tried to cash it. You don't know. Like, Sorry, it sir. Says, this doesn't have a serial number on it. Um, like, there's people at Walmart with a hundred billion dollar bill. Like, hey, I'd like change for that twelve pack. <laughs> when in boxing. <laughs> So in uh, I grew up around those Mr. People. Mayweather, it says Shutterstock. The way the boxes <laughs> are paid, mark behind it. The way the boxes they can't are paid, read either. You know? They have to take that money and they have to put it in an escrow account. And you know, they, then the, the the show doesn't even start unless the the whole salary of the thing is put aside and etc. They can't pay you with the gate. They have to have that money in advance. And, symbolic uh, check, though, right? It's like, a like, symbolic like, check, is what I'm getting at. The, those boxes are paid with electronic transfers, undoubtedly. No way they're yeah. writing checks out of an escrow account. That's, it's, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, but it's not as but, but, but there's a difference between someone writing the check who has doesn't have that money and Floyd writing that check, right? Or Floyd ha- possessing that I'm check. I'm surprised because... that check wasn't six foot by three foot. That's <laughs> 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 well, $400. He couldn't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make this check huge, but that was $325. His clearing house. But come on, it's 29th. We can get the biggest check in the world. We don't care. We get a billboard. I got the money. Yeah, I'm going to buy an $8 million check. God damn it, Floyd, stop spending your money. We haven't even made that shit yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that reminds the money they put into these events. Like, uh, okay, so $100 million check, right? It's like $100 million. Like, you could probably have a more entertaining fight, let's be honest, by like just going to a penitentiary and pulling out lifers that are on death row and be like, hey, whoever wins gets to go to an island for a weekend before you execute your ass. Get in there. Minds you know, think alike because we had a conversation last week about what we would do if we were dictators of the world. And one of my first ideas 
was setting up a prison fight league, but it wouldn't be yeah. like to get a week of vacation. It, they would get their freedom. Is no, that's too, much. that's too much. Like, you no, they, to, you they, no, no, they, they have to live in Baltimore. They have to live in Baltimore. After, <laughs> after, <laughs> but, but they do get their freedom. So, <laughs> no, what, what if they really? Or as long as they got to wear the wedlock collar with the C4s, like you leave Baltimore, the head yeah, comes off. Like, those creepy like shotgun shell things they had yeah. in, in Saw. Yep. That's oh, like, do we need a new topic? Macabre. Well, that wouldn't cost a hundred million dollars though. That'd be cheap. Like, you'd probably, here's you'd the thing: save us money. Also on show, so this thing's gonna be on Showtime. So mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna buy it. It's a hundred dollars. It seems silly, but I but I am. Also on Showtime though, they have this thing uh, in Thailand where these guys literally do what you just described. They fight for their freedom, Muay Thai fights, and when you win X amount of fights, like 10, 15, or whatever, you get your freedom. And uh, it's on there now, the whole series, where they follow the, this championship fighter um, up to his last fight, right, to escape prison. He was a gang member doing, like, quite a few years. He'd been in for quite a few years for murder. And he fucking wins this fight and walks, as far as I, I think, I'm pretty sure. So that's a thing. But Nobody's it, going to fight harder than fighting for their freedom if they got a life sentence. Nobody's going to fight harder. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, shit, hard, I though, right? Like, 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 it's not about getting more motivation out of somebody at yeah. some point, you know? Like, like you're already in there, and there's a man trying to beat you down, and, and, yeah. and your family, your wife is watching, and in the UFC especially, boxing has weird purses, but in the UFC, it's like, if I win this, I get double what I get if I lose Typically. this. And, and also, if I win this next time, I, I, I get, like, 20% of what I make this time, but if I lose this next time, it's possible I make 20% less than I made this time, so... They are fighting with everything they have. You can't motivate them anymore, and you know you could put a gun to their kid's head and they might poke an eye out. But like, and a lot of them are broke too. Yeah, a lot of them are broke. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the, uh, it's a non-fighter who thinks that motivation, like you know, like oh, I could win. I get so angry when I fight. Yeah, no, someone else is more skilled than you, and that's not going to help. Yeah. Out. Oh, I, I love music. I could just hop over there and bang out a symphony on that piano. It's like <laughs> yeah, now yeah. You, you, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't matter how much you gritted your teeth and was like, I'm going to get this done. I'm such a hard worker. It's like, no, you, there is not. something to be said for natural athleticism versus natural music talent, though. I think one is a lot more common than the other. It's rare you see someone who can like hear an instrument play and go, oh, I don't know what keys are, but like that doesn't happen. But, but there are people like guys that. out there. There, there are. Who you're Those. So you're like, I actually worked with like an African autistic kid before they could play anything. Any song that you could hum, even if he didn't hear the original song, he could just walk right over the keyboard and just bang it out with two hands. Same tempo and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's a little weird. Hmm. But get, get that kid. That is really channel. interesting. I'll watch yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really interesting things to look up, the savants. Yeah, Seeing no, no. It's like, like the guys that have the photographic. Have you seen the, the, the autistic kids that have the photographic memory where they just look at something for like a second and they're like, here's a piece of paper and a pencil. And they draw it to scale, and they actually take like a ruler, and they're free-handed it. They take a ruler, and they're like everything's exactly to scale. I'm skeptical. Those poor those little things. kids are gonna run out of hard drive space by thirty. They're <laughs> like four years old. They already got fragmentation issues and shit. <laughs> I don't know where my keys are or where I live, but I saw a Leonardo da Vinci painting when I was eight. Let me recreate it for you. Like, like that's yeah. that's not what you want. This is like when you download like a couple of huge, stupid, useless apps way too early in your phone or device's lifespan. And then later when you get to necessities, you're like, man, I don't have any room for Netflix because I needed this, you know, uh, Abacus app. Why the have fuck did I download Pokemon this? Like, but on the flip side, you'd only ever have to subscribe yes. to porn sites for one month ever it. because you just memorize everything and come back to it. Dude, like, oh, I, I got a new phone. Again. I want to talk about it. So this is my new phone. I got an iPhone 7 Plus. My Good man. Prob my problem is I went swimming with the last phone. So that was stupid. I made a mistake. 
but I got the plus this time, and I am so like happy about the bigger phone. It is awesome, but I'm not sure if the phone is awesome or if I'm just old. I, I kind of like, like, you know the geriatric phones that you plug into a wall and the keys are so big on them, they're practically like one-year-old playing blocks, you know, yep. the wooden blocks. Master I'm like, man, the, I can type faster because the little keyboard is bigger. I can read better because the words are bigger. I'm not sure if the 7 Plus is an awesome size or if I'm just too old to be using new phones. Nope, nope. I think it's an awesome size. Older. And you swim with it. I've taken this thing yeah. to like three water parks now. Wow. You swim with it? Yeah, in the hot tub. I take this in the hot tub with me and just like set it next to me on the seat in the hot tub. Yeah. They're water No, resistant. I've submerged this thing everywhere. It works fine. There's... I take it in the shower, take it in the bathtub. You know, you got to get those bathtub selfies. Make sure I'm getting under all the folds. You know, that's <laughs> joke. I, I, I saw some. Like, oh, I'm imagining online. that now. Like, like, like <laughs> I, I, I feel that. like I no, no, no. This is great because because I always thought like, like so Wings got that MRSA infection in one of his roles one time. And mm -hmm. I think that it probably got so bad because he was unable to detect it before things got out of hand. iPhone 7 would have solved that. Like this Apple is a product. Ads. Like, Dude, do, like, you know, there's how an app for that. Oh, there's a <laughs> stick for that called the fat bro. All right. It's <laughs> Selfie stick, okay? That way you're able to reach around and get a good look at under Grease all it a little so you can slide it through the creases. Dude, I got this. The nooks, the crannies. Yep. Do you uh. often find yourself rotting in unexpected places? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually my ass, but the I have no good more than a passing issue. Yeah. <laughs> I look under a roll and it's just like necrosis. Just like, oh, there's a rib hanging out. Wow. Yeah. Those are the, the worst sooner. videos where yeah. they, uh, like on Live Leak, because I can't put these on YouTube, where they're like, homeless man found with maggots in his belly or something oh, or in his feet yeah. his feet that's what it is yep. kyle is kyle's gesturing wildly about it but it's like that you, you see we a guy get his shoot yeah. we could it is pretty oh i watch it well no, the sad thing is that happens because of diabetes they, they 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 start becoming diabetic and they lose all their nerve feeling feeling in their feet and then their feet start just rotting because they're not getting any blood flow to it and they don't feel it they're just like ah oh, it's down there and the maggots are like mm, meal Hell Imagine how long you have to take your shoe off or leave sure. your shoe on before that's you take it off and half your foot is gone. Yeah. Dude, I'm like, glad you said that. That's what I was going to say next because that's the thing, right? They, 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 ask, they ask him, like, how long have you had this shoe on, sir? And it's like two years, three years. Um, look at that if you dare. Ugh. Yeah, I dare. Yuck. You know so, I Woody, dare. where's the watch? You got the phone. Where's the watch, bro? Oh, the... You know, I, I have specific requirements for a watch because I go flying and I like the altimeter built into it and stuff. So that's why I got this one. Oh, you can't use like the GPS poor people altimeter that's like in the altimeter app? I don't even know. Does it have a barometer built into it? Like, I don't know. I'm just really happy. I'll get back to you on that. I'll get back to you on okay. that. But it should for I'm $400. Get <laughs> I, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a Fitbit because I, I play a lot of uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds and there's a lot of heart pounding moments. And one of the guys I was playing with last night was like, I got a Fitbit so I can monitor my heart rate. And yep. I'm like, well, what what happens in like clutch moments? He's like, it goes up to 125. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. So I ordered a Fitbit. I want to know what mine goes up to because I swear to God, this game. 125? I'm 125 right now. That's like my resting heartbeat. Well, he's an 18-year-old athlete. So I, I, it's, 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 that's why I was – I'm like, mine will be higher than that. So so like in the other day I was – there. 100 people go in, only one man leaves alive, I guess. And uh, there's three of us left, and I'm I'm hiding in my building with my shotgun. And I realized there's so much adrenaline that my hands had gone numb. My that my hands had gone numb and tingly, and I had to, like, shake the, like, feeling back into my hands. I, I was so, like, pumped up and scared in that moment. I'm so shaky. 
Yeah, I'm at 102 so- beats per minute just sitting here. That ain't healthy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't healthy, bro. And I saw your x-rays today, and oh, that's that not healthy. Do you have your x-ray on you? Could, could you show us? Yeah, yeah. Here, hold on. Here, let me go see if I can find it in the little picture folder over here. Hold on. i got to wade through some porn. Give me just yeah. a second here. <laughs> You I like to put it in the porn folder. It surprises oh, me every once in a while. Are you talking about out. the back, the back yeah. image, Kyle? Yeah, my because X-ray. I, I, I watched a, a couple of videos and saw that. That looks rough. You have a similar uh, skeletal shape to a question mark. Um, I do. You're, you're spine. Like D. Reynolds. Yeah, your spine's a bit curved Shit, there. I kind of want to cover Here's that topic first. Here, check this out. Your spine just Here's takes the scenic route. We can circle back guys, to the. I love you guys to see this. But, you uh, circle back to the maggots. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah but it that's is why, on the that, dossier. That right there. Can you guys see that? Yes. That's actually yeah. me straight on. That's not me from the side. That's me straight on. That's how much it's 45 degree deflection in my spine. Well, wow, so that's scoliosis, right? Yes, bad scoliosis. Really bad. Somehow, they, somehow, still at 300 pounds, I can still run around and ride mountain bikes and snowboard, and I don't blow discs out. And the doctors are like, well, that's a fucking anomaly. <laughs> like, with, those discs poor should pox. be gone. Christ. We've, I, we've all been doing a fitness thing. I think we started in like mid-April, and uh, it's been like three months. Yeah, I, I have April fifteenth as my starting date. It's uh, it's when I did that lessons at Aviator PPG to learn how to fly again. But anyway, um, so are are you doing anything right now? It sounds like you're pretty active. Not, not right now. I've kind of I've fallen off after mm-hmm. I hurt my back. I kind of fell off. Damn it! Come on, zoom, damn you! There we go. Uh, I fell off quite a bit. I actually need to get back on the wagon. That's something that I really, really need oh, to do. You can God, join damn, us. this food tastes good. Jesus Christ, food is so good. Yeah. Food is the if best. If it didn't taste good, I wouldn't have a problem. I'd I be wouldn't like know. I haven't had any since April. That- <laughs> <laughs> any good food. <laughs> and it wasn't the shitty thing about the diets. Why can't somebody come up with a diet where you just eat everything? Oh, bulimia. Never mind. They already got it. Mm. My bad. <laughs> there. I just yeah, you could be like that guy in Fargo with the horrible teeth. Yeah. <laughs> there you no, 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 bro. I gotta I just use my tongue to kind of block it, and then the vomit will go over the top. Use it like a sled. It's fine. See, I, haven't... I thought about that so many times. <laughs> like, look, look, here's the thing about those people who get the rotten teeth. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the rotten teeth because, look, I'm not. I am a. I'm an acid expert as well, and uh, stomach acid expert. And um, in my expert opinion, three seconds of exposure to uh, on your tooth enamel to your it's stomach acid isn't doing any fucking damage at all the problem nope. is they're going and vomiting and then going about their goddamn day instead of rinsing yeah. their mouth out properly and maybe using some sort of a slightly basic solution to completely neutralize all the acid like bulimia is a is a real way out if you're if you're a fat person out there who's watching this like like <laughs> like don't, don't lose hope don't lose hope okay honestly if just if lose you, your if, lunch. if bulimia if you <laughs> stick to it it's you're vomiting all your food up, so you man. Will get I wish skinnier. Smart Mouth was a sponsor tonight. But. No, I think there needs to be a middle ground, <laughs> guys. Guys, hold on. Being a fat person like myself, I think there needs to be a middle ground. Like maybe you only throw up like two out of three meals. That way, you're still guaranteed to get some nutrients. Only okay? one meal. You only have to vomit one meal. You have oh, a, you, you just, have one. You have every day. What you if you eat one six huge, meals? Now you have one big crazy meal, whatever you want, mm-hmm. and you just vomit that one up, and the rest of the time you eat normally. So, like, you know, every day around noon, I have myself a pizza and a few desserts, and then I just throw them all up. But And at first, I was putting them in the toilet, right, like a normal sane person would, but then I thought, God, I'm wasting all this vomit. So now I store it. And and depending on what I eat, I, I get a different color. I put a little LED light source underneath it, and it, it's, it's a beautiful collection in, in one, of these, one of these rooms down here. 
like a lava lamp. Gotcha. It's exactly like a lava lamp. I like it. I like as it. soon as I have enough to market and sell, eat some I'll pizza and get that oil in your stomach, and it actually uh, does create a lava lamp. There you go, man. Oh, PKA saying, in two months, limited quality, limited quantity. <laughs> Kyle's lava lamps. <laughs> First hundred people. Up the chunks start like migrating around and stuff. Let like, us know you if you want I pizza eat. or bagels. I'll eat whatever you want. <laughs> I think you need to like write a pamphlet or a book or something, Kyle, called like Vanity Fitness, and it can <laughs> just do be some kind of about, surgery where you just uh, shit out, the, like you skip the stomach. Why can't they just have a valve? Like I want a valve on the side of my body. I just flip. It just bypasses the stomach, and literally, I eat the cheeseburger. Fifteen minutes later, that thing's just coming out the same cheeseburger I just ground up. It's totally do that, right? Like, I like, think so. Yeah, why not, right? Because they, I, I often see, and it's a little gruesome, but but that you get ports for chemo, I think, and ports yep. for various things like catheter openings and stuff, and like. Why couldn't they just have a port right here? Colostomy that's bags, like, yeah. That's, yeah, colostomy bags and stuff. Oh, Just a little Y valve, right? You know, you do. I want, you got, I, yeah, I put it right on the esophagus. You just flip it over, it just comes sledding yeah, out right in front of your like, chest. You'd there. be sitting there at like, uh, you know, Olive Garden or whatever, gorging yourself on your breadsticks. Yeah. And like halfway through the meal, you're like, oh, my switch. Fuck. <laughs> these are all belly breadsticks now. I was wondering why there wasn't a disgusting yeasty mess dripping onto the floor for some 16-year-old kid to clean up. Bring me more breadsticks that I may be filled. You go to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant, you get the whole beans, you just chew them up, oh, they come out refried. Keep oh, gosh. Oh, that's horrible. That, that would be great. <laughs> and I love that kind of shit, too, because all those poor, starving countries out there would see this and, th and just really shake their fists. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't even fathom what we're fucking talking about, right? You have so much food that you need to... to like, <laughs> Taylor, Taylor. We are trying to eat the same food twice because we are not getting all of the calories from it. <laughs> all these people in America have special tubes that they eat and they do not even take the calories. At the very least, they could ship us the chewed-up mush and get the cheese not to. You know? I picture this Y-shaped valve with LED lights, like a flux capacitor. It's got to be RGB. It's sort of yeah. Everything's got to yeah. be RGB. Shoot it from the over. And, ah, it'd be yep. great. I don't, I don't know what the solution to that is, but but look, there's just such a gigantic market that that placed this there. If you ever figure out the thing that you put in the back of your throat surgically, that's like a human garbage disposal that like if food passes through this tube of plastic that we're going to surgically implant in your esophagus this takes out like all of the salt that was in there like 90 percent of the salt yeah. is moved instantly from your food or like you know or, or, or calories or however you want to do it i guess you could run into some problems becoming anemic and stuff you're like i can't get enough calories in anymore i've got my yeah. i got my thin tube forgive me for well, not knowing this but does salt make you fat I don't think salt makes you salt fat. Makes you it makes you retain water. water. Yes. Salt's bad, but that's a lot of reasons. It, After your heart, right? yeah, you'll get bloated. You'll look, you, but it's not. Fat. But it's temporary. You know, you, you don't I, eat I salt the next two days, and that's gone. If you think, eat a bunch of pretzels and then drink a bunch of beer, like you can weigh yourself in the morning, and then at like the end of the day, weigh yourself, and you'll you can be like eight pounds heavier. But it's you just water weight, unless you really that. fucking went to town. Yeah. I get sometimes I eat popcorn, and drink water. And that morning's like the next morning's weigh-in is always awful. It's, it's yep. not good. But news. as a nutritional expert, I, I would I would I would maintain that you know the salt's probably not good for your body chemistry in such large quantities, right? Like I would I would imagine like your cells probably don't do their job as well if you're pumped full of nitrates and Are sodium you sure and stuff. Are you're an expert? Because this sounds uh, kind of like layman talk. Oh <laughs> no no, Kyle, is, Kyle's really resonating. I also <laughs> have. A, Please, I'm just trying not to go over your head here. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so, so again, like my cells just don't do their job as well. They yeah. kind of come in late, maybe. 
Absolutely. <laughs> now, maybe you can maybe you can explain this then. So I go in to get a physical twice a year. I have to go get a physical twice a year because I have to take opiates for my back, and the doctors are like, they got to make sure I'm not a crackhead, right? Yeah. So so I go in there for my physical. I always get it back then. It's a full physical. They do everything. Like I mean everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyways, <laughs> they always give me the results back, and it always says no recommendation to diet and exercise, and all my numbers are perfect every single time, even at 37 and 300 pounds. Not That's even they no high cholesterol. Nothing. Lose no some high weight sodium. ever. No, no, they tell me to lose weight for my back. Oh. They're like, your back is fucked, bro. Gravity is not your friend. Lose some weight. But every time that I've gone in, they can't they can't recommend bariatric surgery or anything like that because I'm in perfect health as far as organ function. Yeah. I don't it's know how good. that is because I, I do consume quite a bit of salt. I do have a pretty unhealthy diet most of the time. Well, you're still a young man. Give it time. Well, I'm 37, though. I mean, you'd think, God oh, damn, I've been this my whole life. You'd think you've I'd got really two years left. And two years left. Yes. You, yes. See, see, what you don't know, my friend, is you are approaching a precipice. You can't see it because it's so large and dark. Preach, bro. <laughs> it's like Preach. a goddamn black hole sucking light itself as well. Save as me, Kyle. Save and me. Time. time is short, my friend. Soon. Soon. The end is nigh. Those, those internal organs, which are just laced with fat deposits. There's two kinds of fat, right? There's the fat that you can see that's like out here that you can squeeze and grab. Yep. And then there's like with obese people, and I'm not saying this is you. I, I no, really I am. I got it all in my belly, dude. I, got like, I don't Visceral even have that fat. much underarm fat for Visceral 300 pounds. Right? Like, you get fat directly on your organs, like like they get encased in these layers of fat. Mm. And I was I was listening to this like uh, there, it was a surgeon, who, a cosmetic surgeon, talk about yep. like yeah, get these women who come in who think that they need a tummy tuck, and it's like no, you're obese. Every organ, including your intestines, is covered in fat. Like a big goopy two inch layer of fat around every. Oh, organ. I've heard of that. Like it like, sounds uh, like she's marble. Right? If she's marble, yep. absolutely. <laughs> if she were an animal, how delicious and oh. delectable her heart would be, or her liver. Like you cut Animal Lecter's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you you would like get sick eating a person's organs that fat. Like you know, you remember that cross section we looked at that one time where it was yes. like uh, it was like basically what do they call it? Like the. Ventral works. cut, where you see the side, and it was like a skinny guy and a super fat guy. And the, every time I see that, like I, I notice how gross it is, and seeing like, oh my god, like th there's so much fat on those organs. No wonder it was struggling. But you also have to think like, man, that slice was once a person, and at some point that person was eight years old. And imagine if like someone from like now came back and like just poof poofed in their life and was like, hey, 40 years from now, you're going to be a horizontal slice and people are going to go, ugh, gross when they walk past you. See ya. Like, <laughs> like, like that makes fuck out. Mac and cheese is good. Later. Yeah, he's like, well, you won't hurt me. I'm going to spite you now. Yeah. Like, maybe that's what <laughs> happens, anymore. But, fuck that cross. That's that, how Lance Armstrong that? was born. Do you ever <laughs> think about that, Kyle? Like how, like those were real people and now their lasting legacy is someone looking at them gawking, going, ew. Like, is it weird I that I think that's There's actually so kind many... of a cool legacy? Like, no, like, I no be okay I'd rather be the skinny guy that they're comparing, and they go, ah, look at this, look at this adult, and then look at this. Oh, well, at least this, if I, I died, don't... that's like, this guy has oh, the largest oh. man tits ever in the history of all tits. <laughs> like, no man has ever had a tit to the girth of this man's tits. Like, I could be okay with that. You think well, you'd dead, be okay so with that I'm kind legacy? of okay with that. As you're yeah, in, like, the body legs. exhibit and, like, all your sinewy tendons are spread out. But Hell they've left yeah. your, your my perfectly son's, like, I'll tell him supple like, breasts. Yeah, my dad's got big tits. I was, um, <laughs> I, I, was li I was listening to something the other day about uh, Werner von Braun and the NASA program and how at Werner von Braun's rocket program back in Germany, they yep. hang slow, the, the five slowest Jews every day. Um, and, and that got me thinking, what if we oh. killed the five fattest people in every state? 
every year. Gotta catch me first, man. Gotta fucking catch me first. Should be a problem. That won't be hard. That's the second time oh. I've had to tell you. Dude, 15, 20 <laughs> you ain't catching me. I dig, yeah. man. I dig. That gravity gives me traction. What state I, are you in, Jerry? Washington. Washington. Okay. I, it wouldn't have mattered what state you said. Like, I, I regret to inform you, you're not even close to yeah. the top five. You are going to have to put in years and years of work if you want to make oh, it know. to the top well, five wait, wait, people wait. in the state. Well, how often do we kill the top five? No, no, no. I don't like How about every other Thursday? Okay. If, oh, every you don't do every day? Why not every day, man? Don't go soft. <laughs> no, 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 no. Once, <laughs> once a year, we have a reaping. Once a year, we once have a, a reaping, okay. as I like to call it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what would happen after, like, year three. All of us, the first year, we'd slaughter a bunch of, like, 600-pound men, right? Mm -hmm. Second year... 500 pound men by year 20 there's some 238 pound guy who's just cranking out the reps he's like he's like kill him kill him he's like that guy is like and, 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 and he and he stands up and he goes two a day and like 50 other men go every day and they're all just trying not to die and the our whole country would just be these power men by, by the end of this. It could happen have this like way. a cutoff. People are How vomiting would it in the vomitorium before if, the weigh-in. If it's like, yeah. all right, they're going to kill the top five guys, but I'm cool. I'm like ninth. But these are morbidly obese people, <laughs> and they don't make it to the reaping, and suddenly, like, ah, four of them died. I'm so fucked. Now yeah. I die too. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, never make it. Like cursing the fattest guy along. Like, come on, just have a, have another spoonful. Come on, no. you're fine. You might want to keep him it. healthy. You, it you might if if he's thirty pounds yeah. heavier than me, I might give that guy some like water and and fruit so that he lives till the reaping. Yeah, you just kind of hold him at that that nice mm -hmm. spot, like kind of like cutting the Achilles tendon of your friend when you're scuba diving so the shark eats him. Kind of thing. You're like, here, come on, no, here's a fruit roll-up, bro. Didn't know that was a thing, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, Oh, dude, that's the first thing I thought about when I got scuba certified. Very first thing I thought about when I got scuba certified, I got a dive knife, and I was like, if a shark comes anywhere near me, man, I'm just fucking cutting the guy that's with me. I don't know him. Some guy <laughs> named Ian. I'm just going to yeah. fucking cut his Achilles you can cut tendon. cut the shark. Have you ever dude, seen that's those, a risk, uh... though, man. It's easier to cut him. He ain't moving so good. He's in the same class. He doesn't even know how to use his flippers. He's fucking hitting the ground and shit. Like, it's easier to cut him. I'm on Jerry's team with this. I'm not going to attempt to stab the shark if there's a perfectly good, maimable human right next to me. That's right. And the like, shark ain't going to go for me. The shark isn't going to go, oh, wounded guy with blood coming out versus, I don't know, fat guy slowly swimming away. I don't, yeah, I'm going to go shark, for you. The shark has no concept of honor. He doesn't look yeah. at you cutting the other guy and go, oh, we'll see what, we'll see what this, this fatty yeah. thinks. I'll, I'll show him. Like, no, the, he just goes, oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. You know, this is probably better for me anyway. You know? Yeah, I'm not saying that I would do that. I'm not, I'm not saying that I would do that unless it was necessary. Only if it was necessary would I do that. I, have you ever seen those uh, shark knives? That's probably not what they're yes. called, but they're like air-pressured knives. And the entire design of them is to put it into a shark, and then you press a button, and it has one of those like little canisters that you put in those small uh, like CO2 paintball guns, and it just poof, just it diffuses air directly into its bloodstream, I guess. It's, it looks like Kyle knows exactly how these work. Oh, yeah. So, so this thing, and, and they don't just use it against sharks. Uh, this is an assassination tool as well. You fucking pop somebody with this thing, and it pumps a huge volume of air into wherever the the into wherever inside it of you. It creates it gets it in the bloodstream. The size of a yeah. basketball is formed inside of your body cavity. It's insta fucking death for a fish, though. Like, I wonder like, how like that he's compares to like what you get. Now, obviously, they put it in gently and in purposely, but like when you get a colonoscopy, they inflate you. Yeah, I got my appendix out and they inflated. <laughs> That's a thousand. It would. I, I bet I would render a professional colonoscopy guess and say uh -huh. they're probably inflating you with like what, like eight psi on on the back end of their little thing. You know, like like 
It's just the guy with the bellows. It could be. I wouldn't surprise me if it was his lantern. Manually controlled like that. <laughs> They're pumping a very gentle like force of <laughs> air inside it slowly is what I'm saying. Whereas that 12 gram CO2 is releasing instantaneously mm. a basketball sized amount of like pressurized CO2. It just insta kills any fucking and thing. And it just you tore up your insides too. And so it's not sure. like it put you in it like put the air in a safe place to go in and then expanded it. Like it tears into your insides and you're already wounded yeah. and then immediately all that air comes out. It's tearing up everything in there. Like it's already got a good foothold. The coldness, I'm sure, is a is a factor of like killing you faster and Could more be. horrible. Just, as well. What like, if you stab Is there a part of your body it? that's built for this? Like, what if they stab it? It goes into like a woman's womb, and then it's just like poof. I don't know, built for babies. Think no, that's so on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like an air raid siren. She's like, what happened? I think it kills any fucking thing. But yeah, get, what I don't understand with sharks is why don't we have like a shark repelling bracelet or anklet you could put on that sharks like are like, oh god, it hurts so much, and they like oh, swim thirty miles. Like away. the deer whistles you put on your front bumper, but for yeah, sharks, yeah, those don't work. They well, probably the shark one yeah. doesn't work either. underwater. They had a buoy that was electrically charged that they threw in the water, and all the sharks, just the lemon sharks, were just like, fuck it, we're out. Like, Interesting. It, it electrically charged the water, the salt water or something like that. It, it just enough of an electric field that it just fucked with them, and they were just like, oh, we're out. And they'd all you guys like, were both like, hey, if I'm ever attacked, I'm going to just like stab my friend and let the shark. I am just going to go scuba diving with Kyle, who is a known shark hunter. And let him attack the shark. Sometimes like, you don't pick the people you scuba dive with. Kyle's you know like, you know what? This is what I train for. This is my thing. I've been looking for an opportunity to get into a shark fight for quite some time now. That'd be, that'd be his thing. I, I like the electricity idea way more. <laughs> yeah, I think Kyle's lulled you into a false sense of security. I think what would really happen is he'd be, be like, man, it seemed like a good fucking idea until I'm face to face with the shark and he's going to cut your Achilles tendon you and just swim off. Did you see <laughs> the red gift where the shark attached swimmer. that guy? There is a Reddit gif, and I think it might have been in that Lassophobia, which I know Kyle likes. The shark is swimming up from the depths, right? He's in some sort of deep water. I don't know. We'll call it over yep. 30 meters. And the shark comes into view, and it's coming at this guy. The guy just happens to have maybe a harpoon, a spear, like something in that family. Yep. And uh, he shoves it in the shark's mouth. And the shark like immediately sort of recoils in, in shock, and, and maybe the gif ends there. But yeah. it's like, dude... The guy, it, 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 I think a lot of people reacted this way. At first, you're like, that was a really cool thing to do to the shark. On the other hand, that shark was trying to kill him. Undoubtedly. That shark yeah. was oh, in yeah. attack mode. He was coming yeah. right at the guy. Like, Dude, like, yeah, people if an animal fucked. is trying to kill you, if like a bear accosts me in the wild and gives me a good battering and I somehow get the upper hand with a gun and a park ranger comes across me standing over this dead bear pissing on it, <laughs> like in anger, as as I'm bleeding, like thought you could take me, I'll piss on you like that. And that guy's like, "Hey, that's desecration of a, a preserved animal." Like it's in the, like if if any, any jury that convicted me of that, they should all go to hell. Yeah, like they should all be sent is, to eternity in hell because that like you should the same kind of thing topic. as that lady the other week who a guy in a parking lot stole her purse and she was five months pregnant. And so she tried to chase him down as he's running away in the parking lot. And she's like, I'm not going to catch him. I'm fucking five months pregnant. And so she goes back to her car, hops in, turns it on her truck, and then just <laughs> runs down Genius. this dude who Genius. is running away with her purse. And he, she got out, got the purse, got back in, and the police arrested that dude. And they arrested her. And But that's another case of, like, 
that person should get off scot-free. You know, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. should be on that the was same the She should have went GTA 5 style and got like the back wheel up on him and just did a burnout back and forth. <laughs> you ever do that playing GTA 5? You know, just do the little burnout on the corpses. Oh, it's great fun. I've played GTA <laughs> a couple of times. I obeyed every law, stopped at red lights. Our, yeah, uh, I saw that video a while ago, and I think that's why I stopped watching Woody. I think that was the very that, that was the video that killed it for me. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. But then, then I slowly came back as he started flying around in the clouds and shit. That, I, like, I enjoy okay, that. I I don't understand that that sort of public outcry you get with, when when with hunting in general, but but more especially when people are defending themselves against wild animals. I saw that video a while back where there's like a cougar, a panther, whatever you want to call it, a mountain lion, like 15 feet from this 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 guy who's who's a biker, and he's just like. Like, there is a giant cat right fucking there. Yep. He's just right fucking there. And I'm thinking, like, I, I feel like if he if he killed that cat, there'd been a public outcry. Oh, there would have been. There, there always been. is. And then I saw that thing that Rogan was talking about where the guy speared the bear. And uh, and then the, the guy's wife, who I'm guessing was an outdoors chick as well, she, like, lo- loses her Under Armour sponsorship because so she was there filming it. Back what? up to the spearing the bear. What were the – was he hunting the bear, defending yeah. himself? Like, what was the scenario nah, there? This is a – He's uh, he's in Canada. He is uh-huh. he is intentionally hunting a bear with nothing but a spear. He's got a GoPro on the spear. The spear handle is big. It's like one of those heavy duty mop handles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and he's a big man himself. He looks pretty large. And there's like a they bait the bear in. There's this food. There's this feeder thing. And this big black bear, like 300 or so pounds, is over there milling around it. And he's hiding behind a tree with a goddamn spear. And in the moment of truth, he kind of steps out in the open and chucks that spear as hard as he can. And bear runs 60 yards and dies. Um, but but it was pretty gory, you know. He speared a bear to death. Um, it was a black bear. Yeah, those are the super super common ones. Like, wh- who would care if you? Killed oh, here in Washington, you see him just like walking around and shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a like hunt. Deer. You know, it it, it it was a paid hunt. Like like uh, I heard Rogan uh, Joe Rogan say that he'd been there like the week before on a paid hunt. I know those guys hunt a lot. So and so, what was but, the but thing that got them in trouble? Out- like, what was like was it just a public outcry? People don't or was like it, hey, it's hunting. not spear hunting season. Yeah, is bear hunting. What 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 are where do you fall on this bear? Because it seems like you're killing just for sport, right? Do people don't eat these bears? Yeah, so they eat black bear. bear. We we no, eat black eat bear. bear growing up. Me and my yeah. dad used to hunt them. Yeah, you got to cook the trichinosis out of it. Um, but but you can eat it. We we'd smoke the shit out of it. Like we use it for some reason we ate it smoked. We never ate it any it's other better way. Better that smoked. way if you yeah. brine and smoke it. But so, they. Uh, this I grew up poor here. though. I didn't hunt for sport. We literally quite literally had to go hunt to eat because like we did not have enough money to buy meat. So we'd literally go and hunt. It was really? that That's bad really of a situation growing up. When did yeah. that start? Like, how young were you when you had to start hunting for food? I was about seven when my dad started teaching me how to shoot. And then it looks I went like you've become a great hunter, by the way. Oh, massively! Look at look at all this prestigious <laughs> electronic equipment I've acquired through my hunts. No, but I went out with my dad on the first hunt when I was about ten, and I hunt uh, gra- I hunted grouse and he hunted deer. And so I had a little 410 shotgun and I just, you know, the, the funny thing is the 410 shotgun, like if you shot a grouse that was any, any closer to you than like 10 feet, it would just vaporize and you never found anything. So I think I vaporized <laughs> more birds than I actually ate. And uh, so that, that was a little bit of an ethical struggle that I had later on in life. Back then I was just like, oh man, it's cool. Birds go like fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but my dad, he, he'd hunt deer and then I went, uh, I went deer hunting and elk hunting and didn't get anything either time that I went when I was a teenager. And then after that, I was like, no, nah, I don't really feel like hunting anymore. My dad still did it all the way through probably his his uh, early 40s. And then he even got kind of burned out on it because he went out in the woods out in eastern Washington and got lost for like three days and almost fucking died. Oh, that's and then Yeah, that ruined it for him. 
Oh, oh, that would that would make it for me. That would be like, oh, we went and fucking. Dude, they found you him? hunting. Oh, you went on a hunting yeah. trip and killed a deer. I went on one and almost died. For three days was... they searched for me. Yeah, no, no, we thought he's de- we thought he was dead. Like the, the did you find uh, him? And he's wearing like a bear skin. He's got a <laughs> got a. Okay, I'm just gonna go on record and say my dad isn't the smartest man that's ever lived. Like he set me on fire twice as a kid. We'll, we'll get to that. But uh, but no, he uh, he ended up using his shirt to wipe his ass when he needed to take a, sh- a shit for three days, and he almost died of exposure because of it. Because he was literally out. It was cold at night. It was like he was getting down in like the twenties at night. So he literally ripped up his long johns and used them as toilet paper, and almost fucking died of exposure. Man, that like, would how dumb you have choice. to be. I would have gone for. I mean, I imagine there are leaves in the forest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, people, it's all. I, well, I don't know. It's winter. It's I can just see time, asking so. him about this and him being like, oh. You should have seen that shit, though. <laughs> I used every like that. You got to wipe right. If I didn't wipe well, every bear in the county was gonna fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> the trees were bare by the time I got that. Yeah, my dad lit me on fire twice, like by throwing the same thing both times. Threw gas in a campfire, lit me on fire, and then threw gas in a fucking furnace in the house and catch me on fire. Second time, I was like, you know what? I'm just not gonna stand next to dad anymore when he's making fires. Like he just sucks at it. And mm-hmm. it took me two two lessons of losing my eyebrows and having crispy hair for a month. I want to go hunt. I've, uh, I've been watching a bunch of hunting videos lately, and I don't really care what kind of hunting I go do. I want to go somewhere and shoot something, though, and kill it and eat it, uh, for sure. Or at least take its head back as, as my trophy. Um, I don't know what I want I, I, I showed you that dove hunting thing the other day. I'd love to go do that. And, you know, there's also some travel in it, like the New Zealand red stag hunt. Obviously, you get to go walk the Trail of Mordor and, and see the, fi- the, you know, the fires of Mount Doom and then go shoot some, uh, shoot some deer, some red stag. Or there's this weird like sheep thing they've got whose name I can't pronounce. And then Argentina, they have those crazy dove hunts where they have millions of doves on like a thousand acres or something like that. And we were watching the video and the guy was like, this is Jerry. He's going for the high score of 4,285 mm-hmm. birds in a day. Uh, it's 10 a.m. and he's got about 1,200 in now. And you see Jerry out there, <laughs> Nelly just ka-ka, 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 like a goddamn machine just street sweeper. Him. Just oh, some guy yeah. with one of those clicker tools. <laughs> They're watching him like keeping track of this record. And I was like, oh my god, there's a high score. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that gets me pumped. Collateral, up, so. collateral. Right. I don't mind hunting. I just don't like it when people hunt in danger. Collaterals um, happen in bird hunting, and they are just as like crazy of a moment as if you were, you know, sniping in a video game. It's like, whoa, two for one, two for one. Like, you know, they, a lot of things happen have to happen for two birds to cross paths uh-huh. simultaneously while you're leading them and and everything to go right to make that happen. And and it's uh, it's, it's you know, that's an awesome moment. You get two for one, or if you get three, you know, a shotgun in the in the states, you put can only hold three shells at a time for sporting purposes so like if you go boom 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 and get a triple that's also kind of a milestone that's as good as you can do right is it yeah. it's th- i thought it was five on the shotgun they're capable of holding that but you put uh-huh. a tube in that restricts that down to three yep is that for all kinds of hunting that's for all kinds of bird hunting that i, I recall of. having a mossberg growing up uh a 12 mm-hmm. gauge that held eight shells did mm-hmm. it have an extension on the on the tube it if had an extension on the. It, it ran the full length of the barrel. I remember yeah. it, lo- it looked like it was two barrels. Okay, yeah, because I remember I remember to hold eight shells because we used to take that thing up and just call it the st- the stump disintegrator. Just put double lot and just bam, 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 just blow the stump to shit. You know, go through about a yeah. hundred rounds until there was no more stump left. And in South America, I would imagine you know there's no tube limit or anything. So if I I would take my Benelli Super Sport, put the extension on it, and I would have that thing holding eight what or ten or something like. What about a punt gun? 
Have you ever Punch seen those? Yeah. Oh, those enormous shotguns. Take down flocks of birds at a it's time. Just, yeah. It's just a, a large. It's just a cannon. It's just a yeah. super large shotgun cannon a that, flak, like, you have flak, to have yeah, like yeah. a a stand for it and you can't hold it and you just kind yeah. of aim it in the vicinity of where what's, birds what's uh, the shell like is it uh, it's not it, it, it's gigantic. not a shell it's like or you can it, just like put black powder in. and just stuff it with with is uh flesh head or whatever punt gun with a p p-u-n-t yeah. gun they're they massive. Would they're put like them the length on, of a uh, boat. They're like 10, 12. Yeah, they long. would mount them they would mount them on boats like a cannon and you could fire and if it was like one of those uh giant Flocks, like Kyle was talking about, like in the thousands, you could kill dozens, if not hundreds, of birds in one shot. Shell, but they were all aren't, there. They, aren't they a black? Aren't they a black powder weapon, or are they do they use a shell? They, they would be a couple different different ways of doing it, different models. But they, they use them okay. for ducks primarily. You know, the and um, those I think that's what they're talking about when when you hear stuff like two gauge. Well, no, those are those are like elephant big game guns. Oftentimes, I mean the barrel but, on this but thing's those like things. This. Have been, yeah, and it oh. looked like a shotgun. It it, it yeah. doesn't look like a cannon, like a metal tube with a. It right, it's like got a butt on it of some kind. Yeah. It looks yeah. like it looks like a human that's a different species than us, <laughs> and is like ten feet tall. It looks like his goddamn gun. Yeah, while you're it's talking a, about, it, I'm showing pictures to the. Cool. I, I love it. You notice how? Hey, hey, Woody, you're probably seeing this. Every other picture is like a dude getting it rested on his shoulder. <laughs> like you do not want to be the fucker that has to be in the middle of a gun with it on your shoulder while your buddy's shooting it. <laughs> like. <laughs> no, that would. I don't only, think there's enough ear this, protection it, it, in the world to save you. It from shoots that. over a pound of shot at a time. The yeah. average one. A pound. Yeah, that's says a it says it could no. kill a single shot could kill over fifty waterfowl resting on the water's surface. Yeah, the very giant board diameter is two inches. Hey Kyle. If where's your punt how much is a punt gun? Yeah. Um right, that would be illegal. The problem with a punt gun is you would have a destructive device, I believe. Uh -huh. um, because the because the the barrel no with shotguns it's different. It would depend how the ATF looks at punt guns in particular, to be honest. You'd be mm. better off getting yourself a black powder cannon, which would achieve all of the same stuff and more. But, but it would wouldn't look a like a gun, gun, though. It wouldn't look like a gun. Well, it's not like you can wield it like a gun anyway. That's actually true. Yeah, I, I can't even shoulder my fucking... It, it is already <laughs> so not sporting to use this to kill birds. If you wheel a black powder cannon out there, like oh, that's even less None of this is for the actual use on birds. You know, those things, those punt guns were outlawed because they're so unsportsmanlike. Like, that's the whole... That, that's their story. Yeah. Like, whenever you read about a punt gun, it's like, and they were outlawed because of the... It's the waterfowl. They use them for ducks and stuff. That, like, like they said, while they're on the surface, that, that gives you an idea of like how unsportsmanlike this was. They're they're sneaking up on a bunch. They're like paddling up to ducks that are just resting in a in a in a swamp or something and blasting them with a small cannon. No, it's, like well, but can in, you in all bird hunting, someone that's getting... like colossally looked down upon, right? Like you don't shoot yeah, birds yeah. unless they're flying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like oops. some young birds don't <laughs> fly though, and they just I, I know a couple of grouse that met their met their match in the grass. <laughs> Hey, I was eight years old though. Leave me alone. Yeah, I, I only knew that because I went to school with someone. Uh, we were like young teenagers, call it fourteen. Who yep. shot a bird on the ground, and he still felt bad. Like he was at like a resort type thing, and everyone kind of got on him about it. Oh, well, who fucking cares? All right, it's so, so no, the distinction that I, I was trying to—it's—it's it's not that you—it's a faux pas necessarily shoot one while it's in a tree or on a power line or when it's already lit to the ground or something like that. I'll blast him. I don't care. But but the deal is that like with traditional waterfowl hunting, you would already be there lying in ambush, and they would come in a few at a time. And so just the very idea of paddling up to them and they're already there and blasting with a cannon, cannon is it's just not even hunting, you know. It's, it's not a, hunting, but back then it was like I imagine because this was like they were started they were using these well over 100 years ago, like yeah. in the 19th century. I think that's and why we like, have any a lot of these people 
we're probably like, all right, we got to go out and we got to get food. And so hopefully well, we can food, get, all like, epic we can get the 30 like, ducks with this single shot. And then some asshole being like, that's not very sporting of you. You're <laughs> shooting this many ducks. So you, how many could you possibly eat? No, you know, it's, it's like, food, well, it's I, a have, different I have story. a family and I need to kill these yep. ducks, you know, like I, I, I really like the idea that. of shooting different animals with like like way too much firepower, like when it's legal and, and, and not unsportsmanlike, like for like doves and stuff, especially in the U.S. where they're not a, a nuisance species, they're a game bird. Um, you know, I put three shotgun. First of all, you obey the rules because if you don't, you go to jail or get fined. But, you know, I put three shells in the gun and I wouldn't want four or anything like that. But. If I'm shooting pigs or something, like if I'm shooting a nuisance species that were there and it's it's, it's more about eradication and uh, like controlling population numbers, oh, yeah. I, I really want to shoot those things with my 50 cal um, or, or like a 338 Lapua, something that's going to absolutely blow Go their prairie head. dog hunting with your 50 cal. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. vaporize well, them. Well, I want to vaporize larger animals, you know, like, like, like it's cool to see those, those prairie dogs vaporize when you hit them with a 223. But what happens when you hit a baby pig with a 50 cal? The same fucking thing. I've what seen happens it. when you hit an adult pig with a punt gun? Let's see. I've seen a deer shot with a, <laughs> the internet abides. Just the equivalent liquid. of that. So, so like the, the highest order of that, 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 that I know of having happened is people shoot deer sometimes with the 20 millimeter Anzio rifle. It's a bolt action, yeah. 20 millimeter rifle. Um, by comparison, because of metric and standard, a 50 caliber bullet is 12.7 millimeters. So this is a 20 millimeter uh, round, much more powder, much bigger projectile. The weapon weighs about 100 pounds, and it's uh, it's seven or eight feet long. Um, it takes a real man to carry it around. Um, I can't shoulder it, not even close. Um, and uh, and when you shoot a deer with it, it turns it, it cuts it in half. It turns it inside out, like the the exit wound is isn't round as much as it is like flesh torn away like the back of you know when you shoot paper and the paper tears away that you, kind of shit how do you get deer out of the woods drag them yeah you just grab they, them by their they're feet not and, very yeah i mean but I just they're wrap, not wrap very rope, heavy right run it through their attendant on the back of their leg and just drag them i i usually go the other way i usually wrap something around their head because the fur's going oh. on the direction right like the fur's mm -hmm. going down its back so i want to go with the fur and drag him that way if, if you got a long ways to go you'd, you'd yep. gut it right there and get the and get that out and you could even shoulder the thing Steer Steer the usually i've never done it there this. and then we just put the rope you over our shoulders and just drag it you don't fireman yeah. carry the deer out no you get blood hard. all the fuck over you and shit and ticks with Lyme disease. That makes sense. I don't know. That's just, yeah. that's untrained Woody would have done that. Like, all right, I learned how to do fireman's carry. Well, plus the deer were actually pretty big in, in, in Western Washington. The deer is oh. pretty large. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that problem in Georgia. Our deer are much smaller than yours. So okay. like, you know, um, you know, you're not carrying out like 180. Yeah. You'd have to be like, you'd have to be yeah. like Andre the giant to like shoulder your deer out of the woods or really yeah. starving. Yeah. Most of the deer that we, that we drug out of the woods, you know, you I'd wrap a, my dad would wrap a belt around its antlers and we'd each grab a handful of that belt and we'd start walking together, you know, to wherever we had to go. Hmm. Usually wasn't all, you know, mile tops. Like How it's do not we a, feel about spear hunting that bear? We kind of changed off that. I'm a hundred percent on spear hunting any fucking thing. If you go that primitive, you can do whatever you I want. Think that I, I think it's okay. I, I think it's okay. As long as it's in a sporting context, I think I'm baiting the bear to get it to a predefined location. So some fucker could throw a spear at it. I think that was that was kind of a dip, dick move. It's like, you're going to go hunt a spear. Hunt go fucking track it. I think that's how they hunt bear. I, I don't know anything about bear hunting, though. I really don't. There is a 0% chance well, we never followed I am any of the proactively tracking a bear. If there is an option to put you know, a pecan pie down on the ground and just wait with my spear in hand safely 
I'm going to take that. Okay, hold on, though. Food, food situation, it changes it for me. If it's a food situation, like if I need food, I don't care. We shot a deer 24 times with a 22 long rifle to eat the fucking thing because we were starving. What if you are a I think in this case, this guy is like a renowned sportsman, and, and, and he's into primitive-style hunting. Do you want to watch the video? I, I feel like you know we're talking about it a lot. We might as well watch sure, it because yeah. see what's going on. I, I'll pull it up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with spear hunting. Like, if you... If you kill an elephant with the spear, I don't quite care for it unless it was one of those shitty elephants that they're trying to get rid of because it's like chasing off the young males and ruining the the tribe or whatever they there's talk about. There's always one, man. There's always yeah, one. Yeah, there's always one. That's a real. Did you know about that? That's a real thing where like uh, when they sell the rights of like, hey, you want to come kill an elephant for a quarter million dollars? Yeah. They'll go, yes. And then they'll put them on an elephant that's like one of the super old males that isn't breeding anymore, but is still won't give up control of his, his herd and won't mm -hmm. let new males in. And so they'll sick them on that one so that they'll kill that male and then all the new males will get to procreate. I thought wow. that was interesting. I didn't know so that. They kind of worked it in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's because it. It's ethically, I don't want to kill an elephant, but if it's like an old elephant, it's going to die anyways, and it's preventing them from breeding new elephants, then I guess you could kind of ethically justify it. And if you can make $100,000 for some dick that thinks he's just killing a random elephant, and instead he's killing an elephant that would have been cold anyways, by nature. And and that $100,000 100, isn't lining the pockets of some jerk, right? It's going to the further conservation of this species. And there's not yeah, a so lot there of you go. I will agree in that situation. But there's a lot of shitty situations I, I, I tell this story a lot, because, but, but, but it, God, it's just, it just makes so much sense when you think about it this way. They, they, I, have a, I know a guy who has a big live game ranch in Texas. They have many exotic species that they keep and preserve there for the purposes of selling their lives to people who come and hunt them. And on the outside, that can seem kind of shitty, right? The thing was, there was this one specific type of antelope. There are many, right? You, you watch enough Wild Discovery. There's all these pronghorns of different kinds. I don't even recall the name, but they passed this law that, hey, no longer can anyone uh, sell hunts for this semi-endangered animal in the U.S. You can't do it anymore. So you know what they did? They slaughtered everyone they had. They slaughtered the whole herd. They, they exterminated them because why would you dare on your game ranch have an animal that comes along with it with a penalty for shooting it. Now all of a sudden there's there's good guys and bad guys mixed in out there in the animal kingdom and if you hit a good guy we lose our fucking jobs. It's like the uh, Wait, you know so when you okay? do a shoot in like a simulated yeah. building and it and yep. they like pops up it's a mother holding a baby yep. and it pops up it's yeah. a guy with a ski Police mask. Academy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heard that 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 were mothers with babies all of a sudden, so they just slaughtered every single one of them. The act of selling the hunts for them had created the world's largest herd outside of the wild because they because here were people who were taking the money that's paid in and putting it back into a, a place for the animals to live. I feel like uh, there's just not enough. Something similar might happen to cow. If suddenly you couldn't eat cows in the U.S., I don't see them doing well on their own. They would be all. They would all be slaughtered. There'd be no point to wasting money keeping them alive. Yeah. I, I don't see cows out there competing with the other animals and such. Uh, no, do we want to watch this video? Do you have a yeah, like, timestamp time too? Nice. Yeah, I timestamped okay. it. I believe um, it's it's gonna. We might have you know thirty seconds of like build up. All right, so I'm at three thirty-five. You guys ready? Yeah. Ready. So uh, the way, uh, Jerry, do you do are you do you have the video open at three thirty-five? I will here in just one second. You know we right, right. Yep, I got it. Ready, set, play. Don't so see any bears. Ooh, that is a gnarly spear. That looks like a shovel handle. He's on the ground. It's a... Yeah, oh yeah, he's on the ground with the bear. The oh, he's got a GoPro on the spear. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I'm totally in favor. I don't care how this pans out. <laughs> Provided this pop, uh, 
good videography. We can kill anything we want. That's a good size black bear too. That's that's a big black bear. Three hundred pounds. This is my favorite kind of YouTube video. Either a man gets mauled by a bear for being an idiot spear hunting. He threw it so hard. Wow. Look how big that spear is and how heavy. Oh man. Ooh. Oh, it broke off. By the tree. Did big damage when it broke off. No. That tree cantilevered it to the side and just sliced the fuck out of his internal. Look how scared Look the guy is. No, he's oh, he's oh, sorry, he's, he's not scared. My mistake. He's not scared. That man. No, I mean, he, he was like, he was like, he looked like he was getting ready to run if it came at him. But no, he was, he was excited. Like, yeah, he's a big dude. He's so happy. Yeah, this was not his first attempt. Like they, they kept seeing him and running. I've worked so hard. And I'm guessing if you put the video up on, he's, it's a license. It's got to be a license card, right? Oh yeah, he paid for this. It's 100% legal where he is, top to bottom. This guy looks like one of those tough believe. Eastern European Armenian kind of guys. He's his stoke is like he happened. like he just won a championship. Yeah, like who else has He's ever done this? I drilled him perfect. That was the wrong. Some people just get really amped up with hunting. I mean, when I was a kid, I got pretty excited about the hunt. It just kind of went away. I just didn't do it for me anymore. That's a thing. Like when people uh, kill a deer or an animal, usually for the first time, they'll go over there after they were hunting and they'll be like right next to what is it called, Kyle? Like the deer fever or whatever. Buck fever. Buck fever. Yeah. They're like, so, like your adrenaline is so high because we're human beings who were like meant to hunt and kill yeah. animals. And the first time you do it, you're like shaking because yeah. your adrenaline is so oh, high. Like, oh my God, time. that was so yeah. awesome. Every time I would bow hunt, every single time I saw a deer while I was bow hunting and I, and I was in a position to kill it. It was pounding, pounding of my heart. Like I've never, the kind of pounding that you get when you're like with a beautiful yeah. woman and you're getting in her panties, the kind of pounding in your heart you get when your car loses traction in a corner and then you recover it at the last second in the yeah. gravel, the kind of adrenaline bump you, you get when you get to the top of that roller coaster and you just decide, you know, if I could nope out, I sure would right now. You get that and it's yeah. maintained the whole time and you can feel yourself become stronger than you've ever been because you have a weight system right in front of you in that compound bow that takes 70 pounds to 50 pounds if you're weakling to draw and like in practice that that 60 pounds or whatever it is would always be yeah. <clears throat> and i got it in the tree stand it was so effortless it was like it came back on its own and i was steadier than i'd ever been in practice ever and when i released the arrow i could see the fletching on the arrow wiggle a little as it left it's just there's so much adrenaline you're operating at the peak that your body can operate. And then yeah. if you actually succeed, ah, it's just the best thing ever. Now you have it right fucking here. It was out there wild and alive. And just, you know, using some primitive tools in your brain like you beat it. I love bow hunting. Yeah. Well, it can, go, it can go the other way, too, because I watched my dad miss seven shots with a 308 with an elk 50 feet away because he was so <laughs> jacked up. Kyle kept focusing on how he's at yep. his peak performance, but sometimes that adrenaline can work against you. Sometimes it's a little better to be the coolest, clear-headed yeah. version of you. It takes the first few times, it definitely did work against me. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like like I, I missed maybe the first three deer I think I shot at. I didn't kill and, and wasn't able to take. I wounded one, and I missed the other two. Um, no, I missed... I wounded one, and then I, my, my position was given away by bullshit a couple of times. They'd hear me or see me or something. They're, they're crafty. But this guy with the spear, it, I don't know if you, you, if you want to skip forward, you can see, I like, did, the, actually, you I can see the aftermath. Yeah. yeah. The tip on that spear is gnarly. Mm -hmm. It gutted. So, so, you know, the guts are hanging out. He fucking 
destroyed this thing. That was incredibly impressive. And like, but yeah, his wife loses her Under Armour sponsorship just for recording the thing. Big public outcry and a whole thing. And I just didn't understand that. Like, it's a goddamn bear. It's not Yogi the bear. He's not out for picnic baskets. It's a it's a predator. I, I don't understand the big love for bears. I don't have it. Yeah, he gives uh, I, a shit. Well, I, okay, I'll play devil's advocate to that because I, I love animals. I do. I'm, I'm an animal lover, but at the same time, I like to eat them. So I'm like, I ride that fine line. It's like, I don't want an animal to suffer. I understand. Like, like when you hunt with a gun, you know, I try to take the cleanest shot. My dad always tried to take the cleanest shot. It doesn't always work out that way. But, you know, you try to take the cleanest shot. And it's like with a, with a spear, you can't be that precise. I mean, he actually was pretty damn precise with that. But still, the bear didn't just drop, right? If he had to hit it in the right spot, that bear just would have been collapsed, game over. Uh, so I, so there is some suffering involved. That's the part that I don't like about it. That's the reason why I don't hunt anymore. It's but, like, if I can just go out the same and regard, really have to bolt, then I'm good. But all <laughs> the food we eat is, 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 is gained that way. Every, right. I mean, you're not a vegetarian. I certainly no. am not, you no, know, no, like, no. like, you don't get, you like, don't every, like, 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 like <laughs> you go to the slaughter. I've never been to like a industrial slaughterhouse, but I've been to like where they, like a, like a small one where we, we had a cow one time that went crazy and, and like was trying to escape and was just in, in it went crazy. It had to be killed. It, it had lost its mind. And uh, and we're like, well, what are we going to do with this, like, thousand-pound chunk of meat? And so we took it to a place yeah. and had it, had it processed. And they dragged that thing up by its back legs and slit its throat. And, like, we just brought them a dead cow. The way they slaughter them, you know, that piston, and the and then they cut their throats and everything. And everything we eat is derived that way. There's a level of suffering every step of the way. I mean, life is suffering. Instant. I'm going by what I learned in Old Country for No Men. But yeah. uh, no man for old country. I don't even know. <laughs> if, but that's right, it's a pretty ball, instant yeah. kill, right? Like it's, that, a, it's, as, it's as instant sure. as you like possibly two. get. Yeah, you <laughs> I got so. both wrong. Yeah. What is the movie called? If, if you use it right, but no I'm man sure for old country. country. Fuck up all the time. <laughs> no country for old men. Yeah. 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 Right. No for old men. Uh, I would have totally struck out. I wasn't my yeah, third ni- guess. Yeah, nitrogen. It's the nitrogen bolt gun, right? It's just basically using like a thousand psi nitrogen. I wasn't. I wasn't saying that it's painless. I was saying that it's it's gory and it's. So like, I feel like people see a little gut right. hanging out of this bear, and they're like, oh, the poor thing. It died within three minutes. No, no, once I mean, I'm dead, I don't care if I'm warm food. It's just I don't want that to be a suffering thing. I don't want the animal, like like when we when we had to kill the deer with the 22 long rifle. Now I understand why they don't want you hunting deer with 22 long rifle, because it took yeah. 24 rounds. Yeah, that's and illegal. tracking it for a mile to take it down. <laughs> that's illegal. And this is a long yeah. time ago, right? And it, and it was a bitch to clean, too, man. We were, like, chewing on bullets from that thing for, like, weeks. But we, but we had, we needed it. We, we needed it, and we took it. But it's like, yeah, that animal suffered like terribly. And I think that part, that kind of stayed with me, and that's what made me not want to hunt. Anymore. But it tasted like it's shit too. Oh no, it was, it was not, it was not good. It was a lot of it we had to throw away too, because yeah, we, did, we, did reasons... we did nick the bowel. Technically, we should have thrown the whole animal away, but we couldn't afford to. Yeah, Christ that was Almighty. The well, yeah. I honestly yeah. don't care about uh, like a little suffering from the animals. It's just part of fucking living and dying is going to be some suffering. Like, 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 and and, and to ignore that yeah. is just dishonest. Like, well, and if, I'm not, gonna, and that's the thing. Is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. Well, let Kyle finish his thought. Like, yeah, like, I'm not talking to you specifically. But, but right. if you're gonna put on camouflage and get your high-powered rifle and go climb up in a tree, and not you, anyone, just know you're going to kill a thing. You're going right. to take its life and with violence. This isn't euth- euthanasia. You're yeah. gonna blow its internal, internal organs off out you're gonna you're gonna put a gigantic hole in it and it's not gonna feel good no matter what but so when i see the guy with the spear what i think is if he went out there with a rifle he could have slaughtered every bear within sight every bear within sight could have been his with a laser beam rifle but that's not what he did yeah that bear had a chance as much of a chance as it's ever going to have against a human being uh who's who's out there to to face it i feel like he gave the bear a chance he could have missed he could have wounded the bear the bear could have killed him um all those things could have you gave that bear an option, if it had the cognizance to understand what you were saying, and you said beforehand, Bear, you're going to be hunted today. 
but you get to pick the weapon. Do you want your hunter to carry a spear, or would you rather he have one of those magical boomsticks that killed, you know, Uncle Yogi? And That's the bear would be point. like, I'm absolutely ball spear. <laughs> clearly, clearly spear. Like, I, I've got a fighting chance things. Those monkeys aren't that strong. Like, yeah. but, like, that, he would pick that. No, uh, even yeah. as a human, I would pick that, right? If you had the option to pick somebody engaging you with a weapon that can kill you over 300 yards that you'll never see them, or a spear that you could presumably step to the side. If you're yeah, aware, smell that motherfucker. Right, right. You're gonna no, no. I that, that's actually an interesting perspective. That's so, not a perspective that I would have looked at. It. But so yeah, Kyle, see, the, I've you, seen you have headshots to... <laughs> on people before, like yeah, Iraqi snipers and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm almost shocked at how quickly they go from alive to dead. Right? They they, they fall straight down. There's no movie. Don't even feel it. Like right. nerves. So Kyle, when they shoot him in the heart, is there a similar kind of instant death? Like if you shoot. Properly, no. no, no, it's it's not instantaneous because like the brain keeps on working without yeah. blood for a little while. It's yeah. there's enough yeah. blood going for it to like sprint out that last little bit. The I, the the way I drop them instantly, I shoot them the shoulder yeah. blade. You shoot them the shoulder, and I use a high caliber rifle. I always have bigger than I need. Mm-hmm. Like a, a white-tailed deer, especially in Georgia, like I said earlier, is it's a small animal. Uh, an AR-15 will cut it. What's uh, it? Especially yeah. if you're a good shot. And I. You know, I don't know. A hundred and fifty. Even a thirty thirty is a little too small. That's what we hunted with was the thirty thirty. And yeah, you'd come up on the deer, and the deer would still be there, and you could, you, you could like, tell the deer was not dead. It was, it but, wasn't there, but it wasn't, it wasn't dead. But like I hunted with a seven millimeter Magnum for years with with hundred seventy five grain bullets going fast. I'd shoot them in the shoulder blade, and they'd fall over dead right there. Went by, I'm yeah. sure they were laying there for a second, going, "Oh God, what was that?" But then they die. Yeah. Um, no, if you get I've the shot, shot right, the it's instantaneous. It's, it's instantaneous. I've shot them in the heart. I've shot them in the lungs. You know, they, but, but they just won't drop instantaneously. Um, and pe- people often ask, I was talking to Chiz about this the other day, about headshots. He's like, ah, he didn't even shoot him in the head. And I'm like, well, you don't shoot him in the head. Like, like it's, 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 a, it's a really small target for one thing. Uh, yeah. And if you miss a little, like I've seen deer with their noses blown yeah. off. Now, you want to talk about, you want to talk about animals suffering. And like the byproduct of hunting, that's that's a nasty thing. It's people yeah. who don't know how to fucking shoot and or aim at their head for some goddamn reason, and they'll blow off the end of this this you picture a deer, the end of its nose, and so the tongue of the the tongue is just kind of hanging out, and it will live like that so long. It, it, it's it, and and you don't like to see that It'll kind of stuff. So too. so yeah, I always just uh, I always just shot them down like instantly. I don't. I had one deer ever run farther than, you know, three feet or something like that. And uh, I was shooting off the hood of a truck and uh, it was raining and it was 380 yards. And I blew the bug deflector right off the hood of the truck. It was a pretty funny day. But uh, <laughs> but I killed the deer. It, it, it ran in the woods and died. Yeah. I, oh, you never I, found it? I do. Oh, I found it. Oh, you did find the, it? Okay. Yeah, it was the next day. The pain thing. Like, I, I understand why some people might not like the, the spear thing, just because if you don't know that much about hunting or, like, I mean, it, it's much more brutal to someone who doesn't have any experience out there. Like, people who have hunted, like, uh, uh, all, like I guess pretty much every one of us, all of us have hunted a good bit. Like, you, you see it a bit differently. But if you have no experience killing animals, like, your only thought is going to be, oh, spear, that's barbaric. We have guns mm. now. And you don't even consider the thought that Kyle just said of, like, yeah, you know, th- these are the same people who think you should go for a headshot and you're going to blow one of its eyes out yeah. and it's going to starve to death four months later after, like, just, yeah. you know, trying its best to get whatever little leaves it could fit in its mouth yeah. or whatever they do. But Yeah, you guys you know, speaking from the be- perspective. Oh, go ahead. You guys were saying if you're going to be hunted, you know, and you're a bear, you'd absolutely choose the spear, right? Because oh, yeah. you have a fighting chance. 
But I, I, what if I changed the question and said, if you're going to be executed, how do you want to be executed? I bet you oh, wouldn't gun, hands down. Fear, right? You know, so it's, sure. But if it was a fight, it wasn't an execution. The bear had a shot the whole time. If that yeah. bear had been on the ball and hadn't been like, oh, my God, somebody put a bucket of berries in the middle of the forest. <laughs> what, what luck. What luck. Uh, berries. There could be nothing nefarious about this. Like if he had been on the ball yeah. and had paid attention to what happened to Yogi and Smokey, he wouldn't have been in that boat and he may have killed that guy. <laughs> That and bear has been around is, people. Like, too. I can tell by watching that video that bear has been around people before, because there was no way he was not hiding. He was in plain view on the other side of that barrel. That bear has a sense of smell like a dog. It knew he nah, was there. No, nah, you're wrong about that, because they 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 set everything up with the wind. You know, they know which direction the wind's going. They're bear hunters. But but they, if but you watch the see. whole video, no, it couldn't. He was hiding behind a tree really? the whole time. If you watch the beginning of the video, it shows him failing a couple times. Like like he's 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 behind the tree and he leans out and a different bear is like, "You're a fucking person." And he splits. <laughs> And just splits like you like, put these berries here. I've watched a good, I've watched a good bit of bear hunting. At one forty, he and pops usually, his head up though and looks, and he kind of sneaks back behind the tree, and the bear looks at him for just a second and gets back down. But you're right, I don't think the bear because the bear out of seen him, it would have ran. Yeah, but they don't really know what they they're seeing unless they see your silhouette Fair broken enough. from the Fair tree, enough. their vision, and the sight. way their brains work. I don't know about that. They have great smell though. Um, and I'm sure it could see him from that from that range if he was outside the tree because the other bear saw him yeah. there. Like, usually when I see bear, camp. like we'd get out I, of the tent and the black bear just look at you like, well, okay, I'm gonna just walk back into the woods. Fuck you. Usually when I see bear hunts though, like I'm usually like, ah, oh, god damn it, did you have to do that to the fucker? You could give him a fighting chance. And then I see this one and I'm like, yeah, I think maybe that's how you should have to do it because I've seen that video where there's like a bear in a tree and they they fucking shoot it with crossbows and shit till it falls out or yeah, they no, no, they tree right. it with they tree them with dogs. They, uh, you know, they shoot them with high-powered rifles while they're up in a tree. Like, I don't like that kind of predatory hunting. There's, there's different kinds of hunting too, right? You know, if you're hunting yeah. for it, predator hunting to me is a whole different kind of hunting, and, and I have a different respect level for the animal I'm hunting than if I'm hunting a deer yeah. or an elk or a moose or something like that. Isn't there a, like a constituency that thinks bow hunting is a little cruel? I, I don't know because a lot of bow hunters aren't as good as they need to be, and they don't get the same kind of good kills that rifle not hunters do. I'm, I just heard I kind this. of feel like know. it could be the same thing with guns, though. As I know a lot of hunters, they go out for their first hunt. doesn't matter how much they trained leading up to it. Once they're there and their heart's racing and shit, they're blowing holes through their antlers and shit and killing their friends, putting holes in their truck. We saw a guy do that. That was pretty funny. That's shot a big deal, truck. too. Like, when, <laughs> yeah. when you're... I, not to circle this around to paramotors, yep. but I've I've had bad landings when I was first learning because I was stressed, I was in the yellow, and I wasn't the best version of me. If you were to put me in a hunt, I don't think I'd have the same marksmanship I would when I shoot paper. I've been in competition. Nobody does on the first one. Yeah. So both times I, I went hunting deer and elk, I missed both times, and they weren't probably. I I would say exaggerating, maybe a hundred feet. They were close. Oh yeah, and they were close feet, to me. Like that was a sure thing. I did a quarter off that I missed. in paper, you know, at 100 feet, and you yeah. get all the time you want and no stress. It was close enough that my dad could hit it at a dead run when I missed it when it was standing still. Hmm. Like, I took the shot. It took off running. My dad took the second <laughs> shot and got it. So Kyle, and so I was like, so it had to be pretty damn close. So, Kyle, you don't think bow hunting is, like, aren't there people who think of it as bad? Am I, am well, my I friend's crazy? a bow hunter, and he loves Kyle. It. Is your <laughs> name Kyle? Is your middle name Kyle? I just don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to take a time out. <laughs> or raise your hand, one or the other. So I haven't really experienced that, but um, I, I don't think I've got like feelers out looking for mm -hmm. it or anything either. Um, I'm sure, you know, it is more barbaric. If you just look at the tools at hand when you like look at them, and that's the point, right? It's called primitive hunting. 
Um, at the end of those arrows, those broadheads, the ones that I use, they're two blades, you know, inside the broadhead like this, and they're held back with a rubber band that's sort of up here like this, and when they hit, they fan out and they fold out. Two razor blades that are combined uh, across them like two and a quarter inches, two and a half inches. It cuts the heart in half if you hit it. It cuts the lung in half if you hit it. Yeah. They're, they're dead fast, but you shoot them in the ass, of course. It's incredibly, incredible suffering. It's terrible. Um, and I hit Did one in the know? ass one time. Felt terrible about it. I'm on this whole website. It's called bearsmart.com. Uh, it okay. says get smart, the, the Get Smart Bear Society. And th now, the title makes you think that it's a group of industrious bears who apparently have Squarespace, but it's not. It's, it's, it's people dispelling bear myths. And I didn't know this. A lot of these are stupid, where it's like, bears are unpredictable. Fact, bears use body language and vocalizations to show their intentions. Uh, not to any discernible measure, you idiot. No, they don't. They don't go, get out of here. <laughs> well, hold, on, hold on, I will... I will counter that a little, though, because I, I grew up around black bears. I grew up. We, we had as many black bears. We had deer where I grew up in uh, Kitsap County up in Washington. And the black bears were actually pretty smart critters. They would come around and get in the garbage cans. And when you came outside, they would stay their distance, but keep going through the garbage cans. But once you got about 20, 25 feet away, they would back away. And then as soon as you started walking back, they'd come right back to the garbage cans, keeping their eye on you. They're not. And dumb, it, it, but they're it was also they're, no, I'm not saying they're geniuses, but I'm saying they are smart enough to know that, listen, if I don't let this guy get any closer than 20 feet, I'm reasonably sure he's not going to he's not going to be able to hurt me. So I'm going to keep munching on this garbage. And my dad even went out and they are kind of dumb. And my dad went out and wailed on one with a broomstick. We thought it was he was going to get killed. It was a small one. It's probably like 150 pounds. And my dad's over there just wailing on it with a broomstick. And it's just like rah, rah. it would it wouldn't give up on the garbage can. Like it was like, oh, yeah, I'll, ta I'll take on. a broom beating. I'm good with this. Yeah, it like literally did not care. And we're sitting there just waiting for my dad just to get mauled by this thing. But no, it was just it was just whining and kind of bitching about the situation. And my dad came back inside and then it went out and got the garbage again. My dad went out with the 30-30, fired a shot in there because it was too small. He didn't want to, he didn't want to kill that one. If he's gonna go kill one, he's gonna go kill one of the 300 pounders. Um, but they did seem like they were relatively smart, and especially the moms when they had the cubs around. The moms would be really, really cautious with the cubs around. Like, if you came outside and saw a cub, you were like, get your ass back in the house, because the mom will fucking tear you to bits yeah. if you get close to her cub. And so, but but if you just found one that was like a male or it wasn't mating season, oh, shit, you could just, you could chase them. They were scared shitless of you. Like you, I've done that. Yeah, as a kid, like 12 years old, I'd see a black bear, be like, come here, black bear, run after it. And it's like, this thing could eat me. And it would just be like, fuck, kids chasing me. I'm out. Like, up yeah. a tree. Because they know. They're yeah. like, that looks exactly like all of the other things that have killed all of my bear right. friends. Right. Like, and I know that when people fuck with my little cousin, bear cousins and cubs, yep. you know, the mom gets pissed. Yep. Taylor, can you start over? I'm uh, monkey or dead. Uh, you're... So you were like, it wasn't worth it. It was just okay. a bear. bear yeah, talk. I, I've told the story uh, before. We, we went um, hiking on the John Muir Trail in Yosemite. And before you do that, you buy a pass. And then the rangers teach you how to deal with bears. And basically, you just make a lot of noise, bang pots yep. together, stuff like that. And uh, I, it's somewhere on YouTube. Like, it's on video of us chasing bears away. A, a bear it was, for, was, it, was it for black bears? Because I think brown bears are more aggressive, right? Like, brown bears, you make noise and shit, and they're going to be like, okay. I don't even I'm know. They, they, they distinguished. They're like, if it's a grizzly, though, like they're less apt to get scared away. Right. You know, get your distance. 
But uh, this wasn't that. And I, I wasn't like single hand. Like it wasn't just me. There were like yeah. 15 other people like, go bear, scat bear, get out of here, yep. bear. Banging things. So I just joined in, you know. And Dude, uh, I had a bear sniff in my tent once when I was camp- camping. Literally, its nose was pressed against the tent while I was really? sleeping. And I woke up and I thought it was a dog. I thought it was a dog because you could hear that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, dogs say this. So, so I sit up in the thing and I whack the side of the tent. And the thing just goes postal, does a burnout, like runs, runs through the camp. And I unzip the tent and I see it. and It's up in the freaking tree. Really? Like, well, Jeez. I thought it was a dog. I, it, it was, it was a smaller one. I think it, I think uh-huh. it might've been like just that year. It was probably just born that year, but, the but yeah, I, I whacked yeah. Inside the tent that some bitch went right up the tree and they just sat up in the tree for like an hour going, eh, <laughs> eh. No, nothing else ever came. No other black bears came. And then eventually we just walked out of camp, came back. It was gone. So it just waited for us to leave, came down to the tree. Uh, Did you know that bear spray is actually not a good idea, apparently? Oh, really? Because Why? if it gets on the ground around your camp, bears are attracted to that smell. Because they're, they're like, oh, oh, that smells kind of peppery. That smells like it could be food. Because after it's settled on the ground, it smells like a spicy, peppery uh-huh. dish that you might be <sighs> I eating. I didn't think about that. Is that from yes. your website? From bearsmart.com? It's from dispelling They're dispelling a lot of myths here. Uh, if so it's bear, like Tabasco from a distance it smells delicious then you get a little too much of it and you're like fuck yes, I'm putting but, in my eyes but they don't get upset about too much Tabasco the way we do we'll just make another another meal they'll like take a bite and just be irate because it's just scented leaves from the last bear to wander in so, uh-huh. so keep it always bring a gun don't bring bear spray I didn't read the entire tip. So. Who the hell had myth number two? Bears, bears can't can run read down hill. Reports. Who thought bears could not run down hill? Bears can't run down hill? No, somebody said it's myth number two for some oh. reason. That means a lot of people believe that bears can't run down hill. And I'm like, you no, hear bears? it all the time. That's, I mean, that's, really? that's why uh, it's because of the bear, the bear altitude paradox. Yeah. You know, <laughs> over the past couple of decades, they that find that all bears are slowly migrating to the to the highest areas <laughs> in there because they'll they'll, they they'll accidentally ballast. take five or six steps up the hill and they go fuck can't get back down and so the rest of the family's like all right well just don't forget like we can't go any higher and then eventually someone does it, they have uh, to keep going up ratcheting it's a real problem ask it, any park ranger are you saying in, in 20 place. years that the peaks of mountains aren't going to be white <laughs> yes, anymore there's going to be just bears, bears and mountain so goats bears up there. <laughs> that, that's going to be planet earth three and now here you can see at the top of Mount Everest the last remaining bears. You no, know, it's unfortunately funny. unable to run downhill. You know, I've heard this about bulls. I've heard bulls are particularly good at running uphill because their legs are different lengths. And I didn't even question it. It had to do with the running of the bulls in Pompeii or something. And I'm like, oh, well, that's good to know, I guess. Bulls are good at running uphill. That's probably bullshit. All right, yeah, Matt, this time. I'm, please. <laughs> PK is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses are obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA. It combines supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep uh, sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars. It's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. They have free shipping and returns to the United States and Canada. And you can try Casper for one nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund everything. Designed, developed, and assembled in the United States of America. So get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA. Casper mattress is awesome. We bought one like two, three weeks ago for my son. And uh, 
I genuinely like it. Like sometimes I go to his bed instead, like when I want to read the computer or something, just hang out. You like dig your elbow deep into it, and the mattress is like, I'm cool with this. I'll still be yeah. comfy. It's uh, yeah. yep. it's nice. There's no worry of warping with it. I sleep on it every night, and it's one of those mattresses you can tell I can sleep on the same side of it, you know, for two years. And then if one day I decide, oh, I'll go to the other side, I won't be like, oh, I, that that other side got worn out. You'll just be like, no, it just feels like the same bed. So can't recommend it high enough. It's where I yeah. do all my sleeping. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, it, on the thing about like wearing a hole in your mattress or like a, a low spot, like I've done that on every other mattress I've ever had because I like to sit up in bed and watch TV. Like, like I like to chill in my bedroom. And uh, so I'm always just sitting right there on that same spot where I sleep. And it's like, shit, I can ruin a mattress in a year. But this thing is showing no signs of that with a memory foam. Loving it. Yeah, good stuff, Casper. Well, I, I've never slept on one, but it's named after a friendly ghost. So awesome. It is. I got to remember that. <laughs> Um, Anyone oh. else to tell us about right now, Kyle? Or I get to, uh, you know, it's, well, we'll do it in a little bit. Okay, let's spread them out. Um, I mean, it. I'm always game to talk about bears for two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you well, know, the reason what? I brought the topic up I have saved is politics, and I don't even know how I feel about doing not even it. Funny enough, to, we got all right. Well, look, the reason I brought up bears is I want to go on a, I want to go on a hunting trip. Like, mm. like, does, does anyone else wanting to come with yeah, me and sure. kill some would, some, as long as some we animals? Can eat the bear, as long as we can, no, we'll eat Killing it. animals look, is wrong. Look, killing animals look, is wrong. I, I, if that is your caveat, we will eat whatever we kill. But I want to go kill something with one of, with a gun. I, you know, I, I want to. I want to go. I'm not interested in hunting, but I would love one of the steaks. That's all I'm saying. So if hey, you, you want to you. eat a bloody steak on camera to justify your kill, I will do it. Absolutely. We'll, we'll send you a steak. <laughs> I, I love I love gamey meat. Like I love eating deer growing up. Like deer, a lot of, some people eat deer and they're like, "Fuck, this is gamey." Like you know, if you don't marinate the shit out of it. But no, I actually kind of like the gamey taste. Like it's not bad. I do too. Like it's not the most delicious taste, but it's not bad. It's just. But it's nice to have on occasion, taste. right? It's kind of like it's one of those things. Just kind of nice to have every once in a while because like I'm eating a deer. It's like. And it's a reminder of like, oh, I didn't go to Costco and buy yeah. some cow meat that some guy in you know Iowa raised. I yeah. killed this and then skinned it and then seasoned Plus it. I grew up it, eating it. I, I ate more deer than I ate beef growing up as a kid because we just hunt on the sixty acres or whatever the whole, the watershed behind us. I don't think that was legal either, but you know whatever. So um, I, I was going to uh, I posted on the subreddit and we, we talked about it last week. I was I was going to prank phone call Jackie this week regarding uh, the pool. But but she had kind of a rough week. So we're going to postpone that and uh, and do that next week sometime. May, it, it, as long as things as long as she has a happier week next week. Yeah, um, I guess I'll maybe, cover maybe that two weeks from now. Tease it. Yeah. It, my um, her mom, my mother-in-law fell and broke her hip. Uh, people don't know. She's she's 77. And she's battling cancer. She's sort of staying with us while we do that. And um, uh, just Tuesday night, uh, there's a step that, like, it's just a single step. She didn't know it was there. So, you know how you take yep. that, like, hard step when you don't know? Well, if you're 77 and you're in chemo, which weakens either your bones or your, like, tendons. Everything. Or, like, yeah. everything. If it sells, it's weakened. Yeah. Um, it can be more dangerous. So, uh, so she broke her her leg and she may have broken her hip too. They actually she's walking the next day. She was walking. Oh, the, the next day she had surgery. So the day after the surgery, she's already walking. Uh, she's held together with some pins. She's going to rehab and then she'll come back. But, uh, that is why we didn't prank call Jackie. Kyle accurately figured out the timing on that was wrong. And, I did uh, not pull a wings redemption. <laughs> like, like call her up on Thursday while they're like, they, they they've been up till 4 AM. They, she's been asleep for eight, for like six hours. Call her in a, Hello. 
<laughs> uh, I just want to let you know um, that pool's not going to cut it. And, 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 and it just, no, it wouldn't go well. It wouldn't go well. Like, yeah. like, like push her over the edge? It's no. a little doing? cruel. It's a little cruel. The kinder, gentler PKA. <laughs> well, if it had been anyone else's wife, I'd have went for the blood, right? <laughs> like, I'd have been like, watched, like, been like no, watched... actually, it's okay with those mineral deposits as long as no old people get in the water. Now, if you put any <laughs> old people in that water, man, have you seen Cocoon? Because the opposite <laughs> shit will happen. The exact opposite thing. Just crumble into dust. Uh, like... <laughs> Dude, I watched like 12 I minutes of the last PKA I was on like three years ago, and mm -hmm. I just turned it off, and I was like... I was like, oh, I remember that now. That actually was a weird experience because everybody thought I was like Wings, Wings replacement or something uh, you guys had me on because there was something going on with him. Oh, and I remember like the Reddit just went postal on me and I was like, it actually ended up being <laughs> a good thing. I got a shitload of followers on, on YouTube out of it, but it was just, it was a really weird thing. So it's a little different this time. So yeah, just, last time we had, did you want to go, Kyle? Nah, go ahead. I'm kidding. Last time we had you on the channel, <laughs> you were kind of new to being a full-time YouTuber. You're mm -hmm. not new anymore. How's the experience been? Shitty. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. You wouldn't, because it was almost no. a dream. You were like chasing was, the dream but... last time. Okay, hold on. Let me rephrase that. That might be a little bit harsh. I do okay. love that I get to stay at home. I do love that I spend more time with my family and everything, but there is an inherent stress about your paycheck changing every single day. Like mm -hmm. every day the rules change. Every day a new platform is doing something. I've had to, in the last six months, diversify a lot more, do a lot more stuff with Twitch and YouTube, not just putting all my eggs in one basket. And since I've done that, things have gotten a lot better. But before that, for like the first two years where I was just putting all my eggs in one basket with YouTube, yeah, that was a real stressful endeavor. That was. So I would recommend if you're going to do stuff like this full time, you do not just pick one thing and do it full time. That might have worked before, but I don't think it really works anymore. I am. Um, huh, my experience on YouTube, especially the. So I did gaming and I, I think, you know, gaming tech review is probably similar. If the nature of YouTube channel involves you sitting in the same room at the same desk in the dark all yes. the time, quite likely not a normal sleep schedule, right? You just kind of like there's nothing holding you to any kind of schedule yep. that it, it doesn't lead towards a good mental state like it. And there are a lot of people like I watched. I think his name is Markiplier talk about how depressed yep. he was uh, in a video. This is like two years ago. And like I could just relate to a lot of what he was going through yeah. because the, even he's wildly successful, right? He's probably having fame and fortune that he's never experienced before, yeah. but he's not happy. And well, uh, you don't get to enjoy it. You, you, when you work 24 hours a day, like you said, you don't have a schedule and you're on 24 hours a day and you can't separate Jerry from Barnacles. You know, even though I'm, I'm technically everybody else says you're the same in person as you are online. I don't have a character. I just, that's my avatar name or whatever. So anyways, but but you do start to blur the two together and then the work ethic starts to take over and all you want to do is work all the time. Even when you're just on social media, you're just laying in bed or you're watching a movie, you're picking up the cell phone constantly and doing stuff. You never really disconnect. You almost feel weird when you put a phone away for like an hour. Like the other day, I went to the Apple store, gave my phone for two hours so they could fix the screen and I kept reaching in my pocket trying to pull my phone out. I was like, oh, the phone's not there and the watch can't connect to shit because I don't got the phone. And I've definitely a, done that where I like yeah. reach into my pocket to get my phone and I've like forgot yep. it somewhere and then I do it yeah. again four minutes later and then I do it again seven minutes later and it's like it must be like a two pack a day smoker going out <laughs> yeah. without their cigarettes and suddenly realizing like oh damn it I forgot yeah. cigarettes and two minutes later oh cigarette like like it's a real addiction like yeah when I was a time. professional software developer I would you know knock off at the end of the day I'd get in my car I'd drive home there's a clear delineation from work and home sometimes I would work from home like you know I'd take a day off work and just work from home with remotely but there was always this clear delineation and once that left it's weird. You have a bias to just always work. You never really stop. Even when I go on vacation, I find myself like pulling out the phone and shooting vlogs and taking pictures of shit and posting them on Instagram. And I'm like, why am I doing this? 
I just want to enjoy inspiring at first, right? At first, it you're is. like, man, it there's is. nothing holding me back. The more effort I put into this, the more return I get from it. Go, yep. go, 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 right? Like, oh my gosh, I thought I was a hard worker when I worked for someone else. I worked for myself, and there's just no end to it. Wings of Redemption yep. was telling me that, too. Back when he made as many as 11 videos in a day, it was just like, the more I do, the more I get. Go, 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 go. And then you know, let that go on for a couple of years and you suddenly you're out. like, aha, you burnt out. This is why your employer yep. put the throttle on you because he's not trying to get one year and out, you know, like people do to themselves on YouTube. Yeah. But mm -hmm. so that's, that's your thing. You don't like it. You don't. No, 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 no. I, so, so that's where I was coming up. I think that that opinion's changed over the last six months. Now I've diversified things. I've incorporated as an escort, but I've got the right people involved to help me handle the shit that I'm just not good at. The IRS hates me. The IRS, like every year they, they, they come to my door and want to like kill me. Uh, because they want me to do things in a certain way and they don't understand how you, well, you know, doing the YouTube thing, the IRS really doesn't understand how the YouTuber thing works. Like, especially when you got PayPal and other things in the equation where multiple companies are issuing 1099s for the same money and the IRS is like, no, this is all different money. You're like, no, it's not. It went from here, it went to here, and then it went back to here. It's the same money just moving between things. It's not, it's not mm -hmm. new revenue coming. And so I had to get people involved that knew how to like alert the IRS to those problems so that they could preemptively handle them. But that didn't happen until two years of audits. So dealing with all that shit and constantly, it's, it, it's, it's a little bit of a nightmare. It sucks. That's mm -hmm. what I don't like about it. When I worked at Microsoft, it's like, yeah, I did do my little, my little 1040 quicken thing at the end of the year. Everything was all sorted out. Everything, I always get a huge return back. And now it's not like that anymore. It's like every year when I do my taxes, it's a big, huge ordeal. They have to involve certain people and contact certain people uh, to put it all together. But now that I've started to take the course of, of creating a business, an actual business, not being a sole proprietorship, and getting the right people involved, the tax attorney and the bookkeeper and all that stuff, it's actually gotten a lot better. It has gotten a lot better. And a lot of people have told me that, oh, you know, those things are really expensive. They are. I mean, you can spend a lot of money to have a bookkeeper and a tax attorney and everything, but they end up saving you a lot more in the long run. And that's what that, that's some advice I would give to anybody that was listening to this right now, thinking about doing this, is spend the money up front and get the right people involved and make sure that, the, that, that everything is being done correctly. Because later on, it'll just sneak up and destroy you. I mean, you can make... Uh, this actually happened. I won't name the YouTuber, but a friend of mine who was a YouTuber, he actually made several hundred thousand dollars over like five years, had a channel that was absolutely amazing. The IRS came after him for all of it because he was like he was like paying what he thought he owed in taxes. And no, it didn't work that way. With sole proprietor, you got to pay 18 percent extra as a sole proprietorship and you have to do some other things that he wasn't doing. And that all came back to bite him like five years later. Because The IRS sometimes takes time to do audits, right? The IRS might not audit you for five years. Well, they just came down on him, audited him for like three years, wanted like 200 and some grand. He didn't have shit. He was living paycheck to paycheck, having a good old time. And it just destroyed him. And so I'm trying not to let that happen to me. So I have huge, I, I have buffers. I mean, I tell everybody, every, everything is a calculated risk. You know, I could live two or three years with what I have if I had to cut back, cut and run. I live well below my means. All that to take the stress off me so that I can focus on building a business. And that's what I wasn't doing the first two years. The first two years, I was like, oh, I still got all my Microsoft money. I'm just going to sell the stock and just have fun and, you know, kind of fuck off and do whatever. And that was a bad way to do that. That like, living that below really your means way. thing yeah. is something that many YouTubers, especially early in, early on, like when yeah. we were all getting signed with Machinima and everything. Yeah, like, go nuts. Early right? on, nobody was living with, everybody was like new money from West Egg. You know, we were all, you know, got to buy a uh, great Gatsby reference. I don't remember if it was West yeah. Egg or East Egg that was new money. But basically people would just be like, oh, I'm making eight grand a month. That means yeah. I can spend seventy eight hundred dollars every month. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, well you, you probably shouldn't. It's like, but like, why not? Course, Taylor, you... I need another truck. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> My girlfriend needs a truck too. <laughs> to, to pretend that it Trucks was limited. Trucks don't grow on trees, Taylor. <laughs> Damn it, Taylor. And so so many people did that back in yeah, the day. Yeah, and I and I know some. That's the thing is is you know you, when you get into YouTube, you start meeting other YouTubers, you start meeting other people, and and the one thing I saw is that most of them did do that. They they took their fame, they ran with it, they got their cars, they got their houses, and during a downturn, you're screwed. And it's like I kind of work the opposite way. I spend no more than a quarter of what I make. Uh, my house, my, I'll tell you right now, I pay $1,500 a month for my house. You know, I got a house way back when, refinanced it multiple times to get the interest down. Front-loaded a bunch of it when I worked at Microsoft just because I wanted to be able to have something that I could pay no matter what. Even if I literally had to, like, quit everything and go to work at McDonald's. You know, heaven forbid a software developer of 15 years experience at Microsoft has to go work at McDonald's. But I could. And keep my house. That was it. Keep well, my you're going to code safety. the automated machines. Yeah. There we go. I'm going to code myself out of a job just like I did at Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Uh, but but yeah, anyways, I try to live well below my means. I don't go buy crazy cars and stuff like that. Like I wanted to get a Tesla. Hell yes, I wanted to get a Tesla. I drove one of those things. Freaking ludicrous edition. Uh, I had 700 horsepower. Fast car I've ever been in my life. I was like, damn it. I looked at it and I was like, yes, I could technically afford to do this. Like if I wanted to like dip into money from stock and stuff from Microsoft, I could technically do this. But if I do that, then I potentially take three years off my survivability if shit goes bad. I would rather have the peace of mind of knowing that I can survive long enough to recoup and do what I want versus having what I want now and risk never being able to obtain it again. So that's kind that of the way sense. I look at it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I'm in a I'm in a happier place now, but I I haven't created a YouTube video in like two weeks. I just released my first video in like two weeks mm -hmm. on my channel today. I've been doing Twitch almost every day. Been enjoying that. Never really did live streaming much before. Finally got really into it, and I found it. You know, it's it's kind of my stride. I enjoy doing it. People enjoy what I do every morning, and I'm like, this is a lot of fun. But again, the YouTube thing, as you know, Woody, it's like it's the editing is part of the creative process. Mm -hmm. You don't get that with live streaming. Like to be able to tell a story, record something, and be in front of the camera, and then have the end result be something completely different than what you did in front of the camera through editing and everything in the perspective. That That's like an addictive thing. That's a cool thing. That's an art in itself. And it's something that I really enjoy doing, but it takes a shitload of time. And yeah. I don't like doing the content crank thing. I've tried that before. Where it's like, oh, I'm just going to make a video of this and a video of this and just set up a camera, record it really quick, edit it. You know, mm -hmm. no, I don't like doing that. I like doing overlays. I like doing everything, the color correction and the audio. That's part of the process. But well, it doesn't not, you gotta You got to go by the right approach. First of all, get... get 12 to 14 minutes of Nazi zombie gameplay from 2013. Sock that away. You're going to be using it for years. <laughs> rounds Number one two, to five. <laughs> rounds one through five. <laughs> and then when you tell a story that has nothing to do with the gameplay, you do it in one take. You do not edit it under the, uh, under the guise of being, quote, genuine, but really is lazy. And then you <laughs> render it out, throw that up, and you're, you're, you're all squared away. I tried that like two years ago, though, and every comment was like ripping off Woody's gamer tag, ripping off Woody's gamer tag. Like, I couldn't take it anymore. I, couldn't take I, remember, it anymore. I would get so many comments like, is this the same gameplay again? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then people would be like, shut the fuck up. Nobody watched Taylor's video for the gameplay. Are you stupid? I used to watch Woody's videos all the time because you could just stick them in the background. Like the video was of no consequence. I didn't need to watch yeah, the gameplay. I just, I just put it in the background and just listened to it. And it was like. Uh, Woody, I mean, you know, I relate to a lot of the stuff you did. You know, we both have a son who's had mm -hmm. special, you know, special needs. Uh, by the way, how's Colin doing? Shit, I haven't seen he's anything good. He's, on him. A long time. He's fourteen now. Um, Jeez, dude, he's doing crazy. parkour. He, like they do these summer camps, and we just put him in a summer camp you know, all summer. And uh, awesome. uh, he's getting a lot of like socialization and stuff there. But he's still not like normal. You know, like I, I, I want to. I think you just abandon. You just abandon that. Like was I did that with Xander too. At seven years old. All of his all of his therapy and everything has led him to a really good place, but he still struggles with eye contact. He still has moments when he gets tired where he just gets a little manic. 
Um, I just I've kind of written those off as just characters, traits, and it's like you know what? That's just who he is. It's you know it's who he is. Yeah. And he's got a lot of friends. I mean, he's oh my god, he's got more girlfriends than boy than than his guy friends. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be popular with the ladies. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just I I guess I kind of thought for a while that all the therapy and everything would make it a hundred percent. Like at some point, the therapy was going to equalize, and we were going to have and and he's the top reader in his class. It's not a matter of intelligence. He's he's killing it for handwriting, killing it for his uh, uh, his math skills are right where they need to be for his age. His reading skills, like I said, he's the top reader in his entire class, and he's in a regular class. He no longer goes to a special school. He's in public school, and he's just done a freaking amazing job. But at the same time, I like I keep looking. I'm like, oh man, we should work on that. We should work on that. We should work on that. And I finally just come to the point where I'm like, you know what? Why am I so worried about making him what I would consider? normal or what people would consider normal when he's doing so good just how he is and then i kind of remembered back to like when i was a kid and all the doctors were like oh he's got adhd he's got a learning disability throw him in chapter one hold him back a grade do all the shit and then it's like i go on to be you know a top five percent contributor at microsoft and a decorated software developer with two awards from one signed by bill gates one signed by uh balmer himself they've given wow. me several fifty thousand dollar check gold star awards out of band just for work that i did in automation and i did all that because my parents didn't medicate me and they were just like, boys, you know, kid will be a kid. Just leave him, leave him alone. Just let him do his thing. Turns out I just didn't like school. I'm a really smart guy. I just don't like fucking going to school and having a teacher say, you need to do this at this time. Like, you know, yeah, that, that, that's that was what it is world. for pretty much all of those young boys, at least, that get put on ADD medication. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, this uh, this four, this is a six-year-old little yeah. boy is rambunctious and he keeps running out of his seat to go play with the Legos in the corner well, of the class. Those are only yeah. for playtime. And so we need yeah. to put him on a weird amphetamine drug that'll yep. ruin his appetite and make his personality, yeah. you know, dead while he's on it. It's like, no, this, he's a six year old boy. Yeah. Like you've and made school thing. into something that rewards right. obedience and si it, uh, school, yeah. traditional school rewards feminine traits more and more so year by year. Like it rewards sitting still, getting your work done quietly, that sort of thing. Young boys right. are not like young girls. They're remarkably oh, different. Young no, boys no. want to run around and be rambunctious and they have so much energy they're spinning out of control. And so, of course, if the standard is sit still and do this boring, repetitive shit, I wanted little to boys are going to are gonna do bad. Yeah. Did, you, did you go through a phase like that as a kid? Do you ever want to dig holes? Oh, my like, God. Like, I went through the dude, I've I went through a so big many digging holes. phase. Uh, go ahead with your digging phase, Kyle. So I went full. I, I went through a couple phases. I, the digging phase came first, and then later the lumberjack phase came in. Uh, but 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 yeah, it, yeah, it started with sandboxes, right? It was like, ah, uh, yeah. During thirty minutes of recess, I can dig a hole this big. That's pretty cool, huh? And the, you know, all my friends, we'd all be digging. And then I'd go home, and I'd be like, I'd run off with a shovel. I dug this crazy hole one time with a real fucking shovel in the side of that hill. And it, it, it's still there. It's you can still see that fucking hole I dug when I was like <laughs> Did you 11. lay logs over the top of it and put foliage over it and make it a fort? No. No, I yeah, That's what I did with Georgia all my holes. It's very tough. Yeah. <laughs> Yours were bunkers. Yeah. But mine were bunkers. Yeah, mine were <laughs> they, uh, but, but yeah, I always wanted to dig holes. And then at, at one point, like when I was maybe so fucking big, uh, maybe oh, like eight feet wide, four feet deep. I don't know, like, like four or five, like a pit, He's, like this big thing. I dug, I dug for like, of it from Hubble and like, oh, like, meteor strike. You know, three days of like a 10 or 11 year old digging with a shovel, you know, just, just enjoying every minute of it. I wonder like, if it's on Google Maps. Like, like, you know, you can zoom nah, in pretty good. No, you don't think so? Okay. I, I know. What I, I used to dig the so... holes for my dad, uh, the deer, the deer, all the, all the stuff from, uh, uh, from gutting the deer and everything like that. My dad would always put it in bags. He'd be like, oh, go bury that. You know, because if we put it in the garbage cans, the, the bears and stuff would just tear it out. So we'd go and bury it. So I'd just go dig the holes and throw that stuff in and then just put the dirt over top. So it's probably like, you know, 20, 
20 deer corpses buried. Yeah, I, I would up. get in trouble for digging holes in the yard. Like, ah, don't dig the holes in the yard! What the fuck? And then I, like, got into that... For some reason, I got into this, like... Maybe I watched um, George Foreman, like, some video about him, and he was chopping down trees to, like, train for his third comeback or something like that at, like, 42. And uh, and, and I remember... And, and he was like, oh, yeah, it raises your testosterone levels, and and, and and I get aggressive when I chop the tree. It's like chopping a man. And he, he, he talked this this workout program up, and I was like, fuck, I got an axe. And I, like, <laughs> I started off, honestly, with a hatchet, though, if I remember correctly, and I was out there... Yep. And I really enjoyed it. I, I was like, oh, I cut that whole tree down. That was kind of cool. It, like, it's something that at the end of it, there, there's an accomplishment because a big fucking yeah. tree falls. And it's kind of cool to watch a tree fall down. And so I got in this thing. Just I, I go to the woods and chop tree, trees down. And then my dad was like, you chopped all my goddamn trees down. What the? <laughs> we only own like that strip of trees. Why don't you go cut their trees down? Over? They never missed a tree. <laughs> He's like. I only got like 80 trees and you chopped down five of them. Like, <laughs> I can't say I've ever chopped a tree down with an ax, but I did. Uh, my gra- my grandfather was a professional lumberjack uh, before he went into the military. So he bought the house that I lived on growing up was actually an old logging yard that was completely cleared. The clearing, they just built a house on it. And my grandpa bought the land after they logged it way back in like the, I think it was the 50s or the 60s. He bought it and put the house on it. And so we used to go dig all the, all the alcohol bottles, like the really old like whiskey bottles and stuff because they just throw them in a pile and kick dirt over them or whatever. So we'd, we'd take those out and go sell them at the antique shop. But anyways, my grandpa, when he retired, still loved doing the lumberjack thing. So we we had wood-burning furnaces in all of our houses. So he'd come up there, we'd chop a tree down, and I'd go help him with the with the axes, you know, splitting the logs into the, you know, he'd take the rounds, cut them with the thing, throw them over there, and then he'd let me take a whack at him with the splitting mall. And I loved doing that. I absolutely loved it, but that's something I just don't do. Like where I live now in my life, it's like there's no place to really just go outside and split logs. It wasn't so much I, uh, a lumberjack or a, a hole digger, but I like starting fires. Like that was my oh, thing. That is not I a used good to take dance. people That's into the woods. And like, so I was a Boy Scout, and they taught us how to start fires. A couple different ways: teepees, log cabins, whatever. And I like so much of Boy Scouts just bored me to tears, except the fire shit. Like that just it captured my imagination. And I would take like different friends, like let's go into the woods and start fires and shit. And uh, and they would like, they, like after they see like the size of the fire that I like to make, they'd be like they wouldn't come back. I need new audience members to come and watch me start the next fire. And it was just something I, I really dug as a young kid did you guys yeah. ever use a magnifying glass to burn ants oh or bugs? Shit, yeah let me tell you what i did okay so my grandmother got a new big screen tv when i was like eight or something like that and like the old big screen tvs that were like a box or something like that the, the front panel is a goddamn magnifying glass that whole Massive. plastic yep. front panel this thing was like 40 inches wide uh, and you know it's it's a, it's a yeah. television, so do the yeah. Do it's the got the lines. It's got the, the, little, the little the little lines. You could it. hold yeah. this thing up, and it would insta like just death ray. It got shit yeah. so much hotter than any magnifying glass. It was instantly smoking shit. It was like those super hmm. high powered lasers and stuff. Dude, I was laughing when you said that because I had the same thing. My friend had a big screen like, TV that they were, it fell out of the back of a truck and broke all over the road. <laughs> that you know, and, and that lens was sitting there, and I was like, yoink! I grabbed that to go home. They took it away from me, and I remember. To this day, as a 31-year-old man, I'm thinking, like, what'd they do with it? Where is it right now? Because <laughs> back then, they locked it in the tool shed and, and, and their backyard. And I was like, ah, Let's be filed away. I know where that Who's fucking they, thing is now. Grandparents. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I that, that was bastards. Archimedes' death ray that you had. <laughs> like, I bet those bastards yeah, were killing ants with it. <laughs> my so my cool. hole digging I, phase was like, like, it was... 
it was one of those things where like you almost get in a trance, you know, like, you know, there's no reason to be digging this hole. Now, first of all, I did not live in a rural area like Kyle. And so I was just digging in my parents' backyard, like not in, not in a good looking area. Like <laughs> it was clear that like I was out there every day after school for a while. And for the first couple of days, it's like, well, I'm glad Taylor's outside doing something instead of playing his Pokemon Game Boy game. But then, like day four, my dad had to be like, what is he doing out there? Like what? What's he been doing for four days from like three <laughs> thirty in the afternoon to eight thirty at night? Like went out there and it, it was just a catacomb of, <laughs> of just so much because I dug the hole down a ton. It was probably you know seven feet wide, you know seven by four feet by like three or four feet, and I like I was trying to like tunnel, like like and keep the the ground in 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 place there because obviously yeah. I'm a child. I have no idea the structures needed to maintain a tunnel. I just think, <laughs> well, the ground stays where it will, you know, I'll just make the tunnel. And Minecraft, <laughs> like when, there's nothing more like confusing in your head than when your dad and mom are like, Taylor, why did you ruin this part of the yard? Why did you dig this hole? And you're just like, ah, I, I don't know. These are capital improvements, like, I dad. I don't, I don't know why I dug this hole. It's like, what were it's, you trying to do? I don't I don't know. I just wanted to keep digging. Like, it's <laughs> like that scene from uh, Close Encounters of a Third Kind when he's just stacking the mashed potatoes yep. higher and yeah. higher. I don't know why you're doing it. Yep. What are you doing? Have, you, have, have we all seen that? If you haven't seen oh, Close yeah. Encounters of a Third Kind with Steven Spielberg, it's, man, that's a great movie. Uh, that, that's a real good movie. I was going to make lots of night. weapons as kids. Like yeah. if you go out in the the woods well, with like string and duct tape and and knives and there like was little a little things. bit of that when I went to a friend's house. But at home I had real weapons. But I remember we went to a friend's house one time and they had like um, I don't know grinders and a basic tool shed like sort of thing. And we all made like medieval weapons. Like one of us had a flail type thing with a spiky thing, and one of us made a bullshit sword. And the idea was that when we got our, all of our weapons, we'd have like a ninja battle. But we were smart enough as like nine year olds to be like. This ain't Nerf, guys. Uh, I don't. I don't really. <laughs> I don't want to fight you with what I made. To be honest, I don't want to hit you with this. And I really don't want you to hit me with that. <laughs> like, like we, we don't. We don't parents are different nowadays. Like, I, or at least where I grew up. Like, I remember growing up. Like, we used to play BB gun wars, and my mom would just come out and be like, "You put on your glasses." You know, it's like they didn't do shit. <laughs> like, not even full face masks. Just like wear some sunglasses. And we're all like, uh, "Hey, rule, the rule's only two pumps. Only two pumps on the daisy." <laughs> And, and, you know, your, your buddy would Everybody's always come over with the one that's like a one folder, you know, <laughs> put it three inches into your flesh. <laughs> I used to pump that multi-pump one. Like, like, yeah. like I, would, I would pump my multi-pump uh, pump pellet rifle, and then I'd get tired, and I'd sit it in the corner and watch some TV. And I'd come back to it later. <laughs> I'd pump that... I, I I don't think I'm getting more and more velocity. I, I'm sure yeah, yeah. I'm yep. I'm sure it peaks at some point, but as a kid I didn't know that. And I'd pump that thing for days. And then I'd wait till like the dove or the big prize, like fat bird landed on the power line, and I'd be like, Today's your day, motherfucker. <laughs> like you have no idea how much horsepower went into pumping. You wanna know a sweet trick with those that we learned is the uh the one that you're talking about, the one that has the wood handle, right? And it's the long barrel and you just put one pellet in it and in the back and you just pump it way uh, up. The, the the one I had had uh, multiple capacity, and you pulled back a little thing here, and yet yep. it, it like cocked back, and one pellet popped into the chamber, and you closed it. Uh, but you could pump the uh, like okay, the, that's a little different. Many many times, like the pump was out on the yep. fourth of it, and it was. Well, many we discovered times. that with ours, if you put it in the oven and you put the oven on two hundred, and you just set it in the oven for a little while and wore a glove and picked it up, you could fire it. Thing it'd be like a twenty-two long rifle. So you just you just pump sure, it up like yeah. six or eight times, then you put it in the oven and just heat it up to like two hundred degrees. Pull yeah, it out with 
with the gun, just pull the trigger and the thing, you'd get this massive plume of yeah, smoke out of the front like a musket, too. <laughs> how did you, yeah, wait, you, how did you discover what, what went into this? Oh, Mike, I'll, I'll bake the germs off this dirty gun. Like, what? No, happened? I think, like, no, doing? no, I think the, the, the thinking that came out of it was we used to have an air compressor and the air compressor got really hot when we turned it on. Like, the air compressor got really hot and we just associated, oh man, the air comes out of here really fast when this thing gets hotter and hotter and hotter. Inflating, which had absolutely nothing to do with it in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But we're like, shit, I wonder what would happen if we heated up the, the gun. I and am. sure I'm... shit, it worked amazing. Right, uh, right. And, the, and the best part was the seal The seal held up. I don't think the seal ever died, that thing. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how those things work. I wouldn't... A rupture just seems impossible, right? Like it would have been funny if that thing grenaded in the... in the About 200 degrees. Oh! We, didn't, we didn't leave it in there forever. We put it in there for like a minute or two it once not. it was preheated. So it didn't sound like it got up to 200 degrees. But my, still, that would have been my, funny if it blew. My pellet gun experience was was always bad. Like, like the, as a kid, I knew that firearms were dangerous, but I didn't have the same respect for the pellet rifles and BB None guns. So, so like I'd point it at, some, at like my sister or something. Like, like not like I was going to shoot her, but just like I would be careless with it or something. Boy and, gun, that, yeah. and my dad would like insta-solve that problem. He would solve it in 0.5 seconds. He would grab the barrel of that gun from it and smash! And it would just <laughs> shatter into a billion pieces. And he'd go, that's what happens when you treat it like that. Come on! He'd throw that motherfucker away. And he broke like three of my pellet rifles over the years. Every uh, time I'd mistreat it, he'd shatter that son of a bitch. And I'd learned my, I learned my lesson, you know? A lot of respect well, for those I things got now. Well, I got a pellet gun after the third big... time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a point. I'll be right back. I'm going to take a piss real quick. Hey, I got herb. I got a pellet gun a few years ago. I was really excited. I didn't have, my gun collection was super small. My father-in-law gave it to me. I didn't know why. I just know that he gave it to me. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. And uh, I show it to Kyle. I'm like, Kyle, check this thing out. Like, I got a new gun. And he looks at it and he goes, yeah, you know, if you're not careful, you could wound a bird with that. <laughs> 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 That's how I knew my gun sucked. And it turned out no, he gave it. No, it doesn't mean it sucks. It <laughs> means it's fun. It's a plinker. Like, I had the same. I didn't have a pellet. There's no, there's a difference between a pellet gun and a BB gun. I didn't have a pellet gun. I had a I BB gun. I don't know which it is. But it was the same pumping thing like mm -hmm. that. And it didn't kill anything. But it was, I mean, you could if you caught, like, a dove in the eye. He but bought it it's to not kill, likely. like, a squirrels or groundhogs or something that was bothering him in his land and uh his problem was like he'd spot one so he'd start pumping 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 and they'd run away <laughs> and he's like i gotta because get a those one things pump. always made noise uh -huh. and so like the, the rabbit would just hear like <laughs> 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 like, i'm gonna have to up. leave in the next 30 seconds or so <laughs> <laughs> if, this, if this doesn't stop i'm out of here <laughs> I killed a lot of stuff with my pellet, my BB guns and pellet guns over the years. For those who don't know the difference, uh, like my BB gun was a Red Rider. It cocks like a lever action. It kick one cock, you could fill the Red Rider up with BBs. Like just, just fill the barrel up with them. It holds like a hundred or something. So as a kid, you can just walk around all day, cock shoot, cock shoot, and uh, you can learn like instinctive shooting really well that way. Cause it's it's incredibly cheap to shoot because BBs, you buy them in like a milk carton and just pour them in like, pour them in there. So I started with those. I killed plenty of birds with just the Red Rider one cock. Um, but then I got the, the multi-pump. That was a bad motherfucker. It could definitely kill like a squirrel because uh, the pellets are like conical projectiles and the bases of them are shaped like kind of like a half a cup. So they uh, catch all the, uh, you know, the, the, the 177s. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, I didn't have it. I always had 177. And then the, um, the CO2 powered pellet rifles are on another level like you kill a rabbit with that thing it's shooting quite fast i don't know exactly but i'm gonna guess 700 feet per second maybe 800 and then the top tier of the uh of the pellet rifles i think is the ones that kind of break in half and they cock you know they break in half yep. there's a they're, they're the chamber is exposed you take your pellet 
put it in there, break it back together, and those will shoot like a thousand to twelve hundred feet per second. And if you yep. really want to, if you're into air rifles, if you get into them, they make them so you can hunt with them. Go on Amazon right now and look up Bulldog 357. You can get a 357 caliber air gun off Amazon for about seven or eight hundred dollars. You can kill a man with that motherfucker. You can get a these 50 things, cal now. These, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know people hear 50 cal, and you know there's it depends on the grain of the uh, of the projectile. Like 50 calibers, you know, gotcha. the, you know what it is. But the um, but I've shot a lot of those things. They they use the compressed air, um, like scuba compressed, like four thousand psi. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, more like paint. Ball, like the carbon fiber ones that they use from that, they usually take yeah, one. Yeah, it's, like, it's 3,500 uh, to 4,000 is paintball yeah. pressure. Yep. Yeah, they, they move around, but it's got a regulator on it, so it's coming out yep. at, a, at a steady, whatever, 300 PSI or something, whatever they used to ju yeah. juice you up those lot, guns. You get quite a few shots, too, don't you? With the big rifles, you get, you don't. You get like 10 or 12 shots, I think. Oh, I didn't a, realize it was that bad. But it's from a, a container this big. You know, they use the really small profile bottle. So the bottle's like this. The bottle fits inside of an M4 style stock. So like oh, an wow. M4 uh, AR-15 style stock. The bottle is inside of it, exposed, kind of skeleton style. And uh -huh. this thing shoots a large projectile, big enough to kill a deer or a boar or something, and it shoots it hard and accurate. They're they're very fun to shoot, and then they make a shotgun that shoots an arrow. They make it. It looks just like a like a double barrel shotgun. How it breaks down and everything. But this thing. Maybe it didn't break down, but they shove an arrow into this thing, and it shoots an arrow incredibly accurately every time uh, with air, and it's just like, bang, and you're like, shit, that fucking arrow hit bullseye at 30 yards. Like, like this this thing's fucking cool. So air rifles are something I'm kind of interested in. I, I I'd like to take one of those to a hunt. That'd be that'd those be. Are neat. The, um, you, I think, I think these are legal in like England and the UK and stuff, right? Mm. Like that, that's the only kind of weapons they can. Yeah, have. they're not classified as firearms, like because they don't go by in the UK per second or whatever, right? Not, well, they're not firearms, you know. It's fucking compressed air. They go fast. Yeah. Uh, the I wouldn't one know. I it seems like a significant rifle. oversight, you know. Like so, do black powder pistols. Look at look at the legality on black powder firearms in general. Like like you just buy that shit like it's a can of coke. One of those yeah. black powder <laughs> pistols. Really? <laughs> For reals? So like like they don't care. You're eight. I think it's eighteen. Might be twenty one with black powder, depending on the state. But but like they're not treated as firearms. You don't do the same paperwork. You're like, yeah, I'd like that uh, black powder pistol. Like, All right, here you go. You got $200? And they're cheap as fuck. They're cheap as fuck. Like Are they $200. Cool, though? Like, do they shoot hard? Do they, like, you think? Kill, it's like, depends what you want to do, right? Like, like, so there's different kinds of black powder, too. Um, I killed a deer once with a muzzle loader, uh, like a primitive muzzle loader. Um, and there's I fired of, a muzzle loader before. They're pretty there, fun. Is there a big yeah, delay, Kyle? Like, like, small. It's really small. And it depends on the firing mechanism where you're using, uh, um, like, caps. Uh, which are very much like primers, mm -hmm. uh, or you're using, uh, if you're going crazy with a flintlock, that would take even longer for like that yeah. powder, I, that I opening charge, the flash pan to get is, going and get everything going. But even with the modern one, with the with the cap, uh, you know, the hammer hits the cap, it fires fire down a little tube, it, it ignites uh, a cylinder of black powder that you've placed in the in the chamber and the bullets in front of it, and it's like snap, spoon, snap, spoon. There's a there's a quarter of a second delay between okay. snap the trigger pull and boom because as and guns were evolving flinch. sometimes there was like a I'm, i could be wrong on this but like an entire second or more right and you really had to oh the flint locks were bad just like the fizzle the powder and the match locks as well yep. um all of the yeah you had a you had a little flash pan full of powder that's exposed mm -hmm. and uh those old guns they had like a burning little wick and it when you pulled the hammer came down and just touched that wick to your pile of burning powder there and it and then ran, goes down in and has to build up, you know, black powder is a slower burning uh, propellant than smokeless powder, modern smokeless powder for sure. So it, it's, 
has to build up that powder, that, that, that power for the shot to happen. And you can hear it. It's like a, I keep doing it. It's this hiss that you hear. Is that right about between. the time? It's like snap, boom. It's, it's, That's it's, it. It's perceivable, but um, in a way that you'd ne- you never notice with a rifle. And is that what it was like 200 years ago? I, I don't, I'm probably better, wrong. This now. is what no, you know. No, it's better yeah. now. No, well, the caps they so, used. No, I fired the cap style one, and it was but, it was pretty instantaneous. Like I didn't even really notice the delay. In like you, you pull, it was like a hammer going down, just bam, and it was it was gone. Two hundred years ago, how long did you have to stay on target? Did it take like three seconds? No, I don't. I, no, two hundred years ago, they, had, sure, they weren't using uh, if, match lock or flint lock pistols. They were using wheel lock. Those uh, I'm, I'm just on the wiki. Oh, oh, go ahead. Maybe I should let you finish. This one here, I'll link you the. the He's like wiki Wikipedia, and you're like, you got this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got so flintlock was what they had before, or matchlock rather is what they had before wheel lock apparently, and that's the one Kyle's talking or your ball talking about that just had that fizzling little just fuse basically as you were waiting a few seconds for it to go or a second mm-hmm. at least. Wheel lock, Kyle. Do you have one of these? This is the one that I picture like pirates carrying because this was around like 400 years ago or so, like where they'd carry like six of these in a bandolier and get like six shots off. Have you ever shot one? I have uh, not like this, but I have a black powder pistol that's. Uh... These are black powder too. <sighs> yeah, but I, I'm oh, saying that never I have I a black powder pistol that, that, that uses, uh, mine uses the, uh, the percussion caps. You have a little nipple that sticks out and the mm-hmm. cap goes over that nipple. And then when the hammer comes down, it hits that cap. Um, that's how mine works. It, that, that, so that's a fairly modern design, I would imagine. Much more yeah, modern. Yeah, the one I than, fired was the same way. Yeah. Um, there, there's not. There is a noticeable delay that I can notice, but but it's not massive. And I think the farther you go back, what you answer your question, the more the delay is going to be. And that definitely takes a big toll on aiming because you have to shoot it and wait a second. I've shot a lot of different guns that you had to wait a second for a number of different reasons, like like bigger stuff, like 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 cannons and shit. Sometimes it takes... It, it's like that story from that guy from Vietnam where he fired the artillery round and it went... Whoa, 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 boom! Like, like sometimes you get that. Um, and when I shot that 20-millimeter Anzio rifle, um, I shot it... They're, they're like, sometimes it takes two seconds to go off, so don't let it go snap and then come off the weapon. You might have a bad Czechoslovakian round or something. And I'm like, all right. So I would go snap. And then I would just. Because <laughs> this, <laughs> this thing kicks harder than anything that, that I'd ever dealt with. Like, like it's moving 100 pounds of weapon back with incredible speed and force. Like it's not like it. I've shot elephant guns and shit and, and they, they hurt. But like this thing made my shoulder click for two years afterwards. Like it was. It, there, there's no joke. Did I shot it prone. Give a Richard Ryan on the Reddit front page maybe last week. Yes. Do you think oh, yeah. that he shouldered that thing tight? So here's here's where my my mind was. There's no doubt Richard Ryan knows how to fire a gun. That's not what the Correct. question is. But yep. he was like before he shot it. He's like, I'm gonna see if this thing takes my shoulder off. Is it possible he shouldered it kind of loosely so that the slow mo would pick it up? I think um, so. So when the slow mo's like that, you you catch a lot of stuff that you, you you might not think is there. So even with a regular rifle, you'd have seen like a lot of stuff that you didn't. You probably wouldn't normally see if it was like fast. Like a shotgun. I don't know what he was shooting there. I didn't Something recognize big. that right offhand. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of um, this guy that that Richard and I both know in common, and and we'll ask him next time we have him on the show. This guy named Dangerous Bob out of uh, like the southwestern U.S. who's an independently very wealthy guy, about five years older than me, who's uh, a pyromaniac, explosives nut. He he just likes blowing shit up and shooting big cannons. And he builds his own guns. Basically, he takes like a 20 gauge shotgun, and then he 
he has a foundry and a forge and all this shit, and he creates brass shells that will now fit into a 20-gauge shotgun. And then he fills that brass shell up with uh, that much powder, <laughs> and then he just puts a big fucking bullet in there that weighs uh, a whole shitload, and then he just puts it in the gun and shoots it and sees what will happen. He's making these, like, crazy weapons. And so, like, I shot a couple of them, and... Oh, they kick so hard. Like like five times harder than a deer rifle. Like like a hard hit that 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 you worry about, like that leaves a big bruise with smaller bruises within it and and it just incredibly sharp. It goes from zero to hard just so it's the speed. I I don't know how else to describe it. So if he was shooting something like that, like I I I saw that the the title to that was like what happens when you underestimate the recoil of a gun. I don't think that's the first time he shot that guy. Yeah, that's Richard uh, he Bryan knew what he was we're talking about, right? He is like yeah. a dangerous And Richard's weapons. a big boy. Yeah, like, that's uh, true too. Richard's going to handle recoil better than I am. He's just a bigger framed man. So, mm-hmm. so, um, I I would like to talk to him next time he comes comes on and figure out exactly what that gun was because I want to shoot that gun. Mm-hmm. Might have been the 950, like a 950 JDJ. That's like the biggest rifle there is, right? There's only like one of those, right? That's the thing about these like large, crazy caliber rifles that you see in internet videos and stuff. It's just one guy who has a gun store who was like, let's make the... 20,000 20, big boy gun. <laughs> and, and so, like, people look at these arguments on the internet, like, I shot the most powerful gun in the world. No, 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 I did. And it's like, well, shit. Like, if you want to change the classification of your rifle to a pistol and then say it's the most powerful pistol, like, I guess you win. Or if you want to go and, like, manufacture your own bullshit gun in your garage, I guess you win. But let's set some, some standards here. Like, that's the most powerful handgun production made and then there should be a whole new class for your bullshit shit you're making in your garage that might just take your hand off one day dangerous bob doesn't have all his digits just to be clear hmm. it is a publicly sold round though the 950 jdj was created was by it? some guy named jd jones is it? Hmm. I, I think he only made one of those though right like, like no, there's a ton of if you go on JDJ youtube there's, there's this, yeah there's there's multiple different guns if you go look on youtube right now I and the round looks one. comical it, it literally looks like a cartoon <laughs> like like the bullets like this like this big around and then it, the 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 tip on it doesn't even really taper down that much it just comes out as this bulbous freaking bullet Yeah there's quite a few there's quite a few of them on here actually I think they're all shooting the same gun though 950 24 let's see this one's got a marble front grip hold on let me click on the other one this one's got a wooden grip this one's got a carbon fiber looking grip Or what about the Nitro Express the 700 Nitro Express have you fired one of those Mm-mm. Oh, that's the one in the YouTube video from like ten years ago. Yeah, right? where it's Israeli a bunch guys. of like, oh, I, I was, I remember one where they're all wearing like, uh, Pakistani or Indian garb yes. or something, where they have like yep. those long like white whatever the hell's, and all these guys are holding this gun like someone who has never held a rifle before, and the yes. douche who was filming it did not give good instructions. He's like, yeah, just you want to like kind of oh. put your shoulder on it or don't, whatever. <laughs> like just shoot nothing. it. <laughs> I think he didn't give him nothing. He just handed it to him. And so many of them, like he, they yeah. would pull the trigger and it wasn't even like the kick. It was when the gun just like yeah. explodes out of their hands and just is behind them now. Well, like it didn't of, even yeah, hit like him goes the... over his shoulder and hits the door and about shatters the, the window out of the door because it like flips up over his shoulder. And they edited oh, it to be like how Iraqis versus Americans handle <laughs> firearms and stuff. It's, I'm sure there's Iraqis who shoot every day. You, know? you gotta have oh, some I, balls I though, seen to that shoot one. that after oh. seeing your buddy do that. Like, because there's multiple guys doing this, right, in this room. It's like after seeing the first guy shoot this, I would not be the next guy in line being like, all right, my turn. I would. Like after witnessing I'd that. be like, yeah, oh, yeah. well, now I know how to shoulder it. I'm going to look that much better following him. Yeah, you're going to be like leaning forward like you're in a hurricane before you pull the trigger on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> pull that shit in tight and get it, you know. Right. Real tight. 
Yeah, you, you couldn't like you. I would want to go next after that guy because I'd be like, okay, if somebody else goes next and they fucking dominate this gun and it's just bing, you know, mm-hmm. 300 yards away and they yep. handle it fine, then I have anxiety. But you know, you know, slippery Pete hands over here <laughs> who just doesn't have sweaty palms. Like I'd rather go after him. He made nasty. Uh, when I saw that video, when I saw that video, I really wanted to shoot it because because I. I'm re- I'm pretty good at hanging on to guns. Everybody complains about that 500 Magnum, and I've just never thought that it was. It, it feels like it's slapping your hand, but I'm not going to lose it. I can shoot one in each hand, no problem. You I can don't enjoy pop, it. pop, really? pop, pop. Yeah, I've done it. I've, I've been, been afraid of firing one. That's one's got the muzzle break. The muzzle break on it, right? Uh, some of them do. The one of them, I've shot. I've shot a few different ones. There's, they come in many different configurations, like all guns. You know, depending on how much money you want to spend. I've shot the long barrel ones with big fat hoe grips on them. I've shot the short barrel with compensators and wood grips on them. I, I, I've there, um, it feels like you're getting slapped in the palm uh, by someone holding about four inches of a, a belt, and it's, it's like, ow! Well, I felt that, but boom, 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 boom. I might, I might try now because actually, they do have it at the indoor range that I go to. It's like five oh, it's, bucks a round to shoot the damn thing. But absolutely is. Um, and, and and you know, when you when you let go, you'll you'll see that fucking ring of fire. Uh, it's uh, well, the it's concussion from the guy shooting it in the stall next to me made me stop what I was doing. Yeah, like it's the a thud to my way. chest was like, whoa! Everybody else is like, pow! Fuck that yeah. shook me. Yeah, it like um, took the air yeah, out of my lungs. Those things are cool. Yeah, those only, cool. The only fifty like, caliber thing the I've is. the only fifty caliber thing I've ever shot is a fifty caliber black powder rifle, which like Kyle says, like fifty cal doesn't mean fifty cal for everything. Like it's just right. an enormous ball that you put black powder in there and yeah, you fire I mean, it. Fifty cal all all that that means if someone says 50 cal is that the diameter of the projectile coming out of this weapon is half an inch. You know, like, like that could apply to anything from your black powder weapon that's shooting a, a little half inch lead ball at six or seven or 800 feet per second. But it also applies to a 50 BMG that's shooting like a 700 grain round roughly, um, you know, thousands of feet per second for miles of distance. You know, there's, they're both 50 caliber rounds. What's important is how much that round weighs, what it's shaped like, and how much propellant's behind it. I'd like to try a 50 caliber pistol. I've never shot one. I feel like that I'm would be I'm scared fun. of them. I'm like straight I gotta, up. Like I saw a dude shooting it, and I was like, no. no. The uh, the 50 action express is nothing. Um, if you want to shoot what is, that. What is that? Is that a revolver? Or is that a? It's a Desert Eagle. That's that's what that's what that's the oh. one I have. Is my Desert Eagle's chambered in 50 action express? But I've got a 44 Magnum barrel that I put in there if I want to plink. Um, it's funny to say you're plinking with a 44. Yeah, you're plinking with a 44. <laughs> yeah, your idea plinks a little uh, different. Next level. That's an expensive plinking session <laughs> compared uh, to. You want to talk about an expensive plinking session to shoot the 50 Action Express? I had to go get a guy to make mine, and I, I think he charged me two dollars a shot, and uh, as long as I bring the brass back to him or something like that, it's you know it's an expensive bullet, and, and that's the problem. That's the downside to doing that. Like like. A 50 Action Express, a 50, 50 Smith, uh, 500 Smith & Wesson Magnum, like guns like that are cool to shoot for a weekend. They're cool to rent. They're cool to borrow. But you don't want to drop $1,200 on this big hand cannon that hurts you when you shoot it and cost you twice, three times what it would cost to shoot a 9mm. It's I just silly. I went to a friend's and you... house, and he had that uh, a 500 Smith & Wesson, and uh, it was on his coffee table. And at the time, it was like... Like, the fuck? Why would you have this giant hand cannon on the coffee table? I realize now, that's all it's really good for. Letting people know that you have it, right? You Conversation piece. It shoots $6 bills, you know, so... Only five of them, too. <laughs> yeah. I love breaking this out at the range. You, re- you recognize this? What are we looking at? I don't know it. MP5? It looks like a, looks like a 22 caliber MP5 clone. 
It is. It's the German sports gun one that got banned in the United States from import. Heckler yeah, Cox seed the shit out of them. Yeah, I made mine fully automatic before all that happened. <laughs> nice. It goes. It's, it's a fun it little goes. gun, but when you break it out of the indoor ranges, they get a little weird. Like, they know they know it now. My range knows it, but the first two times I took it out of the range, Bastard, like, ran over, like, what the fuck you doing? Boy, you can't pull that out here because it was indoor range. You know, I shoot pistols only. And so he's like, oh, what are you doing pulling out this MP5 here? And I was like, do they make a, do they make a non-full auto version of the MP5 that you can buy? Chambered 9mm? Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But yeah, he's like running over. He's like, you can't shoot that. I'm like, dude, it's a 22. Those are the only rifles you're allowed to shoot on my indoor ranges if they're 22 caliber. So I was like, no, yeah. dude, it's 22. He's like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that does but apparently like a lot of fun. They're banned because of this. The silencer. It's not a silencer. Yeah, it's, it's a freaking barrel shroud that drops it by like half yeah. a dB or something like that. Insignificant. Yeah. And that somehow violated some law. I think it's because ATF's weird about that, but but it, it's kind of a common sense thing from my point of view. If I if I were ATF, it's like, God damn, you're telling me that you're making a completely legal little twenty two bullshit gun that for all intents and purposes looks like a couple thousand dollar machine gun. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell because you can't tell by glancing at that thing that that's no. a faux uh, faux suppressor. That's what I usually call them, you know. And, and I've got a. I, I remember when I bought that thing, I was like, look at this piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, the magazine didn't have the. <laughs> You know the visible spring on the side or whatever you you wouldn't know just looking at it yeah um fully automatic it spits out those like i don't remember what the magazine holds 20 or 25 it spits them out instantaneously it goes and it's empty that's awesome yeah those things are neat i like 22s a lot let me do another advertisement here it seems like it's just about time to tell everyone about me undies so they can get those amazingly comfortable underwear because there's simply uh there's a reason we've been telling you about me undies for months now they are simply the softest and most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear once you try them you won't want to wear anything else ever unless you're naked or in your swimsuit for every other second of life there's me undies every pair of me undies is sustainably sourced and made from micro modal a fabric that is twice as or excuse me three times softer than cotton uh, if you're used to buying packs of uncomfortable, boring underwear that only come in white, gray, black, or tan, MeUndies will change everything. Because MeUndies comes in all kinds of colors and patterns, and they release a new limited edition pattern every single month. And they always sell out. Uh, this month is a rainbow confetti print called Celebrate. Try MeUndies today. Go get the Celebrate pattern before they're all gone at MeUndies.com PKA, and you'll get 20% off your first pair. You have to feel... You have to feel them for yourself to see why MeUndies has sold over 5 million pairs to date. And if you don't love your first pair of MeUndies, they're free. Get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash PKA right now. That's MeUndies.com slash PKA. MeUndies.com slash PKA for free shipping and 20% off your first pair. You can't get better than that deal. I have a freaking drawer full of these things at this point. I like that there are different patterns every month because... I recognize each individual pair of underwear. That sounds a little crazy, I know. But if you think about it, up until now, you look at your underwear and you're like, oh, it's one of the white pairs. Oh, it's one of the blue pairs. No. Each individual pair has experiences and stories behind them. I remember that <laughs> confetti pair of underwear. I got laid wearing those. Those are lucky underwear, goddammit. So, I know why the shit stains perfectly, personally. Yeah, yeah, that's how yeah, I identify I, them. Ah, that's the one I shit in. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> No, no, they all they all have a stain. It's, it's just it's like, like a it's, song, right? You hear it. it you yeah, it's like a little pattern. The pattern is things that ha that you've done. Who you dated when that song was popular? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch these, blind. and now I regret this. <laughs> yeah. So what that pair that has the moth holes on the left butt cheek? <laughs> Does that even happen anymore? Everybody talks about moth moths eating your clothes. Like who's Not keeping really. clothes? Like, like, I did like, growing did up, that but that was because we actually had moths. I, I can't even remember the last time I saw a moth. Are those like even still alive and around? Like, 
you have a yeah, we have moths, but they don't eat my clothes or anything. Yeah. That seems crazy. And I mothballs being a thing, like my grandma, like, oh yeah, get those mothballs in there. And old people, like, I, apparently they they repel snakes. So I just remember, like, she'd be she'd have those things every fucking where. Old people are so scared of snakes. They they they'd be just moth. You smell the mothballs when you went outside. Like it, they were they were just everywhere to, to scare the snakes away. I think it was rats just chewing holes and shit, and people blame the moths because it was always the clothes that we had in the attic. Yeah, and you go up there and there'd be like rat holes and shit and everything. You pulled out and all the clothes have like little holes and stuff nibbled in them. I wonder so, do we want to go? Can, can we go back to this maggot foot whenever Taylor gets back, or do I, we not want to do that? Uh, is, is it I, too gruesome? Are you guys trying to scar me for life? Many. What'd you say? I said, are you trying to scar me for life? You think that's gonna, is that gonna scar you for life? A little nah, maggot? Really. I've been I've been on the internet maggot. for a while now. Oh, we haven't even broke out the dragon cocks yet, my friend. Bro, bro, I've been on the dark web. <laughs> dark. <laughs> is that it's, like uh, Amazon Prime Day? I believe that's, the that's dark a pretty web. dark web. I said that, that's no, no, like Tor. I know, yeah, I know. It, yeah. It's just the web, but it's unsearchable, right? That's the dark web, and then there's something else. There's two. Yeah, it's, like, it's not indexed, and it's anonymous. It's like yeah, because the way well, they they balance everything off of other people's computers without them even realizing it. It's really slow, though. It's not. It's not a practical thing. It's like one of those places that you just go to visit because it's like so taboo, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, the dark web." You can go buy drugs from Silk Road on the dark web and be like, "Okay, well, I want to go see for myself. I ain't gonna order any though because I got to ship them to my fucking house. And of <laughs> course, if it comes to my house, somebody's gonna know it came to my house. So I don't know how this even works. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was curious. I was curious. I I get all my child porn off there. I I was just wondering. Yeah. Is that where you go to get yours? That's oh, yeah. the okay. best place there is, right? I heard. I used, I used I to use what was, was it? LimeWire. No, I used to use LimeWire. <laughs> you remember oh, LimeWire? Yeah. I remember LimeWire. I remember Kazaa. I remember all of that shit. Oh, yeah. Kazaa. What was that? Wait, wait, wait. What was that? There was Kazaa. What was the one that like started it all? Napster. Was it Napster? Napster. Napster. Napster, which is still around today. The company. I think it's been like re restructured like a million yeah, yeah. times. But isn't that funny? The legacy of Napster is basically like the peak of piracy. The really? absolute peak piracy in the it world. It was the best. Napster, so for people who don't know, uh, Na Napster organized the torrents. And it, better than Pirate Bay, better than anything, there was a central place where you could know where all the stuff was. Yep. And it made it so nice. Now it's all decentralized, so there's no one in particular to sue or deal with. And it's... Yep. It, yeah. it was great. Uh, it was like mm -hmm. all of a sudden one day they flipped a switch and everything was free. Like all the media was free. And 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 this was a time when there was no like YouTube even to go to for like free content. It was like if you yeah. want to watch something, you're gonna sit through a commercial. Uh, you're gonna sit through. You know, if it's a thirty Many minute program, you're gonna sit through eight nine minutes of fucking commercials. Or you're gonna plock down some money up at the vi uh, the video rental place or Why something like that. And then all of a sudden, Napster was like, "Shit, we got to learn movies for free, bro. You, you got twelve hours to download this shit." Like, <laughs> everything. And then was what was it? Uh, the pi the Pirate Bay stepped in after Napster fell mm -hmm. out, and they were the next centralized source. And they were like, "Ha ha, we're in a country that doesn't have extradition. Fuck you, United States." And then, like, fast forward, like, what was it like ten years? And they finally got them. Like, yeah. apparently, they got the extradition, and they did actually close it down. And like, I think they got two of the three guys. I don't know if they got the third dude yet. But I was like that watching happened. some documentary, and it's like, yeah, they 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 thought that they were completely free because the country they were operating in basically said that what they were doing wasn't illegal. United States did did enough bureaucratic shit that they managed to get them to overturn it. Back in the Napster days when the stuff was new, there was a real debate over whether or not it was stealing. 
right? Yeah. Do you remember information wants to be free as if it was like sentient and, and had its own wills and desires? <laughs> you know? Well, that some, sounds like something some solid arguments say. there. <laughs> yeah, there was that guy. Is it the guy from ACDC who was like the biggest guy railing against it? Metallica. I, there was Metallica. Metallica, Metallica, thank Metallica. you. Lars, yeah. Lars Ulrich, I think. Yeah, yep. he did not care for that shit one bit. He could tell. But there was some something to the argument. And, and as a kid, I definitely, because I was... 14 to 16, I'd say, during the heyday of this stuff, um, or at least the period we're discussing, like, there was something to be said about people saying, like, nah, I, I bought this Green Day CD, and now I want Kyle to listen to it. And so I'm, I'm just loaning it to Kyle. And oh, as a kid, God, that yeah, made blah. so much sense to me. Like, I was like, yeah. I, and it, even as a kid, like, my intentions were, I, I just want to, like, make a CD and put it in my, in my car, and now I want to be able to, like, listen to Green Day whenever I want. But I don't want a Green Day album. After yep. Green Day, I want Johnny Cash because that's how I roll. You know, I want to make my own little mix CD of all my uh, all my favorites, and that doesn't exist out in the world. And so it just didn't seem like a bad thing we were doing. I, I see it now, and, I guess. And then it became that you couldn't share video games in the same way. Like now, you can't just give somebody a Xbox One disc and be like, "Yeah, try this game out for a bit and see if you like it." It's like you used to just be able to do that. Like yeah. remember that commercial when the PS4 was being released, and they were like. This is how you share a game on the PS4. And it's just like him handing it to the other guy. And everybody's like freaking out like, oh, oh, that's the way we do business. Not the Xbox way. We don't do it where we have to download it. It's like you guys are fucking applauding this guy for saying you can do what you want with something you bought. Like that should be something that we never got rid of. Like yeah. if I buy, you know, Halo, I should be able to give it to a friend and let him play it for a while. Like I wouldn't be able to play it in that time because I don't have the disc anymore. You know, like. I just I didn't like that whole moving yeah, away. Yeah, the whole from transition it. to digital has changed a lot, and how I, I feel about all of that. DRM also, D DRM was the big, the big thing that shifted my opinion. Now, granted, I was one of the biggest pirates in the world back when I was a kid. But it was mainly because I grew up poor. I mean, fuck, we were killing animals in our backyard to eat them. That's that's how poor I was. So everything, all the software I had was all pirated off bulletin board systems and shit. But it wasn't until later in life that I actually started realizing. Wait a second. You know, I'm a software developer. I work at a software company. It's like once you drink that corporate Kool-Aid and you realize that's how that company got to where they are, you start to realize, oh, shit, you know, this is this is actually bad to steal things. But on the flip side, it's like loaning things, selling secondhand market. All that stuff still made perfect sense to me. And then yeah. they went after I, that, too. And that's what pissed me off. They try to take that away from yep. so many things. Yeah. Like, like the second You don't buy games. Market. You lease them. Yeah, you lease them now. You don't buy. Uh, if you read your Steam agreement, your origin agreement, it basically says, fuck you. As soon as we go out of business, you don't get any of your shit. And you're cool with that. Yeah, go I read didn't know that was it. how it works. Yeah, they don't. Huh. There's no there's no physical copy. You have a product key. But what are you going to do with that product key without activation through the Steam platform? You have nothing. Yeah, you I think they're going to go and unlock all those games and like free them. Go free my <laughs> games to every single person that's ever downloaded to have them be free data. No, they can't do that. They're just going to if 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 Valve ever goes under your entire library is just gone. We better hope another company at least picks it up and keeps carrying the torch. Uh, maybe but, uh, there's so much money involved. Like like I, I, I don't worry about that. I, I feel like Valve has got it going on. Right. Like I, I think like gonna... I play a game for like three months and I'm, I'm like, I'm never going to play it again. That's where I was headed. Like I've got a bunch of Valve games and I'm not playing them right now. Valve went right. under. I'd just be like, eh, <laughs> man. You <know? laughs> yeah. You know, like, like it, whatever CD I bought in 1985, mm -hmm. if that stopped working, Eh, I haven't listened to it since 1987. It kills care. collecting, though. That's the one thing that I do like, because I, I because I'm I'm a little bit of a retro gaming collector. I'm not like big on it, but I've mm. I probably have like 16 or 17 consoles, a lot of old computer systems like Apple IIe's, Commodore, uh, TI-994A, Texas Instrument, all this shit from my childhood that was like stuff that I couldn't afford growing up. I acquired it later on, right, as my collection. 
And I love the cartridge games. I love just the physical snap in a cartridge, hit a button, no fucking updates. You don't have to connect to the cloud and download four hours worth of updates to like start your game. You don't have to authenticate with the server to play SimCity. It was just something pure about that experience. And I think that if a company can figure out how to bring that experience forward again in the form of a console or computer gaming or something in the form where you don't have this crazy internet connected DRM scheme, you do something else. You have you go back to physical, even if it's an RFID chip that you have to fucking scan on your computer, set on top of your computer, play the game so that you can't do it twice in two different areas with the same copy. I would still gravitate towards that. I would like to have physical copies of things so that when I get old, I can go, hey, son, you know what? I used to play I used to play Grand Theft Auto V. Now you guys are playing games where it's like, you know, killing women and children and cops and stuff is like, you know, oh, that's fine. I'm sure in the future that's going to be like every game. That's going to be Mario Brothers for ages seven and up. He's like, uh, is there no rape DLC? But seriously, it's like I want to be able to pass those things on to him. And I'm afraid now, even with as hard as it is to find the legacy games from my childhood, like Leisure Suit Larry and all the Sierra titles and Space Quest and King's Quest and Black Cauldron and all that shit I played when I was a kid. Uh, it's going to be impossible to yeah. pass on the shit that we have now. I can't give my Steam library to my kid in 30 years. I'm, but you're I'm only thinking. looking at the downside of all this. All you got to do is get like a Raspberry Pi emulator, right? And you can have like every fucking old school game there ever was at the touch of a button, eh? But how? What if what if they're all what if they're all tied with DRM to a cloud and they have to authenticate against the server using some private key with fucking SHA-256 encryption? That's the direction shit's going now. That's why you don't I see just... a lot of games getting cracked for online play anymore. Yeah, but but I guess my the kind of gaming I like to do is, is different anyway. I, like I I need some internet connectivity or this game ain't gonna be no fun. I want to play with some people. I, I want another guy. Uh, like like the coolest thing about Battlegrounds right now, I think, is they're about to they're they're working on their zombie mode. But unlike Call of Duty and every other zombie game in existence, yeah. except for maybe Left 4 Dead, because I think you played. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Left 4 Dead in that they let players play the zombies, mm -hmm. and there are. Uh, you know, you could, right now it's all custom servers because the yeah. actual live version of Zombies mode is being tinkered at and it, it with and hasn't been released to everyone right. yet. But there are guys with custom servers who set this up and it'll be like three YouTubers versus 97 zombies. And the map is like many square kilometers. That's and awesome. once they spot you, they're all coordinating and communicating and they lay down in the grass like 30 people. The zombies and they do. wait until the three of you. Yeah. Uh, you know they'll coordinate and work as a team cool. because they're people. They're people discussing this, and they're like, "All right, now!" And you'll see the whole wheat field stand up and start running at them. And they're like, "Oh God, they're everywhere! We're surrounded!" And they're, that's awesome. It, it it looks like so much fun. And uh, as the and what they're gonna do, the zombies are gonna have better uh, animations, and and they're gonna balance all that out. But right now, it's all yep. custom server stuff. But I love the idea of like no more AI. Like like at some point, you just can't get a better AI. And and currently, I feel like the AI isn't even close to as good as just a, a kid out even there somewhere it, pretending like he's won't. a zombie is. Even if it was exactly the, the same as a player, there's still a little satisfaction in knowing that's a guy. Definitely. Well, I no, like for me, that's home. what it is. Even if the AI could simulate it perfectly. And, mm -hmm. and like, for instance, uh, uh, GTA 5, I just downloaded a new thing some, some guy did called Redux. Have you seen that or the redo? Nope. It's no. a mod for GTA 5 that updates the graphics and makes them like phenomenal. Like if you have two Titans in your computer, the graphics look like real life. You're basically it makes GTA 5 and it changes all the ads like Coca-Cola and Walmart and shit. So everything in the game is relevant to the real world. And uh, it's 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 absolutely amazing. But it also updates the AI for the police. And now the police run for cover, duck behind their cars, hang out the windows. They're like, if you're driving away and shit, they'll try to grab your leg and drag behind you while they're on the ground. And it's like it, it, it improved the experience of the game. But I still prefer to go online, even though the human players can't even do half the things the AI can do, just knowing that that's some little shit running around with his gold gun 
And when I kill him, he's just going to be raging and throwing the controller against the wall. That somehow gives me some cruel satisfaction. I was I was playing squads in Battlegrounds last night, and it's, you, you enter in teams of four, and there's 25 total teams, and one you know one team wins at the end, uh, and there's no respawns or anything. And I went to go like get a pizza out of the oven, and I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to lay down here. I'm going to go get this pizza. When I come back, they're like, you picked a bad time. They're in <laughs> they're in the building. And we're we're like on the two we're on the second story of this building, and I and and they're on the first story, and there's like four of them down there and it's just me and another guy upstairs and i'm like hang on let me switch my mic so i, I go in the settings and switch it so i can talk to them I'm like hey guys how's it going and they're like how long you been camping in here faggot and like, <laughs> oh, i've been in here a while and you're about to leave and it just just that, that like interaction of, of like me talking shit to them and them talking shit to me and then finally going down and blowing them away with a shotgun and taking all of his goodies like i fucking love it it's four? all about sending did you win uh, i did we got all four um, the, in the end. I think I may have been, me and another guy walked out of that. Eight, eight men entered that building and me and another guy walked out. <laughs> um, uh, but we took all their shit, of course. Uh, th- I like that. I like sending them home in that game because you might spend 20 minutes working on your character and getting your loot together and you've ran kilometers to get on this building and then there I am and I end your game and take your shit. I, I'm really addicted to Battlegrounds. It's kind I'm of a fast it. forward DayZ, right? In oh, it's it's... It's so much better than Daisy. It's it, it's all of the best parts of Daisy and none of the downside, none of the bad parts. Like, well, let like, me ask you this: I played Daisy, and the thing that made me rage quit it the most is you would always find somebody in the game after playing for like twenty minutes, some fucker would be talking, be like, "Hey, what's up, hey dude? Okay, here I'm gonna show you where the shit is," and they'd walk you over there, and you'd have a conversation. Like ten minutes later, they're like stabbing you in the back and stealing all their shit. Sorry, bro, and then run off. And you're like, and that always happened. You couldn't trust anybody in that game mm-hmm. at yeah, all. I, I, th- this is the same way. I, I, I've never had a, uh, a conversation that was meant to end in any other way than death. Uh, usually it's me mocking them and trying to get them fired <laughs> up to make a mistake or something, just being silly with them. But, but like, it's a battle royale, so like, it's every man for himself. It's, it's rare that you see people team up, and that's super frowned upon. It's called, what is it called? Bat- battle? Battlegrounds? It's called Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. It's the biggest shooter on Steam. Or on, uh, uh, they've sold, they're, in, they're in early release. They've sold over 4 million copies. It's bigger right now than H1Z1. It's twice as big right now as H1Z1 was at its peak. Uh, like 300,000 concurrent uh, players last time I looked. Uh, there's uh, and like I said, it's early access. They they the full game's supposed to be released. I would and watch you live stream that. That would be very interesting to me. I'd like to see I, it. I would if I could. Can't. Yeah. Is it embargo? Uh, no, just no, he, bad internet. Oh, bad internet. Yeah, lots I'm of people. Go, I'm gonna go oh. get it. So I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna stream it. it. it I, dude, if, if you want to get like fired up and like love this thing, watch a couple. Aculite, A C U L I T E. He might, he's like the. He reminds me of C Nanners a bit. He's very calm and cool and collected, but he's just a monster in the game. Uh, I like uh, I watch his videos. Um, it's a very cool game. There are how many vehicles. views does he get? Do you know? Quite a bit. Two hundred forty-three thousand on the video he just released. Sixty. Well, sixty-five yeah. days ago. Hold on. Let me see what his current video is. We're all like creeping on this guy. One hundred twenty-four thousand views in one day. Not too bad. That For a channel, it's only got two hundred fifty thousand subs. Yeah, he, uh, he uploads. Yeah, he he uploads often. I think he's got a pretty hot channel, and he's one of the hottest channels for this game, which is just on fire. This this game's super popular. Uh, you go online, it's a hundred man server, and it fills up in like seconds. It's like you don't wait around for a hundred people to join your game. It just happens. The graphics actually don't look too bad either. Like usually you look at the shit like these massively multiplayer games, and the graphics suffer really bad. This actually the looks op- decent. The optimization. Uh, so they roll out two patches a month every month. Um, with optimization uh, fixes, bug fixes, and they add content every single month. So I've been playing for vehicles, two or yes. months now. 
Oh, crushing people in the vehicles and, and that kind of gameplay is so goddamn much fun. The vehicle versus vehicle battles, uh, there, there's so much uh, skill uh, that goes on in that game. So many like newfound skills that are unique to that game. You know, you can change your seat oh. in a car while you're driving. So if you're playing in the one uh, v, you know, everybody, it's uh, solo mode where mm -hmm. 100 individuals drop in. You can be driving your Jeep. And I got my hotkey set up so I can do this quickly. But, you know, I'll tap two, go to the passenger seat, brrr, shoot a guy who was driving next to me, tap one, go back to the driver's seat, keep going. This looks um, awesome. I'm totally getting this. How, how much is it? Is it $30, maybe? That's not bad. That's not bad. It's, it's, it's I, I think I've put about 250 hours in so far. Um, Please uh, we, tell me, though, it's not one of those DLC or not DR, uh, yeah, DLC games where you got to buy shitloads of stuff to, like, win. You ain't got to buy nothing. Um, cool. you, everything that you go into the game literally with nothing, you know, like you can go in with your underwear if you'd like. Um, and you find everything you're going to use within like the first 10 minutes of landing. Uh, within the first 30 seconds, you've got a gun. Within the first two minutes, you got a gun and armor. Within See, five, that's what I need because, man, my rage and ADHD, I hated that. In day, like Daisy, I'd go walk around with my friends yeah. and they'd get me on a server on TeamSpeak and we'd be walking around for like for like four hours and they'd go, dude, I found a flashlight and a dildo. Oh, wow. <laughs> Four well, hours, fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm going to go play a fun game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> I, you have uh, to take Adderall to be able to play games with your friends. You I, have yeah, a problem. This I, is the complete opposite of that, and I played a lot of DC and, and had frustrating experiences. I swear, you, you jump out of a plane. That's how the game begins. You skydive to the ground. Everyone, you pick out where you want to land. And you're, you, you pick your, you know, fly wherever you want, skydiving and then using your parachute. And then I swear to God, every single building has one piece of usable something in it, whether it's a frag grenade or a machine gun or a helmet. Like, like you get your shit going. I um, played Daisy, and I, I used to, what I'd do is I was really popular at the time, and I'd get some tour guides, people who were good at the game. Like, I want to fly a helicopter. Can you guys mm -hmm. help me make that happen? And uh, these more experienced players would betray and like kill like I you know, like for, and it was like that guy was friend not food and they're like <laughs> yeah. no 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 this is Daisy everybody's food Woody everybody's food you're just gonna have to get on board with the fact that these friendships we make they all end one way they yeah. die or we do and like yeah Woody if you didn't have so many subs we'd be killing you right now oh <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I was nothing but dead weight you know I, I did my best to carry my own weight but I, I didn't these guys are much better than me and uh that's exactly it they, like they, they liked me because they liked my content but you know they're just murdering each other and knocking each other off and and they, they try to explain it like for me it was a moral quandary quandary um but for them it's like yeah you know it, he was going to kill was me eventually. Yeah, I think we lost a, a game, you, me, and Chiz, because of your moral quandary. Chiz, he, he, uh, me, Woody, and Chiz had, after three hours of playing, just mm -hmm. found each other. And uh, <laughs> we, were, we were hiding in this little, like, it was like a, a bathroom with a lot of stalls, like, like outdoors. And we heard footsteps. And, like, we hadn't heard footsteps for three hours. This isn't, like, this is crazy and daisy. It's like, someone is here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was... And, and when he came in, we were like, hey, how's it going? You want to talk and hang out? But I was, like, I was like, all right, let's kill him now. And he was like, well, wait, we just met him. And like the attack floundered because all three <laughs> of us were whooping at the same time. And this guy had guns. He yeah. had real guns with but, real but, bullets for but him. We had weapons, right? We had maybe I mean, maybe one of us had a shitty gun and the rest of us had an axe. But oh, 3v1, maybe we got a thing, you know? But we really needed to attack simultaneously, and that didn't. But you go. couldn't commit to the murder. You couldn't just follow orders. In my <laughs> head, I would do well in an apocalypse situation. Probably everybody thinks that, but maybe that would be my downfall too. Maybe I would be nice to someone who doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. who doesn't have spectacular cardio 
is going to do badly in a zombie apocalypse scenario. That's the thing that everybody's like, no, I'd have a bat with a bunch of nails in it, and I'd go out there and just for <laughs> half an hour. For half an hour, I'd just swing How are you going to get nails in a bat? But anyway. It's get very long nails. Very long nails to hammer all the way through. And isn't it hard? I maybe I'm wrong. No, no, he, that, no, you got to drill. You pre-drill first, and you put it through, put a little epoxy on there, you're good. Okay. I really think a two by four no, is your weapon. No, we're just hammering them through, with, and then we have duct tape to, to keep it together. For the, integrity. <laughs> the, the point of this is, uh, isn't the bat. It's not about the bat. It's never been about the bat. It's about the cardio. It's about the fact that if you have shit cardio, you could have every gun on the planet and the best aim in the world, and you're going to be fucked three days in because you're yeah. going to be traipsing down to the local watering hole, and you're going to get winded, and three of them are going to chase you. You're going to run a little bit, get winded again, and you're going to get blindsided by one by a bush or something. like yeah. you, That's the thing. Nobody is prepared for car. You know who's going to do well in the zombie apocalypse? Kenyans. <laughs> They're going to do spectacular. Well, what, if, what if they have They're like marathon running zombies in Kenya? <laughs> what if those <laughs> fuckers just keep going? I, I, the other thing that people get like, I think silly, like, oh, Kyle, you have, a, you have 137 guns. You do really well with a home intruder. It's like, well, like really one, one will get it done. Well, no, like, you okay. that's the dilemma I mean, I mean, you have. You have 137 <laughs> guns. You need people to operate those if you want to stay alive. Because what's the first place everybody's going to hit in a zombie apocalypse? The guy that's got 137 guns can only shoot one at a time. That's going to be the guy that they overrun. I mean, that would be the smart the tactic, right? Go take wires are four. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got I mean, Mangalores out in the yard. We're good. <laughs> like, Pongee pits. Kill them all. Wars. Do you guys want to do politics talk? I mean, dangerous territory, it's my shit, but I don't know. We week just watch for politics. We w- I feel like we can't just like we used to do it every week during the elections and stuff. Go for it. I don't. I don't care. I've All already. Right. I've, we, we've already talked about like the dark web and killing bears and shit. We're 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 fine. So and, let uh, me set this neutrality. up. I have a um a video. It says it's four minutes. It's really three and a half because like spent all this time like subscribe to us, etc. This is MSNBC video. So I feel like, <laughs> hear me out, this is I'm what biased. this whole thing looks like through the blue lens. You know, what he's going to do is he's kind of going to lay out the timeline of all this stuff. He's, it, in my opinion, maybe other people get this, have a different view. It's the facts. It's like this happened on this date, this happened on that date. And it, to me, he's putting the puzzle together of the whole Russian collusion thing. But, um, yeah, anyway, I thought we'd watch this and it was like, ah, oh, this is... This is how I see it. Um, maybe there's something wrong with me if I'm seeing it the MSNBC rate. But are you guys ready? Get up at zero? Mm-hmm. All right. It gets good like 15 seconds in. Ready, set, right. play. Good evening. I'm Chuck Todd here in Washington, and welcome to MTP Daily. If you want to know why something happened, sometimes it helps to know when it happened. Federal and, con- and congressional investigators are trying to make sense of the Trump Jr. bombshell. We are, too. We've typically viewed the timeline of events surrounding Russia as helpful context. Not anymore. After these latest revelations, the timeline looks now like it could end up being evidence in and of itself. I'm distracted by his hair. The president today called this story the greatest witch hunt in political history. Everyone is part of his tactic. And the White House are all flooding the zone right now, trying to diminish the story or explain it away. But boy, oh boy, there's a lot of explaining to do about what happened during the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, and the Trump presidency. So here's what we do know. The campaign was a willing partner, or at least Donald Trump Jr.'s emails indicate this, in Russia's efforts to influence the election. The transition tried to cover up the full extent of its contact and communications with Russia, and it also tried to set up a back channel to communicate with the Russian government using Russian facilities. Those are facts we now know. And as president, Mr. Trump has gone to some shocking lengths, seemingly, 
to either help Putin or give him some cover. He's questioned U.S. intelligence, yep. given Russia information that government officials say was highly classified, urged the FBI to drop its investigation into Michael Flynn's contact with Russia, then he fired the FBI director. And he's made it clear to Putin during a face-to-face -face meeting that he wasn't going to punish him for what he did. Instead, he's discussed partnering with him on cybersecurity matters. And a deeper dive into the timeline specifically surrounding Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting with a Russian lawyer during the campaign paints an equally troubling picture of what happened and perhaps why it happened. In early June, after Russian hackers penetrated the DNC and John Podesta's email accounts, but before it was publicly known, Trump Jr. was offered a meeting with a Russian lawyer he was told was part of a Russian government effort to back his father and, quote, incriminate Clinton. A mere four hours after the date and time of that meeting was confirmed, Mr. Trump, as candidate, is teasing that he's got dirt on his opponent. I am going to give a major speech on probably Monday of next week, and we're going to be discussing all of the things Gosh, that have hot. taken place with the Clintons. I think you're going to find it very informative and very, very interesting. Yeah. So now we now that know that it's two days after those Trump's comments life. that the Trump campaign <laughs> ends up meeting no with the Russian lawyer. And it's right after the meeting's apparent conclusion that Mr. Trump is tweeting, quote, where are Hillary Clinton's 30,000 emails that you deleted, unquote. Just a few days later, the first batches of emails hacked from the DNC do begin to drop. And of course, the floodgates open. At the July convention, there's that bizarre change to the top of the GOP platform, making it a bit more Russia-friendly on the issue of Ukraine. And then there's this. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. When the Trump campaign is at its lowest on the day of the Access Hollywood uh, tape drop, they get WikiLeaks, which Trump uses with gusto on his way to victory. And then there's the U.S. intelligence assessment on that same very day, by the way, exposing Russia's effort, which then prompts a criminal investigation, which brings us back to today. Sources tell NBC News that the president was consulted on his son's initial statement about his meeting with that Russian lawyer. That statement has proven itself to be a brazen effort to at least mislead the public on what actually happened. In short, Donald Trump Jr. emails and the subsequent three days to get the story straight may give special counsel Bob Mueller two major pieces of evidence. Evidence of a willingness to work with the Russians and evidence of a willingness to cover up the extent of that contact. And that, like this entire timeline, may now end up being crucial evidence against the Trump team. Hey there, I'm Chris. Okay. I, my favorite part, the part I laughed at, yeah. was, um, was that Trump was going to work with Putin on cybersecurity. Yeah. I it lost would, my shit when I read that the other day. It, it would be like if Trump was working with, I don't know, the... the Jared Vogel on child safety. We're going to work on with ISIS on terrorism. Mitnick. <laughs> on hacking. That, 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 that's, that's pretty outrageous. Just that sentence. Um, yeah. 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 Like, 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 so I think you're just looking at it through a blue lens. Everything he said there looks pretty bad. The only... Um, it, it looks bad. You know, I, I don't... Under, yeah, I've been saying I picked all, it because I thought it was factual. This, this Russia, these all these Russian connections are what bother me. Everybody was like, "Oh, but he's unprofessional," and he, he tweets this, and I'm like, "Who cares?" From the get-go, you've always been like, you know, like I, I, I there's, a, there's a lot about Trump I can forgive. The Russian thing has you concerned. Like you've always yeah. said that. Yeah, I don't care for it. This doesn't sound as. I'm trying to figure out what. This doesn't sound super dark and evil, like uh, like like they were like Trump was in a dark room with Putin, like like hooking up conspiracy and promising favors in exchange for it. What it seems to me is what we knew before the election, and it, it was that the Russians want 
Donald Trump to win because Donald Trump's foreign policy concerning them and what they're interested in is more favorable to them than Hillary Clinton's. More than that, just based it, it, on campaign speeches. I'm pretty sure Trump had a good relationship with powerful people in Russia for years just through his business, it right? Before he was a politician, way. right? Like it, that whole thing, I, I, I try to get my Does details right. Does he have like right. uh, hotels and casinos there? Well, or am I thinking He hosted the Miss else? Universe there had, with, P with Putin. Yeah, he had uh, the pageants there. Yeah. And apparently um, he got loans from a Russian billionaire and uh, it's funny. So the Russian billionaire would give him loans. The Russian billionaire's kid is a pop star. And Donald Trump appeared in his son's music videos saying, you're cool. fired. So he did like an apprentice <laughs> thing. And uh, <laughs> so Wait, what is, what's the name of this song? Because I need to check this out later. I don't know. I did see the section of the video, though. And, and basically, it was like the end of The Apprentice where he's like, this is terrible. You're fired. And, and then like it kicks into the song or something. I don't know. But uh, so, yeah, Russian. Ha I'm sorry. Trump had connections with Russia because of his you know, business enterprises that go around the world. And um, I think, you know, maybe having powerful people in Russia was part of why they liked him. And then, like Kyle said, there's another prong to it where Hillary wanted these no-fly zones and Hillary had a long history of not getting along with, uh, uh, with Russia. And but my fear, the, the thing that's inexcusable to me and my leader would be if I felt that someone from some foreign power had some pull or some sway over him as to... Yeah as to the decisions he makes yeah. regarding us and what we do. I want all of his decisions to be like he said they would be for the betterment of the U.S. Like, like, like forget about this globalist stuff, forget about this country and that country, what they think. When you see him pull out of the Paris Climate Agreement, for example, it's like he didn't care what anyone thought. He thought that was best for us or he wouldn't have done it. And mm -hmm. I, I read the other day, and I'd love to get this fact checked, they said that, that regardless of us pulling out of that climate treaty or not, that we are still going to meet all the requirements for it because of our reduced emissions anyway. Like, like that we we're going to hit it regardless of where we say we're going to hit it I've or not. I've also heard that even if he wants to pull out, it takes so many years to pull out that he, potentially if he doesn't win re-election, that has no impact what he wants. Exactly. Yeah. There's so much yeah, shit like that that, we, uh, that they fill our heads think, with. Right? And, and, and it's not even, I, I feel like, could be. Even the liberal news organizations, which dislike Trump and have a vested interest maybe in, in like booting him out of there, or at least waving the flag for hating him, Man, I wish they'd keep, stick to the facts and the things that are really important I and the, this the, video the substantial. Did. This, this, this uh, did. This did one, for the most part. One thing about this one that I, that's yeah. incorrect is uh, when they said the in four days after this, he said, "I'm going to give this speech and you know and and get all this stuff on Hillary." Uh, that speech actually never happened. Which, like that that speech of like the promises that he was going to dish out, that that speech never came. Which yeah, does kind of bolster the point that they didn't get any information out of it, but that doesn't mean I don't like the argument people are making on the right right now of like, oh well, it's not illegal, it's yeah. not illegal. They it's like the well, but, post. but but like yeah, it's not illegal, but it, it, may, it may not be illegal, but that doesn't make it ethical. And when you say, oh well, Hillary did this with the Ukrainians during the election, it's like okay, but if you're drawing that comparison. Didn't you hate when she did that with the Ukrainians during the election? Yeah. Or are you saying that that is bad and what he did is bad too, but because we both do bad things, it's totally a wash and it's cool. Since so I don't like that at all. And I, if there is any Russian shit, I want it delved, uh, uh, delved up. I want it dug up. Like, Since I think during everybody, the election, most people do. It was, you know, there's nothing here, there's nothing here, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's absolutely no evidence. Now they've moved the goal line to, well, okay. There's evidence, right? You know, Donald Trump Jr. himself released his own emails that said, I love it with regards to colluding to the with the Russians. Now there's evidence. Now, the, the question of did the Trump campaign collude with the Russians is answered. They, they did. Um, 
that it's a matter of whether or not Trump himself knew. Well, uh, the fact, well, like the collusion thing's interesting because I was listening to Ben Shapiro talk about it. But and he's an attorney, obviously. There is yeah, sure. evidence, but the second part of it is: was it illegal? Right? You know, because the collusion is done. That, that that question is answered. It's: is there anything to criminally charge these guys with? They did it, but is it against the law? My my understanding is that collusion doesn't. Okay, well, collusion isn't a legal term, first of all. So there's no way to be guilty of, quote, collusion. <laughs> you would need a... Co- uh, and, the and, crime and, and would impeachment be a isn't something right? that's a specific crime. It would be conspiracy to commit a crime, is what Donald Trump Jr. would get for that, I would think. But it, it's not collusion, I don't think, unless they actually got something from them. But even then, I don't know. And it's difficult because I'm no attorney, but I was trying to understand what Ben Shapiro was talking about, you are. saying that... That oh, oh, you specialize in video game law. <laughs> well, this is a bit out of my depth. <laughs> it's not, not in that kind of collusion. But this, I don't know. I just don't like the, you're right, the moving of the goalposts with it, where it's like for so long it was nothing at all happened with Trump, Putin, or whatever. And now something like this becomes available. Yeah. And people are like, well, but even if he did, you know, go, even if there was no collusion and he did go there with quote intent to collude, you know, it, it, he clearly like, I don't, I, I would still say there's an argument that there was not collusion, but you cannot make an argument at all that there was not intent to collude. He went there, there thinking that there was going to be information that he could use, that he could get from the Russians that would hurt Hillary Clinton. But yeah. the thing with impeachment is like, if the Democrats get control of the house, they could push an impeachment through because, you know, Trump was skipping his morning bowel movements. You know, like they they don't need an actual like criminal thing there for impeachment. And I so like, like even if, if, if there's no criminal Bill Clinton. With, uh, and, with him getting so me, well, he got impeached for a lying. Donald Trump right? yeah. does not need Donald Trump does not need an impeachment uh, proceeding because I guarantee what would happen is the same thing that happened to Bill Clinton. We, we would get to it and be like, you know what? There just never was any actual evidence that 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 Donald Trump conspired with the Russians to do this. However, turns out he laundered money and fucked bitches and and swindled Romanian charities and 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 it, a lot of stuff that he did he wouldn't that, because the scope of that poor Romanians. Is, it, you this know, whoever he fucked Clinton. over. Uh, Bill Clinton, by yeah. the way, because a lot of people listening to this were probably young when it went down. Uh, Bill Clinton and to some extent Hillary benefited greatly in these real estate investment deals. They had these real estate investment trusts and um, like zoning would change or like for whatever reason, the properties they bought would get tremendously more valuable and then they would sell them. And they're like, what the like? This is a lot of luck. Is it perhaps that he's using connections in high places to rezone the, the property and make them more valuable than when he bought them? But they couldn't get him on it. Probably guilty, but couldn't get him on it. And then they started looking at uh, Hillary Clinton's cattle future investments. She invested $1,000 and turned it into $100,000. Woman doesn't know anything about cattle, but she buy these um, cattle futures. <laughs> the pudding, Woody. <laughs> she, she Sounds bought these like futures. you don't know anything about cattle. Well, that, that much is true also. Hillary and, uh, Clinton spent <laughs> generations right in the heart of cattle land. <laughs> so she would invest and, and like she would bet that the cattle get more expensive and win, 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 win. Nail the top, bet that it would go down. Win, 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 win. Nail the bottom, bet that it would go up. Don't know how she did this, but she turned one grand into a hundred thousand grand. Couldn't find anything illegal. Couldn't find any records. Couldn't find whatever. Um, and then eventually, this this like investigation that just went anywhere found that Bill Clinton was fucking and getting blowjobs by Monica Lewinsky. Stuck a cigar in her and all that fun stuff. 
I, you know what? That's just Woody talking. I think he fucked her, but that's just he, me. You do not, you do not go from blowjob to cigar insertion to fucking. Cigar insertion is definitely the third step in that triage. <laughs> like you are, you're, you're fucking him, and then I never I'm doing thought, it wrong, guys. Doing it wrong. I never <laughs> thought about the cigar insertion. Like, like it always seemed weird to me. But I bet, hear me it's out here. Weird. You, you totally get a buzz from someone sticking a, a cigar in your vagina because, like, just absorbing the nicotine through the tobacco leaf, just having a cigar mm. in your mouth, like that's what. That's what Schwarzenegger does 99% of the time. He chews on the things because you're absorbing the nicotine straight from the – it's tobacco wrapped in tobacco. So, so Yeah, but then you're you a disgusting animal to, with leaves all over your teeth. To wrap right, up definitely. what happened to Bill, uh, eventually they found him having sexual relations with Monica. I think the specific lie he told was that he didn't have sexual relations with her or that he that wasn't – yeah, with that woman, or that he wasn't TV, having with definition it. is, and, is yeah, yeah, I did and, not have sexual yeah, relations yeah. with that woman, and uh, and then he got convicted of lying under oath, and all of America was like, well, some America hated him, right? Because he's because half America hates red and half hates blue, and but then other people were like, yeah, he lied, but he lied about cheating on his wife, like yeah, yeah it wasn't that. it wasn't the he sex wasn't gonna come at all. right out. Like, yeah, I fucked her. Blew a big load on that blue dress. Get that out here, Does baby. Someone Show had me. their phone near the mic. Is it even me? I don't know. I'm here. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it as well. My phone's far away. I'm getting a few text messages from some bitches. Oh, it could be Kyle then. I'm not getting it. You're going to tell me that sexy little intern comes into your <laughs> Oval Office and you're not going to stick a nice Cohiba and a cooter? I, doubt <laughs> it. I very much doubt that. I very much doubt that, my friend. And that depends on what the definition of is. is. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I told that, is, that whole Clinton thing. Funny. Because uh, there could be Mueller might be chasing Trump in the same way, right? He might eventually come out and be like, like Kyle said, he he swindled some Romanian charity, and you know now he's unfit for office, or, or who knows where it will head. It could be anything. You could find out that he want that he raped a woman. You could find out that he's bisexual. You could find out that one of his sons is illegitimate. He like like when showers. they start. When they open up that grand jury thing and, and they start being able to put anyone even mildly connected to this man on the on the on the on the witness stand and it, and if you tell a lie they can they can put you up on perjury charges. Oh man, like like they they can really you, get to the bottom of things. Can you imagine the like the 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 earthquake of everyone if in a couple of days Trump came out and was like, you know what, I've been inspired inspired by my good friend Caitlyn Jenner. And I've decided to come clean. I've wanted to be Donald Dita my whole life. And I've decided <laughs> that now it is the time. I'm the most powerful woman on the planet and, frankly, ah. the first woman president. It's like, girl, people power. would have to be like, you liar. And they'd be like, he can identify whoever he wants. He's like, oh, well. Nah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, would Democrats uh, suddenly uh, like him? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that is the funniest <laughs> timeline possible. Like, if, if Donald Trump was a transsexual, oh, I would, I would, I would love that so much. I, it, it, I, I would do whatever it took to make it happen if I had any voice or any way mm. to make that trigger happen because you're absolutely right. He is hated by the same, he is reviled by the exact same group of people who defend transsexual rights and transsexualism to their last, right? Mm. They, they would not know what to do with that. I, it's, and to be clear, I'm keeping my penis. I'm in my mid-40s. You know, or mid -70s. And, he, and he's loved <laughs> by people who couldn't tolerate it at all. So it would really I, flip things. Yeah. I, I, but he might be right. He might be able to do anything, and shooting, including shoot people on Fifth Avenue, and they'd still the, the love point him. Isn't bigger would like him or hate him. The point is how many people it would upset <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Because people would be like, we voted for this cuck. 
you know, and then at the same time, <laughs> How and then at the same would it be time, if that people, was his king. If he, yeah, if he was actually like, a that's, cook, that's not true. That's not true. They, he's he's not actually trans. He's I, that's not well, you're erasing his identity. That's not, <laughs> and then they have to retreat to a safe spike. It would it'd be hilarious. Think yeah, of how upset wearing his pantsuits like Clinton. Get, he gets mm-hmm. some big fake knockers, long, <laughs> long, long. He probably wig, has like knockers, a, like, just like his daughter. Same hair. Take Ivan, Ivanka's hair or not Ivana's hair. Throw it on him. It's Ivanka. Yeah, yeah. Ivanka. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Um, she's so goddamn hot. I know every Trump conversation uh, eventually leads to me like staring at his incredibly hot daughter. She's like thir- in her thirties, something like her that, to right? Be that she's like thirty-seven, hot. I think. Because she doesn't have a dick. <laughs> I mean, I think she's into guys with dicks, but I like I she's she, she's beautiful, right? You know, but I don't look at her and think that I don't see people that good looking every day. I don't see people that good looking every day. She has incredible symmetry. She has an amazing body. She's like movie star all from top to bottom. Like just the maintenance it hmm. takes to keep a human being at that level all the time is more is like a normal person's salary. Just I, getting her hair, makeup, a... nails done, keeping her waxed and and and, and primmed and 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 pricked, like like all that uh, pricked, whatever pricked. Needs, whatever she needs to, I'm to sure make her look plenty like, of pricked. Yeah, you know, pricks and. And, and that's, that's why she is so attractive. She, when they were children, she stole the soul of Eric Trump. <laughs> and that, that's why Eric Trump looks like a weevil. You know? like he saw <laughs> but it turns out Eric Trump is the smart one compared to Donald Jr. Eric Trump seems like the one in all this where, like, when he's standing behind him at those things, he's like, oh, I just kind of, you know, guys, I really just like doing the business thing. Why did we have to, you know, why did we have to do this? We Eric's had a good life. Yeah. I saw Eric on the show. I listen to the Sean Hannity show sometimes because mm. it comes on my talk radio channel at the time of day I drive often. And uh, he had uh, he had Eric on. This is back during the campaign. He had Eric and I think Ann Coulter. Um, and regardless of how you feel about Ann Coulter, she's a very well spoken woman. Mm. Like like you don't listen to Ann Coulter speak and think, ah, oh, what a dumb dumb blonde. Like you don't get that impression. And, and he, he held his own with her. Yeah, she gets abused a lot for her looks and stuff, and and, and in a way that a liberal never would. Um, it, it, it's it's, Ann Coulter's kind of a cunt, let's be honest. But 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 that aside, Eric Trump held his own with both Sean Hannity and her speaking on the air. And I remember thinking back then, like, God damn, he's a lot smarter than his dad. God, I, if his dad could talk like this, there wouldn't be so many like people Eric rising Trump. up. Eric Trump, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, Trump, okay. Donald Jr. is the one who, um, I guess, is a doofus. I haven't heard him speak much. But Eric Trump, the really fugly-looking one, yeah. the one that, good speaker, like, with huh? the teeth and the hair. and everything. Very good speaker. Excellent. Very what eloquent. Is, what does Barron think about all this? Ah. Let's get him in the mix. No, like, at this point, just alone. fucking make him the uh, you know, ambassador <laughs> to Spain. Fuck it. Why, why not? Why not? Because apparently we voted for the whole fucking Trump clan because we're just throwing new ingredients in the mix. I'm okay I, with that. Uh, I am not. I don't want the whole Trump clan apart. I don't want Ivanka doing shit. I don't want Eric doing shit. I don't want Donald Trump Jr. doing shit. I'd be okay with it if they were qualified. Like, like we keep saying it, wouldn't you hate it if Chelsea did it, right? Doesn't Chelsea have, like, a PhD in international relations from Oxford? I read that on the internet. I'm sure it's true. If if that's the case, then, like, I guess I don't hate having Chelsea in the position, right? But these, uh, the Trump kids... They don't really have international relations experience. They've got some that's real not their draw. Experience. That's not so they do have that experience, and I don't think that's important for what they're doing. But what's I think the reason that they're good, 
Um, the reason that it's good to have them there is because you've got because Donald Trump's our president. If it was anybody else but Donald Trump, I'd be like, get his fucking family out of there. But what mm -hmm. we have here is a super hyper inexperienced politician. It's clear every step of the way. I mean, even at pen sign like like bill signings, it's clear this guy's out of his depth. And I think it's important that you have some people near him that he trusts who are clearly smarter than he is and and at least better at like going out and figuring out how something should be done. I bet Ivanka and his children have whispered something in his ear so many times that that it saved all of us that oh my god can you, you believe think? he just did that oh yeah no, i bet I they don't are think putting so. fires out like, everywhere right. and we're getting it, the improved donald trump his name I, I is general mathis i think he does that all the time i bet that that yeah. everyone seems to respect that guy i yeah. bet he is you know trump has offloaded like national security to him it, it appears and uh that's probably good i'd rather have him doing it than trump did you see him like dominate his uh like he he was the only person from either side of the aisle during all the past few years, like depositions and hearings and everything, where everyone it seemed was like, "Do you see Mathis, Mathis's part?" They're like, "Yeah, he fucking killed it." Like all of that, they were like, "What do you think about this and that?" And they tried to trap him in something, and he was like, "My job is the military. The military is in an excellent position right now, and I'm doing everything to maintain that. You'll have to direct that question to someone whose job it is to answer it." And it's like, oh, he did everything but look at the camera and go, they've vastly underestimated the amount of power I have in this administration. <laughs> they think that Steve Bannon, that fat retard who sits in his own room with that Napoleon painting, has all the strings. They're sadly mistaken. <laughs> and he turns back. That's exactly what Mathis seems like. I, I like him, too. Yeah, yeah it, it, it appears that he's lived an honorable life and has nothing to hide and just does his job. And I mean, until I'm proven wrong, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the mindset you get out of guys from the military. Uh, it, it just seems like they're very. Some of them. There's just some of them. Sure, I mean, there, there's there's rotten apples in every in every bunch, right? They're depending on which, no matter what group you're looking at. But I, I like the uh, the way that the military got military guys look at uh, tasks at hand. Uh, because, you know, the tasks that they always had at hand were kind of do or die, and they and when they take that into the civilian world or something, it's an interesting perspective. Uh, and, and, you know, just the regimented way that they live their lives, I suppose, is has to help them be more successful afterwards. As long, of course, you see plenty of uh, examples of that not happening. But uh, I, well, I like I the everything who, has equal importance, right? It's it, That's the military mindset is everything has equal importance. It doesn't matter if it's a mountain or a molehill. You get out there, you do it, you complete your task and you move on. So you don't. It's funny you said because that's the aspect of some military guys that I find frustrating. You know, like, oh, back when I was in the military, like I. I changed oil in this, and I was responsible for, you know, 50 oil changes every day. And without me, the machine came grinding to a halt, and this oh, and that. Oh, don't I know it. And it's Grew like. Up with the dad who was a coolant tech on a. Uh, oh, funny. <laughs> ship, yeah. So, yeah. And it's yeah. like, all right, all right. Like, like, look, I don't mean to, you know, not celebrate our military, but you worked at the, the, the Marine Jiffy Lube. And. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like. Exactly. I, you totally, know, I totally get you. My dad's like, I carried them coolant tanks. Day and night, up and down them stairs. It's like, dude, you could have been replaced with a conveyor belt for $500. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Man, but, like, despite not getting the glory and, like, going into battle or something, if you were yeah. in World War II and you got drafted and they said to you when you got on that boat getting shipped over to, you know, the U.K. or wherever you were stationed before you went into mainland Europe, and they were like, all right, we got a rifle here for you. We got your pack. But we also need someone in the loading bay. Would you rather carry boxes of bullets back and forth all day? Like, what do you think in your heart of hearts you would have you would have said? I, so there's, I've got two answers for that. 
Uh, me that you're talking to? I don't know. It's a tough decision. I think I'd, I, I like to think I'd want to be on the front line, but it might be hard to turn down the safety opportunity. But I know mm. this. 17, 19-year-old Woody on the battle. Like, fucking go. Yeah. You know, like, can I have a motorcycle and a Captain America shield? Because <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm all about this. That, that would be uh, what young Woody would have done. Yeah, I think I think I'd probably stick with the safe job. But the same thing. I could, I can't speak for my younger self because I was I was never really that type of a personality when I was younger. But I think I'd take the safe bet just because all I would think about right now is, God, the only thing I'd be good for out there on the front line is laying on a grenade. <laughs> that's about <laughs> that's about all I'd be good for right now in my current state of states. But yeah, if I was like in the prime of my life and I was like, oh my God, go get her testosterone. And I was like, oh, you can be alone all day walking back and forth on this deck for the next six years and be relatively safe. Or you can be out there with all your comrades, you know, having good times and bad times and everything. I think I'd probably go for the higher energy experience. That's what I like to think. I I mean, I'm not as old as you guys. I'm only 26, so I'm closer to that, Mm -hmm. you know, testosterone-fueled late teen age when you would be most likely going to World War II. Yep. But I feel like at that age, it's it's... There's a reason that they want you joining the military at 18 and 19. It's because you're full of testosterone, you're full yeah. of, you know, vim and vigor, and you're ready to fucking go. And you're not, and your brain's not developed, and it's more easily manipulated. Yes, you're more easily forced into a new, you know, regimented existence than you would be if you were 32 or something like that. So I'm pretty sure, yeah. just like most guys that age, I would have been like, oh yeah, put me in the action at 18 and 19. But, man, it, I don't know. It would be, te- what we're saying, Kyle, is I asked... If you're going over to World War II and you have to answer not jokey or you can't, I don't give a fuck, like in your heart <laughs> of hearts, like your real heart, Serious. would you, if, okay. if offered to a job at a loading bay to carry boxes back and forth for the duration of the war, or you can go fight, what do you think you would have chosen? I'd probably taken the loading bay. Um, I, depending on oh, what the fighting back. was going to be like, I, I would take the loading bay. Um, cause it, keep in mind, this is like 1819 Kyle. Oh, oh I want to go blow some shit up, man. I want to get on demolitions duty. Like, like, let me be the guy who swims out and like blows the bridge up. I'll drown, but it'll blow. Say, so, yeah, I just, we've now <laughs> revealed why you can't drink till you're 21, but you can join the military. Give me that composition B. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's a specific age at which you start, you start putting everything together. And you start to become cynical. And as you get older and older, you become more and more and more and more cynical and self-preservationist. I wonder what that exact age is, like average across everybody. You know what it is? It's probably 21. <laughs> That's probably like the apex or 18 or 21. That's probably why the age was picked. They did, they did, they did all the consensus and they were like, that is exactly the moment in which I, you wait a day longer. They start putting shit together. I think that's a problem, though, because I think that there are people who at 12 years old have that. And I think there are people oh, right. who, are, who are 40 years old who will never have that. You know, like, like, and that, I mean, is like, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, like common sense. That's what people in the South always call it. Like whenever somebody's a fucking moron and you can tell they're never going to be a moron, you don't say like, that guy just has a low IQ, eh? You're like, no common sense. Like he couldn't look at this situation like all of us could and see yep. that hole he's got to step in. He, 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 he had the loading dock, dock job all shown up. He, he, sewn up. He could have like lived right there in, near London, out of the bombing zone, just loading crates of American supplies off for the Tommies. But nope, he wanted to go fight in a trench somewhere, and his feet rotted off. And now he's now he's that's him. No, no feet, Larry. You know it, that would be an even worse one to have to make the decision about World War One because before you get there, you don't even know that you're in a trench. 
Like you have no idea hmm. what war is like until you yeah, get like, because yeah, we'll like those, ride out when, the those, plane yeah, to take out those, the Kaiser. Exactly. Yeah. Those people when they were said like, all right, you're going to go to war and you're going to fight the Germans for the first time and like that first time, like just stay tuned. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> coming back around. You know, there's a sequel to this. But have you ever like, they were imagining in their head like riding on horses and like ducking behind trees and that kind of shit. Like they had no conception of yeah. like machine guns and War's being in a trench. War spoiled now, right? We got like pictures of battlefields. We got satellites. We got planes that are untouchable from missiles from the ground. It's like we have so much intelligence. We pretty much know what we're walking into to minimize casualties. Like back in those days, like they didn't know. You could walk out on a battlefield. There could be a thousand guys over the next ridge. You didn't know. World War One was horrible yeah. because you Not had mustard. old school tactics mixed. You had old school tactics in World War One mixed with new school weapons like the Maxim machine gun and gas and artillery. Yeah. Um, but and mortar fire and all that stuff. If you have you ever seen Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt? I haven't. Uh, so so it's uh, no. Brad Pitt and like his family living on a ranch uh, just prior to World War One, and one of the brothers is super patriotic. The U.S. hasn't entered the war yet. They just keep reading on on the papers at dinner at night how like the English are struggling, and he's like, "I'm gonna go." And the dad is is um I can't uh, he's the guy who plays uh, Hannibal Lecter. It's slipping Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is like, "No, don't." Go to that stupid wall, and like finally the son's like, no, I'm going. And so Brad Pitt, who was always like a, a wild man who was raised by like an Indian friend of his father's, and he's like an outdoorsman. He kills a bear when he's a, a child. No, he cut the bear's. The bear attacks the child, and he slashes at the bear and cuts its thumb off. And he's always got the bear's thumb on a necklace. Brad Pitt's like hardcore motherfucker number one, like long flowing hair. Brad Pitt with a six pack. Like I wanted to fuck him. And so they go to <laughs> World War One, and Brad Pitt's like. Can't let my little brother go, you know, without someone to look after him. So he goes. And 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 so they get over there, get separated. He's been trying to protect the brother the whole time, but the brother volunteers for some sort of messenger duty, like sending a message across enemy lines. Long story short, gets exposed to gas and trapped in the barbed wire. And the brother's out there like, help, help, all tangled in the barbed wire. And before Brad Pitt can, like, ride in and save the day, they machine gun the brother down, just decimate, da, 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 da. And Brad Pitt just falls upon the enemy and kills like two or three of them with his bare hands and uh, goes crazy. He just loses his fucking mind and devolves back into like the Apache guy who raised him yep. and all of his war, like Indian war stories. He takes his, he, he, he can't get his brother's body back to camp, so he cuts the heart out. Cuts his brother's heart out, puts it in a box and sends it back home and he's sitting there with his hands covered in that heart blood and like gore, and he goes <sighs> and so puts it all over his fucking bins. face. Puts it all over his fucking face, and he starts and he leaves the camp where everybody else is, and he starts walking out into the battlefield. And at night, face painted, he's going from foxhole to foxhole, killing Germans with a knife and scalping them, scalping them. He comes back to camp covered in gore with scalps all over him. It's super hardcore. It's great, uh, and that's not like the the penultimate moment of the movie. That's not like the peak. That's like, all right, and that's the show. Nah, we're just getting started. Like, like I done already wrote it down. I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that sounds. I didn't. I've never even heard of this movie. There's Is a romantic. It good, Kyle? I liked it a lot. I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, I like it a lot. Kyle um, can lay out a story. It spans like the, their their lives. Like it starts off mm. and Brad Pitt's a child, and at the end, Brad Pitt's a grown man on like his second relationship or something after a war and. It's a coming of age kind of story, yeah. and that family, and it's good, good movie. We need to talk about something. Game of Thrones comes out on Sunday. <laughs> no, no, no. Boobies. 
Yeah. Oh, oh this Saturday. Sneaking uh, up on us. Porn you can watch with Wait, your wife. Uh, sun- Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So four days, three days, whatever. So, so the day after this goes live, uh, Game of Thrones is coming out. I have watched every like spoiler and theory and such that I can find. Because uh, you know what? I, I fully recognize if, if you know for people who don't like that stuff, you know who don't want anything, you know, like hints of what's to come. But for me, I, I feel like it helps me keep up with the story and stuff. You know, sometimes I, I feel like I didn't get every aspect. Every sometimes clues are subtle, and uh, and I don't mind having someone else help me find them all. So yeah, I am down for Game of Thrones. They made me wait way too long, as I covered, practically two years older since the last time they showed me a, an episode. And uh, yeah, dude. Freaking Game of Thrones is coming. We're going to see some Daenerys actions, some White Boobies. Walker actions. And they did, the, the last week, I, I just finished watching season All the six. hits, all the greats. All the yeah. greats. Daenerys. Uh, yeah. Ty- Tymon. Is it Daenerys uh, starting for the Lakers this year? Uh, no, uh, Jared Snow. Uh, <laughs> Jared Snow, as you call him, and, uh, and Sansa are like having kind of a battle for who's king of the north. So, so Lannister. <laughs> I don't even so, know who's so serious he is. That the king slapper. Uh, all right, what is Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> the little fellow, the ink. Yeah, all your favorites. They're coming back. And her twin, oh, Mother Jason. Dragons is yeah. walking around half naked. I will watch every episode. Uh, I don't think you're CGI tits. The Ant of Dragons. Uh, you'll get no more Queen uh, Mother Dragons titties. I, I, would take I know. Hard, I would take a bet on that. I'll take, I'll take another bet, and I don't, I don't want to derail this Game of Thrones. We're going to keep going with Game of Thrones. But, Woody, if you'd ever take a side, I think McGregor fights another MMA fight. I, I would bet that he will fight another MMA fight because of Conor uh, Productions, because I think he's going to negotiate with the UFC for a whole lot more money and get a bigger piece of the pie. But Game of Thrones is coming. You're absolutely right, and I am crazy stoked. I watched all of last season this week, um, and uh, so I'm, you know, I'm pretty up-to-date on the thing. It took, it, I, there was some remembering to do. It's been 18 months or something like that, some awful amount of time. So I needed that catch-up. I needed to re- remember where all the pieces on this big chessboard are, because that's How what it is. How much I liked Lady Mormont. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. vote to Lady Mormont, the, the most hardcore motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did, what did Taylor say? Change it's a shame she died. It's a shame she, she, she died in real life, the actress who played her. Oh, oh you're, not, you're, talking about the young, you're talking about the young girl, Lady Mormont. Mm-hmm. I was thinking yes. of the uh, Queen of Thorns or whatever the hell. The Queen right. of Thorns yeah, need, died? The, that old lady? She died? Who, yeah, the, the actress who played her died. Her name is Lady sh- Mormont also? No. No, I, I was mistaken. Lady Mormont's oh. the, young, the young bear girl who... Yeah, she's like, a, she leads uh, one of the, the houses of the North. Mormont. And... Mormont, I guess, and uh, and not only was she there to commit her troops, even though she didn't have that many to offer, she was in it with her heart. She also gave a rousing speech that that led to Jon Snow being come of the King of the North. That's, that's I her love role. that speech. Mm-hmm. I love that because it's not so much a speech as it is her throwing everybody else under the bus. She's mm-hmm. like, "You Lord Manderley, you recalls you you refuse the call." Yeah. Oh, but no, more than that. Like <laughs> this happened to you. Your they, father was skinned alive by Ramsey Bolton, and still you refused. And she just goes around the room doing this, and then finally that guy stands up. He's like, "Lady Mormont speaks harshly, but truly." <laughs> yeah, she Late. called out everyone on like cowardice, like like they skinned your uncle alive. You refused. They bramsacked this, and you refused the call, and this and that. And it's just like, yeah, she's she's calling these motherfuckers out, and she didn't refuse the call. She could say what she wants. 
Even yeah, though she committed yeah. like 38 people or something. But hey. And even though like she's not doing any fighting, like it's easy to be like it. Like if I were like a crippled lord <laughs> and like I, my, my legs didn't work, I would have no qualms whatsoever being <laughs> like, hey, uh, Stephen of House Smith, pussy, big fat, simmering, <laughs> wet lipped pussy. You're not sending anyone after our enemies. You, John of House Crimbin, whatever you know, you your sister got raped, and you basically watched. You probably liked it, you little bitch. Like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, and then they'd be like, "Oh, you know, Lord Taylor speaks harshly, but truly." <laughs> they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I have no problem bloviating because I'm not doing any fighting. I'm gonna be in a comfortable chair in the back. Like, like you guys are the ones up in the. So that I don't know. That's what bothers me about any of those fantasy or." medieval shows where like the king or lord or queen or princess or whatever like shame a lot of actual soldiers when it's like you don't gotta do shit it's like me going to, uh, to like a garbage men strike and being like and we're gonna pick up the vomit and we're gonna pick up the homeless feces and we're gonna do it with a smile on our face aren't we fellas you're not gonna do any of that. You're not gonna, you're not gonna help us with any of those things. You know, and you're kidding. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch the like uh, behind the thrones? I think they call it. Like the after each episode, uh, the the I makers of the that. show give you like three minutes. They recap an, a, a segment of an episode and they say this scene was very important. We looked at all the other medieval battles that had been on screen, and none of them really showed a, uh, a sense of the, the, the craziness of it and, and the scope of the battlefield, and we wanted to do something better. When they were talking about the Battle of the Bastards episode in particular, I, ha- I didn't watch that last year on purpose. I saved those for now. So, so, so after each episode, I get those, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like new content. All right, mm-hmm. keep it coming. Tell me more. Uh, Lady Mormont, she's like 10 years old or something. That's, they did an exceptional job casting that little actress. Um, yeah. She comes off harsh and uh and cold and uh like a like someone like a like like someone who knows what they're talking about it, you know she delivers those lines well and uh and i she, it, it, someone else could have ruined that part I, and it could have been another sand snake like moment we're, we're like and then they got that kid is, when is the kid gonna come back on screen fuck i hope that kid's not on screen but this actress is so good that when ramsey and john snow like meet each other before the battle of the bastards and john snow's like well, your men want to fight for you when they heard you wouldn't fight for them. You know, throws all that shit down. Lady Mormont's over there on her horse, like scowling like a mother. <laughs> She's like, got scow- the sourest look on her face. I of just like screwed up. I saw preview shots of her from the upcoming season. Not a spoiler. I like that she still looks like Lady Mormont. I was totally ready for her to go bran and all of a sudden be like, you know, like, oh, yeah, it turns out she just hit puberty that year. Now but I am, I am but a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What am I to do? I'm six feet tall. Like, you, you've got a beard. You know? She, to me, looks pretty much like she's supposed to, you know. Like she I'm going to go on a limb here and say they filmed that last year. Like they, they, they intentionally filmed her parts ahead of time, like knowing that, right? Like, I like I would, do you know that? I, I'm going on a limb here, there, so I'm guessing. Well, but, 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 if, but if I were a show creator, I'd be like, um, that nine-year-old girl's probably going to mature a little bit in the next 18 months. Let's get her stuff on screen now. Yeah, these well, girls are supposed to mature in puberty the show, too. At, She's going to have titties next year. I mean, I mean all yeah. those hormones and chicken and stuff. Mm. You guys are cracking what are you guys, me up here. Like, what are your actual... What are your actual predictions of what's going to happen? Because I know you oh, had a couple, man. Kyle. And, and because the predictions, they're not spoiling. All right. So so Daenerys is going to land, um, uh, I think. 
I, I think Daenerys's like main foil is gonna be that uh, uh, his name sounds like Euron. Yeah, it's Euron from uh, the Iron Islands. The uh, the un- um, uh, you know the 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 Theon's uncle. Um, I think that uh, they're gonna have to fight the people in the Iron Islands. I don't know the geography of Game of Thrones well enough to know that if that's even a possibility. But the Tyrells have joined that army, and Dorne is gonna join them as well. So uh, you definitely got Cersei on one side, the Iron Islands on one side, uh, and then you got pretty much everybody else on the opposite side with the Night King and the Dead Men kind of off to to the side, not even really involved yet, right? So I think what's going to happen is humans are going to win in the end. I think the Dead Men get extinguished. This is a happy ending show for the most part, at least for the humanity in Westeros. Uh, But I I think we're definitely going to get a shot where Bran uh, takes control of the dragon. That will happen. I would bet anything that that will happen. Bran will take control of a dragon and he will burn so many White Walkers and like these crazy passes as he's breathing fire down that it's, it's going to be great. That will happen. Um, I think that we're probably going to lose a lot of main characters. Uh, Tyrion could easily go. Uh, the Khaleesi could easily go. Jon Snow will not die. Jon Snow is going to live on even if it means him ascending to some like you know, evolving to like his fourth stage and becoming light or something. Jon Snow is not going to just like take a sword and be out of the picture and and no more uh, and and no longer doing any good. Cersei's dead. Um, and I'll tell you, I guarantee. Um, I don't I don't know any inside information, but I guarantee your brother stabs her. Uh, there's just been Jamie's entire story. Too? Jamie Lannister. Jamie. Jamie's entire story has been about this this moment where he stabbed the Mad King and how nobody understood that he, so that he was doing the right thing and that he's not a dishonorable man. It's going to come full circle. He's going to stab Cersei in the back. He's going to stab her and kill her. There's going to be a moment where you think Cersei has won it all. Jamie's going to kill her. Uh, and uh, so that's how I think things go. Cersei's defeated by Jamie, one way or another, like maybe right at a moment where you thought she was going to win. Um, the mountain's going to do some crazy shit, get killed by his brother. Um, Tyrion could easily die. Grey Worm's probably dead. Uh, Masandri probably dies. That freaks get Grey Worm out. He goes on a massacre, like three hundred. This is a lot of Grey Worm or Melisandre. Like I don't care about either of them at all. If Tyrion, Arya, or uh, Tyrion, Arya, or I was going to say John, but you're right. John's not going to die. John's going to come out on top in all this, or in like a penultimate episode of the whole series, he's going to sacrifice himself, and then Daenerys will be the sole person of it all. But yeah. One of those two things will happen. I'm totally on board with your Jamie prediction. I hadn't considered that before, but it's fucking brilliant, and it's full circle. That's going to happen. Well done. The Tyrion, the if Tyrion fort- dies, I'm going to be a fortune teller said that she was going to be killed by her younger brother. Oh, I didn't remember that. Oh, you're right. Did oh, he? but everybody assumes... Did she? Uh, she no, no. Yeah, she did. Uh, everybody oh. assumes that was assumed at the time that was going to be Tyrion. Oh, yeah, I was attributed that to Tyrion. So... so Oh, I guarantee Jamie kills her now. Yeah, Jamie's yeah. gonna kill yeah. her, bitch. Yep, yep. I, I, if Tyrion dies, I'll be very aggravated. Like Tyrion or Arya could end up dying. I think chances are higher that Tyrion dies than Arya, but that would suck. I think those Arya, are two best characters in the whole fucking show. I think Arya. Oh no, Jamie's gonna kill Cersei. I'd love to see Arya do it though. Um, I, I think, think John's gonna die first. Arya no lives. <laughs> The, uh, the White Walkers like, are going to you... get through the wall uh, through some mistake that Bran makes. I think that's going to happen. 
They're coming. Um, he can't stop them. I think Daenerys is going to land on the shores of whatever Westeros or something. And for like the umpteenth time in the show, will be dramatically weakened for some reason or another. You know, mm-hmm. all her boats will catch fire. The Dothraki will drown. But I, I think Daenerys, because right now she's like OP. They're going to do something to bring her back down to the level of power that other people have, where it's more of a struggle. Um, Jamie's going to kill Cersei, but that won't happen this season. That'll happen next year. Yeah. And um, uh, I had a couple more. I don't know. But I'm really looking forward to it. We'll see what comes of it. Oh, Jared, I do think you not watch Game of in Thrones the long run, Jon Snow, of course, will be the king of the seven uh, kingdoms. And Sansa will be queen of the north. Oh, I like no, that. I do watch. I do watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it in like two years. So I'm like mm-hmm. surprised at the memory that's going on here. This display. I'm like, We're yeah, really we into you guys it. A lot of us have watched like season your... six as a refresher. To catch this up. Is your yeah. soap opera, I can tell. This is like this is like your soap. I got it. I this got is it. one of them. I think uh, that we have an appropriate level of interest. Fair <laughs> enough. I would never. I would Clearly. never challenge that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I have a room of my house devoted to the show or something. Just I'm just, just sitting here and it's okay. like mural, mural. I mean, if I if I had a map of Westeros right behind me, you might have cakes. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a Stark shield hanging in my house, that might be different. Yeah. Well, had I known that this was reading ahead of time, I could have taken the refresher course, guys. This guy doesn't even know about Essos. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Euron's not going to play a big role. I bet he gets smacked down pretty early. Euron has a thousand ships. Euron has as big of a, a fleet as the Khaleesi does, but or very similar. Khaleesi's not going to partner with him, and her dragons are going to take oh, him out. No, she's not going to partner with him. She's going to have to do battle with him. That's her Maybe first... that's the event that, that puts her like power index in line with the rest of Westeros. That I would agree with you on the power index if this were last season, but the thing is, like, because they've done it a couple of times, she always gets OP and then has to be nerfed mm-hmm. a bit. But like this time around, like against the army of the dead, she might just be about right. I, I, I feel like if you go Khaleesi versus Army of the Dead, all right, I think we got this. We got three dragons. We got, I don't know, 50,000 uh, 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 cavalrymen from the, uh, the Dothraki. Dothraki and Screamers. Screamers. And we've got the Second Sons, and we've got a Legion of the Unsullied. We should be able to take the dead men on now. Um, but you're right. Something's going to happen between then and there that I think will dumb her down a little bit, and then she's going to have joined forces with Jon Snow. Jon Snow doesn't have an army right now. See, that's the thing about Jon Snow. He's just up there in Winterfell. He just lost what he had. He had a 2,000-man army that was mostly wildlings. Well, it got a little bigger They're because decimated. all those people, because Lady Mormont shamed them all into having... The whole North has joined with him. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I take that back. All the houses have come to him, the Mandalays and the Glovers and mm. stuff. I, I, I didn't take that into account. You're no absolutely right. The call. Yeah. Jon Snow's the king of the North. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Littlefinger is going to be a fucking real fly in the ointment this season, Ooh, I'm afraid. I, I meant to call out. He's going to die in the next two years. I don't think he lives to the end of Game of Thrones. No, he doesn't. I would, I would um, agree with you there. And, and I bet it's Sansa who leads to his death. She, she's been manipulated him over time. She holds him responsible for the raping that she suffered at the hands of Ramsay Bolton. And I bet it, that she gets her comeuppance and uh, orchestrates Littlefinger's death. I, I, I think he dies when he's doing his, uh, his character voice badly. Like he tends to do, where he's Irish in some scenes, and then in other scenes, he's just, well, I suppose that's off the table as well. It's like, that's that's not what you sounded like two scenes ago. Charms for me. You didn't sound like that at all. <laughs> like, does that bother anybody else in the show, where Littlefinger no. goes from Irish sometimes to just saying things like this? <laughs> where he ashes, it, I don't know, it's like a, like a, a watered-down Sean Connery in some times. Right. 
<laughs> the veil is mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a pretty good Sean Connery, I thought. I, my, I, that, those are my favorite SNL skits, the ones where they have Celebrity Jeopardy, and you got, what's his name, playing Sean Connery? You've oh, got Stego mustache and your greasy hair. <laughs> Will Ferrell's like, as we said before the show, there will be no ethnic slurs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, wh- why is Sean Connery supposed to be so stupid, and why does he hate Alex Trebek? I-, I think the point was that they were doing Celebrity Jeopardy, and they just decided to make him incredibly irate and cruel to Trebek and racist, and they made, uh, um, you know, um, what's his name that does the fucking... Who's the other... <laughs> we the guy with the hat. He's got the hat on. Uh, I don't know why they made it. Just because it's funny. You know, I don't think, I don't think Connery's a racist or, 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 like, belligerent or anything, but he definitely hates Alex Trebek. Mm. Yes, he does. So I'm looking Let me tell it. everyone about these, uh, these PKA hats. Uh, yes. Last week, uh, we talked about we had 100 of those to sell in a limited run. And uh, Chiz has informed me to head over to hats.painkillerarready.net to get one of the new hats. Uh, last week began this promotion, and before the end of Saturday, we had already sold out of the 100 limited run. So we're going to extend that, and now it's an additional 50 hats. So make sure if you wanted a hat to go on over while... Uh, we still have some to go. They're super high quality, and we've got really fast shipping to our European listeners compared to other ma- uh, merchandise manufacturers. But a lot of people are complaining that they didn't get a chance at a, uh, a hat because they're not Patreons. They don't get the show early like uh, like those guys do. So, you know, 50 more for you guys. That's a good idea. Uh, uh, 49. Thank you very much. <laughs> 49. You're, you're, getting, you're getting one from my own personal supply. Yeah, you when, signed that some bitch, man. Is motherfucker. Draw a dick on it or something. I mean, whatever. <laughs> You're into that. You know, I remember one time I, I was at some gaming event and I signed uh, somebody's Xbox. They like took the front cover off and brought it. And yep. I was like, that's pretty cool. I want an Xbox signed by Woody's Gamer Tag. I don't know why I thought that, but I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm Woody's Gamer Tag. That, that's not cool at all to sign your own Xbox. Ah, now it's just vandalizing my own thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go to a LAN party in Portland, Oregon every once in a while, and people always bring in their sides of their cases and have me sign them. And it's weird now because now I go there and it's like you walk around and it's like, you know, Every aisle has at least one or two cases of my signature on the side of it. And now it's bizarre being there for some reason. Hmm. Like, it's weird being there now that my <laughs> signature is, like, proliferated across this room of 500 computers. It is kind of cool. Now people just are buying have, like, used computers. What's that? I said now people are buying, like, used computers and being like, why did this asshole write his name on the side? Like, what's wrong with <laughs> <I know>. that? <laughs> I actually signed it both ways. I always, I always put Jerry Berg and then I put Barnacles underneath it. Nice. Is there one in the same? <laughs> so I'm not that you creative guys to have a separate a, character. Woody, you had a, a Woody signature, right? That you did, that you worked on. I, uh, I feel like I remember you saying something like that. I might no. be just making something up. I, what I'd write is control the engagement, and then like a underneath that dash Woody's gamer tag or dash Woody. And uh, I got pretty good. At, my handwriting's awful, right? But I can oh, write that too. well. And then if you sign like a T-shirt or something. There's some planning that goes into it. You know, you can't just, like, make a six or something. Like, maybe you can, but, you know, I would go and, and make sure that, like, I held the shirt properly. I could write control the engagement neatly, even on a T-shirt. So that was all I, I really ever figured out. That must out. be good My shit looks different every time I sign it, so I'm pretty sure it'll never be authenticatable. <laughs> like, I don't think any two signatures look alike. So Kyle had, oh, you think McGregor's going back to the UFC. Yes, I think McGregor will go back to UFC, and I think that because uh, I see on that poster behind him, and he pointed it out as well, he's got Conor McGregor Productions yeah. or whatever it is, something uh, like that. So he's very proud I think of he's going to go. Yeah, he is. He should be because 
not not for what it is right now, but but for the fact that he got it up on that on that poster right next to Mayweather Productions and right next to Showtime and all that shit. That's a big deal. Um, I think he's going to be able to negotiate for a bigger piece of the pie in the future, um, and I think he'll be okay. I, I think it it'll 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 keep him involved. Like like he'll fight for ten million dollars, even if he's worth a hundred. I think he will. I just think he will. If I you think tell Mayweather him go out did there last time. You know, like it. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like Mayweather fought against Pacquiao for something crazy. I'm going to call it $100 million. I don't know what it was. Um, and then he went up against some guy I don't even know, like Cuccio or something. And, uh, and I think he earned, you know, $10, 15000000 million because not every fight's Pacquiao. I, I don't know about his pay-per-view numbers. I, he called, you know, I, I, I know in boxing the, the split is a lot different. So, like, if, if we make $300 million, then... 125 million of it's probably going to, or then 250 is probably going to the fighters, and only 50 is left over for Showtime. UFC is kind of the the opposite of that, it seems. Um, you could argue which is a better money making venture. It seems like the UFC. I remember it was just a couple of years ago. I remember Dana White defending himself on UFC from people who were showing him boxing pay per view. They were like, "Look at your pay per view numbers steadily going down every year. GSP is gone." Like, look at these boxing numbers. Mayweather just did this, and it looked bad because UFC was going this way and boxing was going this way. And Dana was like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what the fuck. And, of course, that's what he's going to say, whether he saw it coming or not. But then, like, three or four superstars later and about, I don't know, five gigantic UFC events later, like, they're killing it. Boxing is suffering. It's the complete opposite now. McGregor is the biggest combat athlete in the world. He's bigger than Mayweather. He is the A-side. It's certainly at these prom- promotional tours, and that is completely beyond uh, discussion. Like, when, when he goes, on the count of three, say, fuck the Mayweathers, and you hear 20 out of 22,000 people go, fuck the Mayweathers! It's clear who's, like, the, the A-side at that event. I think you're right. I think Connor is the A-side. I don't think he's getting the A-money. But uh-huh. I, for what Connor... It's weird. He negotiates with the UFC really well, breaks records and stuff. But with Mayweather, he just seemed to roll over... And every, you know, like, oh, what gloves do you want? That's fine. Well, you know, more glove detail. That's fine. What? Do you, how long do you want the rounds to be? How big do you want the ring to be? What? The, Mayweather got everything he asked for. It seems. Connor feels like the fighting part of it like, is not worth negotiating. And I wonder if, you know, that leads to his downfall. We'll see. We'll see. Is his hundred millionaire downfall? Strong point. Strong point. <laughs> Next yeah. on VH1, how to be a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, it, I just let him beat me up for a little while now. I'm with a hundred million. He kind of took a, a reprieve from the UFC, and he's like, "Watch their numbers." He's like, "You see if I'm the draw. See how they do when I'm gone." They've hardly had an event I'm excited about with Connor gone, and it's John Jones is gone, and Ronda's it's, gone, and yeah, you know, John but, Jones is coming this week. This week. Jones Cormier. Okay, John Jones has been gone, and been uh, gone. Um, and Ronda's sort of gone, and Connor has She's been gone, gone uh, or maybe gone for good. So you know they lost some stars, but it, UFC does this all the time. You know, as you just mentioned, when GSP left, that was his biggest guy. Um, Chuck Liddell retired. They always seem to be, you know, hey, your biggest star is old or left, and there's a yeah. new one coming. Yeah, there's always there's always a fresh group of people. Um, I can't make it. What was the girl who won? The girl who beat up the girl the other day, and 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 the loser shat herself. Um, okay. I just stumbled. Oh upon, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I, I watched a way, a previous weigh in of her, and uh, God damn, she is fit. She like 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 she, she like like you know they they pose off. She gets up there, takes off her clothes, and like gets on the scale and flexes, and then she turns around and gives him the ass shot. She's like like she's a model. Like like first the front. 
and now the back. <laughs> and she's got a big old booty, and the crowd's like, "Whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah!" Just whistles and stuff, and her opponents are there like, "God damn it!" And like, like, and this is the same chick who was on the mic last week, a little beaten and bruised. And although she'd won the fight, she's going like, "Yeah, I'm just not young enough and pretty enough, I guess, to get promoted the way some of these other people do." And I was thinking like. I think you are. Mm-hmm. I, 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 her name's like uh, Ferris or something. But any in any case, I, I, she was very fit. I, I never I, I, thought I, Rhonda was as hot as the rest of the world seemed to. Did you see her vagina from the Sports Illustrated uh, leaks? I, I was about to show you her vagina on my on my phone, but, <laughs> but I are you looking that. for it? Way in Rhonda was being amazingly hot. I thought she this was Sports Illustrated. Uh, like this is from the Sports Illustrated shoot, um, but they just don't crop out her pussy. Oh, what website is that on? I mean, there's so uh, many. Go, you want to go to? I, I start with Bing. Uh, you turn that safe search off. Ooh, Bing, man, Bing is the engine for that. Mm. You know, image search Ronda Rousey Sports Illustrated leak, and uh, there are three images. Uh, two are side boob with a little nipple, and one is full, like straight on, like vagina. All right, well, I'll check it out. Of course, I'm obligated to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still searching. Oh, I found one, but it's not a very ooh, very I clear view. Found the edited version. Hmm. Safe search moderate. Oh, oh, that will not. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> safe search is off. Huh? Is she sitting on a tree? Nope, she's standing. Uh, it's the one where it's like purple and blue in the background. Uh. She's facing the camera flat, you know, straight on. I'll, yeah, this I'll is all just it. stuff painted on her, so you can tell she's naked. Yeah. Oh. This now well, you guys want to call it a show? Not what before is- Woody sees her vagina, right? <laughs> yeah, we got to get the reaction. I'm still looking. Oh, okay. Oh, Ronda Rousey vagina. It's a suggested search. <laughs> well, is it really? <laughs> I should. Yeah. Ronda Rousey wardrobe um, malfunction uncensored i will how about this i will text it to you right now this is this is the fucking ticket what am i thinking (laughs) (laughs) oh ronda rousey vagina there's her without watching a scramble to find it was half the fun (laughs) yeah whenever i see there's something like that like i'm like ah let's just preserve this for posterity here in in the memory banks of the old telephone yeah i just sent that to you guys (laughs) all right in case you're wondering that that does meet the kyle uh, 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 vagina uh, uh, specification. Oh, I'm glad you answered that question because yeah, I would have been curious. Bad. Well, yeah. I'm well, sure uh, she'll be happy to know that uh, her, her badge is good enough. Oh yeah, hit me up, Rhonda. It's it's on. Like that that'll do. I know that's what you've always wanted to hear. That's <laughs> <laughs> what she wants. That'll do. Uh, uh, well, for closing out, I want to tell everyone about a little podcast. Uh, what happens Someone has when their phone too close to the mic? That's me again. What happens when the best <laughs> athletes in the world? lose the secret to victory is a new podcast from gatorade and gimlet creative about how the best athletes in the world use defeat to fuel a win episodes feature serena williams peyton manning eli manning matt ryan jj watt carl anthony towns kyle schwarber and the people that know them best visit gatorade.com podcast to listen now or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts awesome check them out all right Ooh, my phone and also beep Attachment. Ah. And before we give the final word on the vagina, Jerry, where can everybody find you in all your things? You can find me over at barnerd.com or youtube.com forward slash barnacles1, whichever one you feel like typing. 
check. Go that. visit both. Also over on Twitch too. I, I stream. You're gonna lose. I should mention that, huh? It's all barred. The on work. the wall. He just can't read it. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on and sticking around the whole time. Thanks, no, it was man. fun, man. I, I love being on here. It's good times. It's good. Let's not take a three-year break. Yeah. <laughs> PKA, yeah, maybe we'll just go two years next time. <laughs> PKA 343.